welcome to Mortally Wounded, episode 48. My name is James. My name is Chris. We are your hosts. As always. (laughs) (laughs) Look, James has a cold. I've had a few glasses of wine. This is how we're we're starting. We're just going to roll with it. Yeah. Got a, a horn of beer as well, so yeah. It's a horn of beer, is that mm-hmm. an uh, is that an official measurage? It's like a huge half horn. I don't even know. I think it's an elk horn. So we have schooners. We have it comes in pints, and now we have it comes, it comes in comes horns. In horns. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. Have you been, mate? We've uh, we've, it's been a busy few weeks, hasn't it? It has been. Um, oh, it's been mm. a busy few months. Um, I've just been. Continue to be very busy with work um, during the week, on the weekends. Four or five weeks of public holidays in a row was not great. To be honest, I didn't have the time to have four-day working weeks, so I worked most of them. Um, so, yeah, it's, it's, it's very busy. Um, but still managed to fit a tournament in. So Yeah, the, the Warhammer the Warhammer's been busy too, as it always is. It lead up to a tournament. I finally got my 2,000 points of my Vendrak Soulblight Army finished in time for the event. So had that nice warm glow of feeling that, you know, hey, I've just finished painting an army. You know, it's like I love that feeling. But, um, yeah, yeah I've been I- working on this one for like two years. I think people who regular listeners are probably sick of hearing about it, to be quite honest. <laughs> <laughs> but, um, yeah, it was uh, – it's been good because uh, – I got, I finally have a, a bit of a, it's a temporary hobby room, but I have a hobby room again, which I needed because I had to do a bit of hobby mm. in the, in the lead up um, to the tournament as well. So, uh, and that was good to be like, oh yeah, I haven't forgotten my scheme. I can knock this out and it looks identical to the, all the other models I did before. And it took me very little time to just do like one model and then some shipwrecks. So, um, yeah, nah, that it was a good feeling. Oh, it was so like, how fast did you do those shipwrecks? Like, well, literally in like two evenings. So um, that was my first try of um, contrast paint through an airbrush, which went very nicely. Um, yeah, yeah. I wouldn't say it was any different to like normal airbrush paint. Like it didn't go on like watery, like a wash or anything. Like maybe I should water it down more. I don't know. But when I did add more medium to dilute it, all it did was like dilute the color. Um really yeah, um, yeah. but it, it, it just it just went on like a paint but it went on really nicely and had really high pigmentation um, no, it looked they look fantastic like so your whole army looked amazing mate thank yeah. you um yeah but yeah obviously we are talking about border war 2022 yeah um, baby. this year the tournament that we both went to we both went to the first year it was run which was in 2019 so three years ago believe it or not um yeah. which was by adam and trav um, and then this year it was run by Nick, um, first ta- first time for him running a tournament, and uh, he was assisted by the mayor Matt Tyrrell. Um, so this was down in Albury, um, on the border of New South Wales and Victoria. Um, and yeah, like I really enjoyed it. The first time we went, it was it's that kind of forty player size in like a school hall type thing, um, and yeah, it it was really good the first time. See, I won the first year and I got myself my engraved sword. So I was like, well, I have to go back and try and defend my title. And so uh, Matt got a uh, an engraved shield done this this year as the prize. So I'm, I went down 
with the hopes of adding the shield to the sword and uh, expanding yeah. my my Pokemon game collection. Yeah. But, um, but yeah, so before we crack into that, though, should we just have an update on uh, hobby and everything you've been up to since we last recorded, James? Um, yeah, so I think from since we last recorded, uh, I can't, I couldn't tell you, but like um, I did finish off the Soul Blood Army as I dropped, just mentioned a little bit um, earlier. But um, yeah, got the got the Direwolves done. Um, finished off Gorslav the Gravekeeper. Uh, finished off. Oh, I did the Corpse Cart as well, um, and I think those were the last three units I needed to get done for the for this list. Um, I'm not finished with the army, but it's just at that point now where I can just start adding a unit or a hero here and there and just keep building it from there. I've got all the models sitting waiting for that to happen, so I'll probably start exploring other options like, um, you know, like Radikar the Beast, get him in there, um, and a few other different characters. I want to have a, have, have a play around with some of the other new vampire characters that have come out too, um, so... But yeah, that's kind of what I was. My main focus was just getting the army ready for border war, and yeah, that got that done in good time. Um, yeah, so that's been that's been hobby for me since the event. I've started building uh, some of the new night haunt stuff. So I got the I split the um, arena of shades box with um, a guy here in with uh, Neil, a guy here in Goulburn, and he took the daughters. I took the night haunt, and so I've been building the. Uh, the Craven Throne Guard, and um, sort of slowly just started building those again. But I'm, I'm all about the Night Haunt now. So um, I've ordered, pre-ordered the the uh, limited edition Battle Tome, the dice, the Craven Throne Guard. Like, may as well just get another five, add it to the, get a unit of ten yeah. going. Um, are they are they the crossbows? Yeah. Yep. And what else is there? There was the dice. There was the war scroll cards um, and all rack the drowner. So yeah. yeah, I've ordered all those for this, this week's, um, this week's pre-orders. So I'm excited about getting those. I went through my cupboards and pulled out all my night haunt sprues that I got from, you know, over the, over the last few years. Um, so I've got all my night haunt out. So that's going to be my next mission to get them assembled, painted and, um, so it's going to be, yeah, I'm going to be full steam night haunt for a while now. Um, yeah, as <laughs> so, many people will be, I think. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. And it's just, yeah, I'm, I'm very excited. Uh, but good to see my army getting some more love again. Um, definitely we're in, we're in grave need of a, of an update. They were always have been fun and good to play. Um, but it's just cool. They've just got some great new rules, which I'm really looking forward to, um, getting my head around on the tabletop. Um, yeah. and to lovely, uh, lovely subtle yeah. pun there, by the way. They're in great. They're in grave need of an update. <laughs> Look, I'm just a natural. I'm natural at, at this stuff these days. I don't even know. I don't even know when I'm making do, fun jokes. It's do you just... have an announcement to make? Is Sam pregnant? Is you, <laughs> your, your dad jokes getting there? Dad jokes on point. Um, <laughs> yeah. So, but yeah, that's kind of that's where my head's at. The hobby, like I've um, shamefully put my primed Lumineth army in the cupboard. Um, I will. <laughs> I will revisit them. <laughs> I managed to paint one unit of um, one unit of Auralan wardens. Uh, the rest of the army is primed, but um, I think they'll just yeah. I'll go. I'll go back to them. I will go back to them. Don't worry. Uh, but I've got night haunt fever now, so 
I'd forgotten okay, about that because you're supposed to be doing that for a store challenge, but I'm assuming you've just been that off. Yeah, like <laughs> the store challenge is um it's still kind of going. Like we haven't had the final event yet. So I think it's just turned into a slow burn thing for the shop. I'm not sure. I'd have to double check with them what's going on. Um there was kind of a loose plan to do the event um I think last weekend or this weekend, but it's kind of I think it's just the the scene in Goldman's very much in a fledgling state, so very fluid in that respect so um yeah actually yeah i haven't been able to get down to the shop as much as i'd like i i'd had a cool um routine going i was there every thursday night for um for game night but um since starting the new job it's just been very all-consuming and adjusting to a new routine and all that kind of stuff so i've just been buggered and uh, it's been a lot of extra family stuff coming up around around that as well um yeah. there's been some stuff happening in the background there so um just Sometimes you can't always make it to game night. So, but once things settle down again, which is they're kind of kind of starting to, um, I'll be able to start incorporating that back into my routine. So, yeah, yeah. nice. Yeah, especially with the night horn, I'll be wanting to go down, take him out, and test him out on the locals. <laughs> yeah, everyone will be terrified, literally. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, no, cool. I um, I had a bit as I mentioned before, a hobby to do, so I had to. Uh, convert up and then paint uh, an Achelium Thrallmaster because I didn't buy the the FOMO box so I didn't have the actual model um so I uh, I converted one up from uh Elethane from Elethane Soul Raid the Underworld's Warband um because I oh, yeah. I'd already bought two of them one so that I have the full warband and cards if I was playing Underworlds and then another because I wanted the crab for my uh, my Gotrek to be Crabnos um <laughs> so I, I'd already opened like the sprues and built the crab for, for my Deepkin Gotrek, which isn't really a thing now. He doesn't get the allegiance abilities, but he sits, he looks pretty in the collection anyway. But um, <laughs> so I, I had the box sitting there. Oh, and I used the harpoon guy as well on the back of my, um, as yep. a bit of a minor conversion on my Leviathan as well. Um, but yeah, so I had Elethane. So I just, I, uh, I cut his net arm off. I cut the soul render helmet um off him um and then i got a spear arm from a morsar guard i had um did uh, actually i cut his whole head off and did a head swap entirely um mm -hmm. for like an uh, for like a morsar guard um head and then i got like any uh one of the fish as well from the ship kit and put it around the other side because his model also has like a fish going around the base so um nothing too yep. crazy but it came came together well i got the arm posed in the right position to join onto the body and I was, I was really happy with it I, definitely no confusion it looks like a thorough master um and then yeah got him paint, got him painted up really quickly and easily with the um with the scheme with the airbrush when it's just one model it's amazing how quickly i can do that now and then yeah got got the resin out poured the base like did the base and and stuff and then in the meantime i um finally bought some gloom tide shipwrecks because they're good now um so uh, <laughs> I, I bought two kits because I uh, I was ended up taking the artifact where you can summon another one. Um, spoiler alert, won't take that again. Um, <laughs> so I painted up the boats. But anyway, I, I wanted them to do like the ethereal kind of greeny blue boat. But I was I was asking Matt, look, if I literally just do these greeny blue all over ethereal is that going to be okay or is that not really meeting kind of three color minimum sort of thing and he mm. said oh look if you do the base and and stuff as well then it's probably okay and i was like oh, actually 
don't worry. Like I sprayed them brown and then I just I airbrushed brown all over them and then um, just did like a lighter brown, just spray colors with it and then dry brushed them brown um like a well like a khaki kind of color um mm. and then i then i airbrushed over the top of the brown with uh, the achillean green um yeah contra con contrast paint like thin down with some medium but um just airbrushed all over with that um so that you can it's not fully consistent the whole way across so there's you can definitely so, see that you can see that there's yeah. like brown wood underneath yeah. it just um, tint, in, so tinting it kind of like tinting well, it's it a definitely bit. Yeah. very greeny blue like mm, it's yeah. definitely very greeny blue which i like because it fits with the army it pops the bases off kind of thing because all the bases are turquoise yeah. um but you can see that it's there's a there's a wooden ship under there as well which is good um yeah and then uh and then i kind of just when that was done i just from the top sprayed some white on onto some sections of it and then over the top of that went through with the ethermatic blue just to give the blue a mm. little bit of color variation um but yep. just super quick and easy like i literally painted the, the four ships plus the guy in in a few eve like a few hours in a few evenings um in the week leading up to it nothing strenuous so like i finished hobbying at like midnight or whatever on the i think on the <laughs> when on the wednesday which was intended to be my last hobby but that was fine um and uh, yeah, no, it was good. Um, and yeah, the ships came out really well. The the Thrallmaster was um, came out really well. You couldn't tell that I painted him at a different time to the army, which is the key thing. Whenever you do a scheme, yeah. you want to make you want to make sure that if you leave the remember. army and you add models to it, that you can paint it and it looks identical when it did. So yeah. um, yeah, good. No, yeah. I, was, I, I mean I remembered the paints I used and everything, but it turned out the same, which was good. Um, yeah, good. And it was it was one of those things. I think I messaged our chat beforehand saying like. I, there are paints that are better than others in terms of like how they handle and um a few of the tones when i was doing the airbrushing of like the the pinks and the yellow i couldn't get the consistency right through the airbrush so like the paint had spidered a bit um so it was probably oh, too right. yeah. it probably too watery or my pressure yeah, was too yeah. high but I, I couldn't i couldn't get the consistency right so it was looking a bit shit because the the spidering had kind of gone and messed, it messed be, it up um... a little bit Sometimes I found um, that's happened with my airbrush when um, there's the condensation builds up in your tube and comes up into your um, through the airflow. Um, so I bought this, uh, I bought like an, an extra like filter that you attach yeah. to the end of your hose and to your airbrush. Um, yeah. And that solved the issue because I was getting that problem too. Okay. And I was just like, yeah, so I can get look into that. Moisture, yeah, get my... it's, I think it's called a moisture trap. I have yeah, heard yeah. Of, I have usually, heard about those. They usually like yeah, yeah, and they they usually is one built into your um, air compressor, uh, but this is like an additional additional one um, to that, which yeah, cover which covers that, um, especially when it's yeah that little bit more humid and you're getting that spidering because that yeah, I'm, it's it's really annoying. <laughs> yeah, yeah, um, okay, but I haven't no. had that problems that problem since. Okay. Yeah, maybe I'll have to invest in one because I have I have heard about get like this, about moisture yeah. traps and and yeah and that that's what they're for taking that kind of moisture and stuff out. That so extra bit. Yeah. That I extra probably, bit. I probably do mm. need one. But um. Yeah. But anyway, so I was like, oh damn! Like a couple of the colors had kind of ruined. Like one of the shades of red had done it, and then one mm, of the shades, yeah, one mm. of the shades of yellow had done it, and I was like, oh, this is looking a bit shit. But I just was like, I've just got a soldier on. Can't really do anything about it. Um, and then when I did the last yellow, the kind of pastel, like the pastel yellow, um, 
it just it just was perfect and just like went over the top of it and like got rid of all the spidering and just put in all the tone perfectly and i was like and the model's fixed thanks yeah, final sweet. thanks final yellow color um yeah. <laughs> so so i was happy with that and it, it didn't take any more effort and um yeah and yeah it was good so it's I mean, a bit it's a bit forgivable on a on a on a bigger like a piece like that as well like it's a little bit more forgivable um, um yeah that's good yeah i'm glad it worked out so yeah and that was that's all the hobby i've done i haven't done any hobby since since after the tournament um i got yep. a bunch of sprues out um when i was going in my garage looking for stuff because um i want to build things up like stormcast sprues that i've had for years and years like i've still never built my star drake i've got i've got like eight eight dracothian guard and i only have ever had two built and painted so i just want to build them up and and stuff but then uh, i also bought the new avatar the eldar the 40k avatar um mm. off uh, off jordan because i think he bought one and he's selling it because i know in my head like as soon as the new incarnate rules came out i was like i want to convert one for my deep kin and i just knew exactly mm. and knew exactly how i wanted to do it once i saw that avatar um yeah and now yeah. and now i know that i'm not going to need two of my ships because i'm only ever going to use one um i've got them spare otherwise i was like oh, i'm gonna have to find someone that wants to split a box because my plan is basically to use half a shipwreck when i built my celestine prime for my stormcast i didn't like the swirls so i never built i never put the swirls on my celestine prime so i still have them so i'm going to put the shipwreck down like on on the base and then i'm going to put the swirls of the prime going up through the shipwreck and i've got load i've got loads of the fish from the yeah. shipwreck kits. so then in the swirls i'm going to put all the fish swimming around the swirls awesome. and then i'm gonna and then i'm gonna put the new avatar like in the middle of the swirly fish and then oh, i'm gonna try yeah. and then i'm gonna try and get a cloak i don't want to buy a whole new eidolon kit so if someone mm. has an eidolon kit and has a cloak that they're willing to sell and or part with <laughs> please let me know <laughs> just the main part of the eidolon exactly i don't i don't feel like anyone will but just in case there's someone someone crazy out there that does um i want it if i can i want to get the eidolon water cloak on the back of the um the avatar Mm, yeah and and then that will be a deep kin incarnate Mm. um but if if i can't get the cloak i just won't do the cloak but if i can look amazing that'll look awesome yeah if i can do it justice but um yeah i'm pretty keen on it and that incarnate is like a perfect ally for deepkin it fills it fills the role that deepkin don't have in their book that you want um yeah so yeah like it's yeah i definitely uh, i definitely will build one even just for a hobby project because like i say as soon as i saw it i was like i know exactly what i want to do and i have all these bits and i can see <laughs> it in my i can see it in my head and i'm like okay let's do this what's the um base size for the incarnate is it the same size as like a vampire zombie dragon that yeah sort of size? i think or it's it a pretty smaller? decent i think it's a pretty decent oval yeah okay cool so um yeah Not i think it's, a... it's big enough that i can put the half shipwreck on i think anyway yeah cool yeah because it's got me thinking now what i what i might do like i've still got my um my brand brecker your band brecker yeah that could be a yeah. Cool yeah giant giant skeleton um which was originally going to be a a drug fort kicker proxy or alternative yeah but it could be could be more An of incarnate. a cool incarnate yeah <laughs> yeah there you go it's, that's why it's good incarnate. not to always just 
build and paint your models as soon as you get them. At least keep them for a year or two before you get around to them. <laughs> but um, <laughs> but yeah, so uh, I'll be keen to start some hobby again soon. And then yeah, I want to crack on with. Like I said, I was keen to get my deepkin out of the way so that I could crack on with um, like Soulblight and oh, a bunch of other projects. But I'm also like for deepkin, I'm kind of wondering if I might just like do the other 10, like do an extra 10 thralls, do do 10 extra reavers kind of thing. Because I had this, I have 50 thralls and I have 60 reavers. So I've painted 30 thralls and 40 reavers. So I've got 20 left of each that I had painted and I'd done the initial like undercoat. And then I just and then I decided now nah, I'll never use these under the old book. But now with the new book, I've written some lists where I'm like, oh, if I had ten more thralls, this is the list I would do. And like, if I had ten more reavers, this is so I might I might just paint them up because I feel like doing ten thralls, ten reavers won't actually take me that long. Whereas mm, yeah. before, when I literally was doing like thirty thralls, forty reavers it was like a long slog to get the army done. But now I reckon I could actually smash out. I'll just do yeah. like, I'll do the 10th rolls together and then I'll just do the 10 reavers together. And I, I like, I reckon I could do each unit in like a week um, and just, and yeah, just, add, and just sure. add them and get them done. So, and then, yeah, I'll have to decide if I want to, yeah, if I want to do the soul blight or if I want to move on to something else, because honestly, there's so many armies I want to do right now. So, yeah, well, that's it. Yeah. Like same here. Like I've got my, I've still got a whole, army of halflings for kings of war um that i'm yet to, I've, I've painted one unit of them as well <laughs> but i've got all of the models in that army um all the heroes have actually <laughs> actually just bought went splitted like the starter kit with somebody today um it was like a discount a discount somewhere and um friend Kriston was in queensland he's like oh i'm in my mate's shop and there's a huge discount on the kings of war starter kit <laughs> Oh, really? I'm, like, I'm like i'll take it because <laughs> there's a unique um halfling model like hero he's like a halfling champion slash general or whatever I mean, he's like on this giant dog this giant armored dog with her like he's got this lance and shield and he just looks like a boss so i'm like it's the one model that i need to fill the like to collect the whole set so <laughs> um but yeah i'll get around to the halflings as well at some point <laughs> <laughs> so many so many projects but yeah definitely night haunt has taken the uh the precedence now <laughs> it's been yeah. a long enough it's been a long enough break since i've painted um ethereal like the ethereal scheme I'd, i've done for the rest of the army so i kind of got a bit tired of painting that same scheme over and over but um it's been long enough now so ready to go back into it so theoretically it should be relatively quick to get these guys on the table um, yep just got to buckle bunker down but like yeah literally looking at i've got 10 grimgars sitting on the table now another guardian of souls knight of shrouds um dreadblade harrow got the craven throne guard the new um script mortis models built um i'm even going to like go all out and just paint all of the uh dread dread great other uh, blade grace oh, oh yeah the stalkers. Glaive Wraith, Glaive Wraith stalkers. Glaive Wraith stalkers. Sorry, I can't talk at the moment. That's right. Did um, I send you a bunch of them? I can't remember. Ah, uh, maybe. I feel like I've got I like did. I've got like twenty of them. Yeah, I feel like I sent I you loads because I had. I know. Yeah. Because I yeah yeah I did because I bought the boxes to get all the Myamorns, and you get the Glaive Wraiths, and I was like, I'm never going to use these, and you wanted some for a list, and I was like, James, I'm just going to send them to you. Yeah. I think I sent them all to you. 
yeah, I've, and um, Wilso's given me some as well. So I've just like up to my eyeballs and stalkers. I was kind of like hoping that there would be some really cool rules update for them in the new book. <laughs> but Man, they're no, still tra- they're still trash. It's just like, come on, guys. They're such cool models. I want to see them. <laughs> but I'll probably still just take them because that's just the kind of person I am. <laughs> oh, yeah. All right. So should we crack into the meat and potatoes of this episode, which is Border War? We shall. Let's, um, should we just take a quick little break and then we'll um, dive on in? Sure. Let's do that. Thanks for letting me go and refill my tankard, Chris. I just uh, I couldn't do this next bit without um, refilling the horn, actually. So refilling Cheers. the horn it sounds like a euphemism for something. <laughs> what? What? I don't what know. Would... It just sounds like a euphemism. Oh, okay. Mm. I can't think of what it might be. Oh. Yeah. yeah. But uh, what are you drinking? I know we're not. I know we're not a. Uh, Runax, but uh, oh God. What, are you, what are you drinking tonight, James? Um, it's it's a it's from Aldi. Um, it's a German beer. Then it's actually it's a pale ale um, of some sort. It's got like a picture of a train on it. I don't know. I can't remember the name. <laughs> it's pretty nice though. It's quite smooth. Not too nice. floral. It's got a it's 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 not a lager, but it's it's got a nice kind of. Smooth flavor to it. It's not too overly floral uh, like some of those, um, you know, wanky craft beers get to. I do like a good wanky craft beer as well, though. But <laughs> this right. one is just a good, nice, smooth, balanced beer. We're just going to call it, I'm just going to call it an Aldi Barnhof then, if it's got a train station on it. <laughs> Sounds good. Um, all right. Shall we go through our lists that we both took to Border War and then crack into sure. our, our games? Yeah, sure. Should I um should I hit should I do first? You go. You go. Okay. All right. You so, go, Glen Coco. <laughs> so I've got so my legion is Soul Blight Grave Lords. I took the Vircost the Vircost Dynasty. Uh, my grand strat was Vampiric Conquerors, so that's the one where you where I have to control more of my grave sites than my um, enemy does at the end of the battle. Uh, Triumph was inspired. Okay, so had the Bloodseeker Palanquin was my general. Gave him the Hunter's Snare, so he was uh, worth 12, 12 models on a uh, objective, which was pretty cool. Uh, Vile Transference for the spells, so that's the Damage Heal spell. Um, Vampire Lord with the Sang Siren artifact, so that's D3 plus D3 uh, attacks on the charge. Uh, gave him the Flaming Weapon, so the plus one. Uh, damage so he was quite a he's quite a cool quite a nice little beat stick uh and then there was a necromancer with the arcane tome uh with overwhelming dread for the spell which is the minus one to hit spell 
then we had Belladama Volga uh, gave her Amaranthine Orb. Gorslav the Gravekeeper. Uh, my battle line was 10 skeletons, 40 zombies, 10 direwolves. Our units were one corpse cart with the Balfire Brazier, uh, two times three Felbats, uh, five Blood Knights, and two times 10 Grave Guard. Uh, with the white blades and the crypt shields. <laughs> um, so those were incorporated into a warlord, a battle reg, and hunters, the heartlands, with my additional enhancement being artifacts. So that was 965 points uh, with eight drops at the end. So 167 wounds. Uh, so that was my list for the, for the weekend. I got rated a B. So whatever that means, B, B tier. B tier, so what, I believe. It was. Okay. I think it was using the like computer software, um, oh, okay, yeah. rather than like a human that they got to to rate the lists. I think it, there's some software that just analyzes basically units taken across strong lists, etc. So it doesn't. Oh yeah. It's not. It's not fully capable of putting together all the synergies, etc. But um, yeah, yeah. It has like it's yeah. a a general kind of ballpark thing. Yeah. 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 Cool. But um, I don't. I don't think it was B tier. It didn't show itself to be a B tier over the weekend. That's <laughs> it was pretty good, but yeah, we'll get in. We'll get into our games. Yeah, sweet. What, about, um, what, what list did you take? I took Eidneth Deepkin. Um, I took Morfan as my sub faction. Um, so that's the one built around the Soul Renders. Um, so adding three. Um, every time I use the Soul Renders ability to add models back at the end of the Battleshock phase, um, which is super strong. Um, I went for hold the line as my grand strategy. Um, and then I had a double inspired triumph um, for plus one to wound because uh, I had a double warlord um, and one of my warlords I used to get an extra triumph. Um, I was 1940 to, as I'd built into having double triumph to make sure I got it as regularly as possible. I think there was only two lists at the event that had less points than me and I did end up playing one of them. So I didn't get my two triumphs in that game. Um, <laughs> but every other game I was always lower. So I got my two plus one to wounds, which was good. Mm -hmm. um, and I had an Achillean, well, I had the King, the Killer King build that you'll see in most things. Achillean King is the general with the pole arm um, and Unstoppable Fury is the trait. So uh, plus two attacks on his weapons um, for every enemy unit within three during high tide. Um, and then the armor of the Scythe, which is that sixes to hit don't do anything. Um, so they just count as a normal hit. Um, so like zombies don't do any mortal wounds. Long strikes don't do mortal wounds, etc. Oh, wow. Um, cool. It sounds great. I thought it'd be great. Didn't actually come up at all in the game. Wow. Uh, okay. across, across the weekend. Yeah. Um, and then the mount trait that everyone takes, Void Shield Darkness, which is a minus one to hit for units that are in, in melee with him, but it's shooting and combat, and it's the whole unit, so it's really good. Um, and then I had the Thrallmaster, as I mentioned, I had to paint up. Um, so he was there most of the time to give me a minus one to wound aura, um, because I, I decided to lean into a more defensive kind of deepkin build. Um, yeah. And that minus one to win was great, like really clutch um, definitely worked um, with the soul renders, keeping units alive for the soul renders to then top up. Um, and then I had three soul renders given I lent into Morphan. One of them I took with my second warlord, the rune of the surging gloom tide, which is the once per game summon an extra ship um, would not take again, too hard to use, just filled up the table. Um, don't bother, move on. Um, <laughs> and then Lotan, 
um, who is great and Lotan. The tournament you ruled his scroll as written pre-fac, uh, not the updated. Um, well, his yeah, not the updated scroll. Um, unfortunately, because he is incredible post-update. Um, but anyway, I had to play him as he was before. It's still still super good for his points um, for that plus one to wound aura and the extra ritual once per game in my hero phase. Mm-hmm. Um, and then I had two units of 20 reavers and a unit of 20 thralls as my battle line. So three bricks of 20, each one getting followed around by a soul render to just add models back into each unit every battle shock phase. Minimum yep. of f- between four and six every every single phase, uh, battle shock, which is so good. Um, and then I had one shark just as a points thing and give me a unit wouldn't wouldn't bother taking the sharks even probably in a two going forward um just crap a unit of one especially you're never going to use plus one to hit on it you're never going to use plus one to wound on it um just not worth it honestly I, I wouldn't take them again um yeah okay yeah and yeah so I had double warlord and then I had hunters of the heartlands which was my um reavers one of my blocks of reavers and my block of thralls and then as i said yeah so i had an extra triumph and an extra artifact um so going forward i could potentially go triple triumph um because i i don't think i need the extra artifact um or i would change the list and have something where i wanted a different better artifact which would probably be like an arcane tome on an eidolon if i went that route um Yep. Or I would take out and not build double Warlord and just go with one Warlord and just have the extra Triumph kind of thing. Free up some more points for bodies in the list. Um, but yes, yeah, so I was I was 19, 40, 10 drops, which I think was quite different for a lot of the Deepkin mm. lists out there. My, mm. list got rank, my list got ranked an A. Um, I think that's fair. Um, I, think it's, I think it's capable of going 5-0, but doesn't feel S-tier feels strong in the right circumstances but it also can get pulled apart kind of thing so i, I think a is fair for that list to be honest yeah cool hmm. um so yeah that was me nice so james your first yeah. game was a grudge yeah yeah um uh, jordan and i decided to um, give each other a grudge um, we have actually we've known each other for a long time but we just hadn't actually actually played a game <laughs> so we thought let's just let's do it so I threw down the gauntlet and um, we decided to have a game. And what was the first battle round? The first... Uh, first the blood. First, first blood, of course, yeah. So Jordan um, beautifully painted Nurgle army. So I've just got his list here. So he took... Oh, my God. Sorry. I was going to turn off my phone. God, James, how dare you? You've been... How many episodes have we been doing now? Oh, you don't put your phone on silent. You're fired. You're fired from the podcast. Oh, God. That's just... <laughs> <laughs> no, it's like I, I put my phone on silent, but then my, now my iPad's going off. So, you know, turn that off. There we go. Apologies. All right. So, Jordan Burgess, he took the Maggot, Magoth, the Maggot King of Nurgle. Oh, God. Um, he took the Drowned Men uh, from Garan. Uh, Grand Strat was Hold the Line with Triumph Inspired. He took a Great and Clean one, um, the Bol, Bolothrax, Great and Clean one. So he had the Plague Flail and Massive Bile Sword. Law of Vir- Virulence was the Fleshy Abundance spell. Uh, he took a Lord of Afflictions, um, the Bubonicus Boil. Uh, he was the General with uh, Overpowering Stench and with the Split Horn Helm um, and Orgot's Demon Spew. 
Uh, he's battle onwards, 20 plague bearers, two two black lords, two black lords, and five putrid black kings. All in one drop battle red or two drops, sorry, battle regiment in there. So it was 995. Um, 132 wounds there. So yeah, first blood we kicked off. Um, I'm not gonna be able to recount blow for blow for this game for the games. Um, but uh we had a great time together and I think in the end we were like one point difference. We we only got to the third round, unfortunately, but um it was just I guess a real slog backwards and forwards uh between our armies, like that classic death versus Nurgle, like nothing's it's still it's still very much a grind fest, um even with the the new books, the new rules. So um but yeah, we had a lot of fun. It was I think I I think I made Jordan sweat in this game. <laughs> I don't think I gave him the quite the, the easy win that he thought he might have thought he could have got against me, but um, <laughs> uh, so it was like one point difference at the end of the game, and then he was able to deny my grand strat, so he ended up um, winning by four points in the end. But um, uh, okay, yeah, it was super super close, a um, lot of fun, and uh, Jordan's a lovely chap and beautifully painted painted army. I think he he actually he took the um, the judges' choice uh, best painted army at Sydney Slaughter last year, so. It was, yeah, it was a pleasure to play against. And we'll have him on. We're getting him on the show today. Um, well, later in this, in the show for an interview. So, um, yeah, he'll, he'll, I'm sure he'll recount the army, uh, recount the battle much more, um, <laughs> much more, uh, much better than me. <laughs> in, more de- in more detail. In more detail, yeah. <laughs> By the power of editing magic, I can tell you that he does. Oh, good. <laughs> Uh, but yeah, no, it's, it's funny that you say it was so close. It was one of those things where like, obviously with the flies, he can move forward, go first and kind of hold you up. Mm. And I reckon, I reckon if your grave guard were the killy ones instead of the defensive ones, I reckon you might've got through him a bit quicker. Yeah, probably. Yeah. It, 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 that would have been a real upset for him though. If he'd lost to me first round. <laughs> so... <laughs> What? You got to beat five people. Why would it be an upset? Like Soul Blight are good. You, you're oh, a good yeah. player. You know what you're doing, James. Yeah, usually. <laughs> <laughs> no, but I just I, one thing I do love about this edition is how close the games are. Like nearly every game I I have had of this edition is always been like close, and you've yeah. always felt like I've been in the game right up until the last like turn, basically where things have changed dramatically or they've just been super close with like a few points between. So um, every game I had on the weekend was like that. Um, so yeah, loving the new edition in that respect. So yeah. Yeah. I think Soulblight, um, especially the body heavy Soulblight ones as well, tend to have pretty close games because mm. you do just have so many bodies that keep coming back yeah. as well. So you can, you can keep threatening to take objectives back and people tend oh, yeah. to, yep. to not get like complete whitewashes. Um, yeah. But yeah, yeah. and it definitely didn't have any, that, that sort of game, any of those sort of t- wasn't tabled at all on the weekend or anything like that. Um, I didn't table anyone else, but yeah, they were just all solid games of Warhammer, you know, to see the roll dice, bro, you know? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Cool. <laughs> Um, um so you so you had a you had a loss but a close loss game one then yeah yep what about you mate 
Uh, so I played uh, Jason Brown, who was playing Soulblight via Cos as well. Mm, that's right. Yeah. Um, yep. So yeah, he he had two bricks of twenty Killy Graveguard. However, um, he had he the better. He the didn't better have. He didn't have Bella Dama though, um, but he had a Vampire Lord on Zombie Dragon, um, and yeah, like ten Skellies, some Wolves, uh, like two tens of Wolves. Um, yeah. ne- necromancer vampire lord on foot um manfred as well manfred yeah um and i think he had radicar the wolf as well uh no um, he didn't he didn't he, he didn't jason brown yeah 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 no he didn't have that i played him as well uh, okay yeah um maybe that was oh no sorry I'm, I'm getting confused with the tts game i had as well recently that they did um it was a similar <laughs> complement of heroes um yeah but super yeah. slick super slick death list like really really top top list i thought oh yeah great. i mean i mean yeah necro vampire lord bamford and two damage grave guard so much damage it was great yeah like if it if it goes well they can like blow up most things those 20 grave guard mm, um yeah Oh, yeah. But yeah, so um, we played, um, and then uh, yeah, he he outdropped me, um, made me go first. I kind of just pushed up, shot shot some dogs, um, did quite well, I think. Into no, I, I think I only killed. I killed like two dogs because I couldn't get all my shooting in range, so I didn't do loads. But kind of just pushed up onto the objectives um, with my soul renders and kind of just waited, I guess, for him to come and counter punch um and then uh yeah he he came through and then dogs charged in i did my unleash hell with my reavers and literally like you said he healed the dog the two dogs i killed he healed the back charged me in and then like on my unleash hell i did 19 wounds out of the 20 for the dog so after the charge he had literally a dog on half a wound kind of thing and he was like oh god because, yeah, my Unleash Hells were, even if it wasn't quite the whole unit in range, it was maybe 14 out of the 20 that were in range. Mm. Um, and then I was like, I'll just use my Triumph or, or whatever to, um, yeah, I used a Triumph to get the plus one to wound. Um, and I think I'd had Damned um, in my in my half, so I'd taken Damned in my turn as well, which meant that I'm unleashing Hell on twos with the Reavers. Um, so I was twos and twos and just went bleh. And he was like, oh, my God, oh, my God, I've basically lost all my wolves. So um, by the end of combat, I, I was able to do the extra wound I needed to do to completely kill the wolves. Um, so I think he thought he'd charge, he'd charge them in and then he'd be pinning me and it would take, it would mean I wouldn't be free for my next shooting phase kind of thing. But obviously that didn't that didn't work out. Um, yeah, yeah. <laughs> and then, uh, yeah, kind of just basically he um, he then got priority um for the second turn so he, he got the early double um and i was like basically i i just said okay i'm gonna lose the middle objective as soon as he won that turn because i was like it's gonna get charged by the vampire lord on zombie dragon it's gonna get charged by the dogs as well to take the unleash health first and then the grave guard as well that he'd popped up they'd failed their nine inch charge the turn before fortunately which was good but then i knew that he was just gonna be able to charge again with the other unit of dogs to to cop the unleash hell i still did it again did 19 wounds to the other unit of dogs in that that unleash hell too um and then Gosh. he got he got the grave guard in um and then yeah I, 
and and the zombie dragon and i was like that's fine i'm gonna lose those 20 but all of that was committed he'd had his double and he hadn't touched my 20 thralls and my other 20 reavers or my king or anything like that mm. yeah. um so then mm -hmm. it's going into it's going into turn two which is my run and shoot run and charge turn so i'm like cool off i go gonna run my stuff I actually didn't get a massive run with my thralls but it was enough and i basically just ran to the middle ran and shot um the reavers at the top um so the way i generally had done it was reavers at the top i was like i'm just gonna go for two rather than spread my army across three objectives because if you hold two you hold more um and then my army doesn't have to split out as much so all my buffs and synergies can be closer and if someone wants to take out a chunk of my army they can't be really far away from the rest of it um so when he did take out the middle which was effectively the left of my army i had all of it still pretty close um so i ran the the other unit of reavers at the top shot his other shot his unit of grave guard killed 18 or 17 i think of the 20 um oh nice from, from the shooting there um i'd Gosh. already killed i'd already killed both units of wolves from my unleash hells in his two turns um so they were already gone and then my thralls came in and charged the um zombie dragon yeah um and my king i zoomed my killer king across 16 i didn't even get a huge run but it was like 16 or 17 inches from like the flank into the middle and then i made like a i think i only needed like a four inch charge but i made like a 10 inch charge into it was literally perfect so he had his vampire lord his necromancer the three grave guard that were left over from wide shot and then manfred and there was a nice hole in the middle of them for my <laughs> killer for my killer king base so i just landed him there kept him 3.1 inches away from manfred but was within one of the necromancer the grave guard and the uh vampire the vampire lord, lord. Mm. so two plus d3 mortal wounds to all three of those units so i killed one more of the grave guard just on that did a couple of wounds to the necro a couple of wounds to the vampire and then obviously at the end of my charge phase i activated my once per game pick d3 units to be affected by high tide and was like doesn't matter i roll a one it's the king himself um and then i go cool i'm gonna go first and then i'm gonna pile in three to get into manfred so he couldn't wash out of the way because i wasn't within three but then i piled in to get within three and yeah, i had nice. i was within three inches of four units so i had plus eight attacks on my spear and my sword so i was i was oh, 11 wow. and attacks on the spear twos and twos rend three damage three and i just Ugh. went i'm not and i just went i'm not gonna fuck around here and i just put all of them into manfred um yeah. and and then i split the other attacks i did all of the sword attacks into the necromancer because he's not got great armor and then i did all of the mount attacks into the vampire lord and i just left the two grave guard because i was like he didn't have any cp and i'd killed 18 of them so i knew they were battle shocking off um and i just i killed all of it manfred i did like 30, wow yeah so i did i did like 33 damage into manfred or whatever it was um Gosh. No, not 33, 28, uh, 24, 24 damage into Manfred. So he died. Necromancer died. Vampire Lord died. Um, the the two Graveguard, I was like, oh, crap, because obviously I didn't attack them because I was like, well, they're going to die anyway. So I didn't bother attacking them. But then yeah. it meant they could attack and they still had the plus one attack and the double pile in from his turn before. And oh, I was really? Like, I was uh, like, oh, okay. actually, <laughs> I'm, I might be in trouble here. Um, 
so I think my king took like four or five wounds from the graveguard in their two pylons, like the two models left. But yeah, I yeah. was I was like, this doesn't matter. He's 250 points and I've killed Manfred, I've killed the Vampire Lord, I've killed like it was um it was fine. The thralls then did underwhelmingly on the zombie dragon. Um like I'd I'd managed to run Lotan up so they had the plus one to wound. I had the plus one plus one to hit on them. They were obviously damaged too. He saved quite well, I think, on his armor saves. Um, so I only ended up doing like eight wounds to it. Um, but then it completely fluffed and he didn't kill a single thrall in return. Um, so then I was like, okay, well, I'm fine because he's done nothing. This is the bottom of turn two. And then obviously turn three means it's high tide, so I'm going to fight first. So um, he then, in uh, he got the priority. So he, in his turn, just went, well, I'm going to retreat the zombie dragon because all the thralls were just going to kill it anyway um so he just retreated it out um i think he tried to do kill battle line with his he brought up his other unit 20 grave guard but it was just banking on a nine inch charge um but obviously the 20 reavers weren't in combat so i wasn't worried because even if he did charge me i was just going to unleash hell and basically kill them anyway yeah um but it was pretty much all he could try and do he failed the charge um or he got no i think he got in with the unit of 10 that he'd brought back so i just yep. shot them off i shot them off anyway um so he failed his tactic didn't get into my reavers zombie dragon had just retreated so then in my turn i was like okay well i i was like i'll go kill with my king i'll go kill your 10 skeletons on the other objective to get the kill battle line um because i wasn't sure if i'd make the charge or if i'd kill the zombie dragon i didn't want to risk it um so I just went, cool, yeah, I'll go kill Battle Line. And then, yeah, the Thralls went into the, the Zombie Dragon anyway, and the Reavers shot off the Graveguard, um, and I killed everything in, in turn three. So the Zombie Dragon died, the Graveguard died, the Skeletons died. Um, so I, I tabled him at the bottom of three. Um, but then it meant that I then was struggling for tactics in the next two turns. Um and he, he managed to still do his tactics turn four and turn five, despite having been tabled in turn three, because obviously in the battleshock phase, he rolled his five up, got, got a unit of wolves back. And yeah. he just picked, he just, he picked the tactic where you pick a summonable unit and you get it killed. Um, yeah. which we couldn't, we couldn't think of what it was called. So I just, I called it soul blight suicide, yeah. which we decided yeah. that sounded like a great it's called, punk rock, um, punk called rock Cal band. It's called callous overlord. Yeah. But yeah. Soul Blight Suicide. <laughs> Soul Blight Suicide. Um, yeah. So he just, he charged five wolves into my unit of thralls and spread them out so that as many of my thralls as possible would have to attack. So I just, <laughs> obviously I killed the wolves. Um, so he got his tactic. Um, and That's then I got, I got Savage Spearhead. So I ran the two units into his. And then his last turn, uh, then I got the double. I literally couldn't score anything because he was completely tabled. There was no deep kin tactics I could do. I'd already yep. done, con I'd already done aggressive expansion, um, run three, couldn't do conquer because I already control all of them. So I had to just go, cool. I failed my, I failed my tactic on turn five. And then he went for the one where you just try and get a summonable unit back on the five up in Battleshock, and he rolled a six. So he just got his tactic, um, <laughs> for his, for his last turn. So literally his last turn was a dice roll. He just yeah. went, I'm just going to do this tactic, rolled the dice, got the six, there's two points. Um, <laughs> and that those those two tactics he got managed to, they changed it from being 
a 20 to an 18 to um in points points differential yeah um, yeah so yeah obviously i got i got um my points i got the two months the two extra points for the monsters dying i got my grand strat he didn't get his um but yeah it yep. ended up being it ended up being 28 to 15 uh which was a an 18 2 with the differential scoring system so pretty well big done. pretty big win for me and um yeah, yeah even even, even like after getting game. doubled yeah no it was it was a good game and, and jason took it well um i think he was like surprised at how much damage like he took from like in his turns like the unleash mm. hells and stuff from the onto the dogs um yeah but, like he played yeah. he played well to use like two or three wolves to charge and obviously pin both the units of reavers and and absorb the unleash hells but i was like i don't care i'm still going to do it i i need to just remove your units and then yeah like i say like i I knew from where he was positioned that if I lost turn two priority, I was losing a block of Reavers and probably the Soul Render. And I was like, that's fine because he won't touch the rest of my army. And um, and then the rest of my army will be able to deal with him. And it, and it did. Um, yeah. So, yeah, no, that was a good win. And, yeah, Jason was a, a good good opponent to play. And, um, yeah, solid, solid start to the tournament for me. Mm, well, nice. Very well done. Well, uh, so my game two was uh I got, we had we had lunch which is nice we did um it was a barbecue barbecue for lunch and the provided by um by uh, nick and matt and the team all the people there and uh, by this stage the bar had opened as well so it was there was cases of beer and guava cruises in the fridge and it was pretty much it was at genuine 1990s prices so by that stage everyone had uh, been getting stuck into the into the beers and the drinks as well. So feeling good. Um, and then came back from lunch and I drew Ben Spinetti and it was just cheers <laughs> all around. <laughs> so it's like, woo, cause I hadn't played Ben for, for ages. So it was just really, yeah. We, we were just like, yes, we can just, just chill and have a fun game of Warhammer. Um, so he had his uh, gloom spike gits. So he took the jaws of Mork um, option. Um, his grand strike was Predator's Domain and in Triumph was inspired. He took the Loon Boss of Mangler Squigs for his general with the Envoy of the Overbounder trait. Uh, the artifact was the Kami Cow. He had a Loon Boss on Giant Cave Squid uh, with the Sayari Screamer Squig. Uh, Fungoid Cave Shaman, Fungoid Cave Shaman. So he had the Hand of Gork spell and the Squig Lure spells. Um, he had 36 Squigs. <laughs> um he had a unit of 12 squigs and you know 10 squig hoppers he had the boyne got bounders and two units of sneaky snufflers and he had the squig gobber as well and the jaws so that was cool he had a warlord and uh hunters of the heartlands battalion so 11 drops to my eight uh and the battle plan for round two if i remember correctly tooth and nail Tooth and nail. So this is the opposite, diagonally opposite table one. Um, okay. So yeah, it was just we were just relaxed, and it, we just, I just basically moved forward a bit, and uh, Ben let Ben just. Well, Ben gave. I can't remember if he gave me first or second, but anyway, he moved his stuff forward. It was just fun just watching all these squeaks come bouncing at me, and I just was able to just take about as much as best as I could, and but just had that whole soul, soul bite thing where I could just co up and just you know, get on the objectives and just keep him off them. And, but we just had fun. 
<laughs> during that game. Um, and it's a beautifully painted, painted army as well. Um, Ben's uh, an awesome painter. Um, so yeah, we just, uh, we played through that game. I think again, got to three turns, uh, and the score in the end was, I was able to get 12 to his eight. So it was again, a close game. Um, I think I was able to score a few extra points in that last, that last turn, but we kind of were, it's just that thing where you run out of time and uh, we both had armies that were, had lots of models and, um, very much a, a garage hammer battle. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah, it would have been, I think, um, it would have, it probably would have been different if we'd been able to play the full five turns. Um, uh, Ben, I think Ben probably would have got the win in the end, to be honest, but, um, yeah, we had to call it at third cause we ran out of time, but, um, yeah, it was just a good old fun game against the squigs and gloom spite. <laughs> um, and Ben's always fun to play against. So thank you, Ben. Um, that was my round. That was my round two. I'm sorry. I'm just not great on the details. It's been a couple of weeks and I'm just a bit, uh, <clears throat> under, under the weather. That's a okay. bit under the weather. Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah, my... that was my game two. Yeah. So that was a win. My first win for the week weekend. So nice. I was, um, I was happy. And yeah, you both looked like you were having fun. I know when I came over, you guys were oh, yeah, well, Ben's always... like you're having a good game. So well, he's doing the thing where he goes, Meh. he's just he, like, he makes these um, sound effect for his, <laughs> for his heroes and stuff. It's just hilarious. <laughs> I want to, um, it's actually, every time I play against gloom spit up, gloom spite army, or I see the models. I think I've got to do that army one day just cause they're just fucking yeah, hilarious. I do like so much the squigs, fun. the squigs and the trolls. <clears throat> oh yeah. Actually, um, Sam's Sam likes gloom spite. So, um, yeah, that's if there was any way I could get her into the hobby, I think it would be with that army. So I have ordered some some things for her. <laughs> oh, cool. Mm. Yeah. yeah that would be very cool. Um, well, yeah, so my game two was against Corey Bilehards. Um, oh, yes. Yep. From Measured. Um, we, I've been at a few tournaments that he's been at before, but um, so like recognize the name, but I've, I've never played him. Mm. Um, so yeah. He, well, we'd, uh, we'd actually, uh, we actually played at the first Border War. Yeah, he took Zinch and we, we had a game um, at that tournament. So we've been in touch ever since then. So stand up, fella, Corey. Yeah, I had a great game. Um, as you say, the, the bar opened at 12. Um, mm. As soon as it did, I went and bought myself a couple of Guava Cruises, which Nick had <laughs> kindly made sure that they were in the fridge on my request because it is my tournament drink. For those that don't know, um, and uh, I pro he was like looking at me like, what? And I'm like, trust me, they will be drunk. I promise you, you can buy a slab of them. And even if I'm the only person drinking them, they will all be drunk. Um, <laughs> and uh, so, yeah, I, I'd, I'd got a couple of cruises at lunchtime and then uh, I was playing Corey and um, he had Feck. So he had Gristle Gore, um, which was the ghoul king on terrorgeist general an unridden terrorgeist as battle line and then big drog fort kicker um as a mercenary and then he had a unit of 30 ghouls and then another unit of 10 ghouls um yep. and then he had the chalice of usharan um and an arch regent um and his list was like 1915 or something so it was one of the two lists that was less points than me um so i didn't get my triumphs 
Um, but yeah, this was uh, tooth and nail, as we said before. So you're kind of in the opposite box corners with your objectives and then the outer two. So he, he mm. out dropped, he out dropped me, um, which is fine. I decided like going 10 drops is actually quite good, especially with the list with the three soul renders. Um, basically, if essentially being null deployed drops for me because the range of their abilities wholly within 18, which is so massive that on deployment, you basically can just put them down and you're not really giving much away in terms of like where your models are going to be. Yeah. Um, so I, I pretty much could just put stuff down and wait to see where he'd gone and then kind of counter deploy. So what he put one, he put big drog and the general quite far back in his deployment. Mm-hmm. Um, and then he put the unridden terror guys like off to the side, like as close as he could, like nine away from, from the objective and, and my deployment zone. So I was like, okay, well, he's going to get choice of first turn. So I want to be in a position where if he gives it to me, I can threaten him and kind of do damage and hopefully drop the terror geist and, and, and do damage. But also if he takes it, he's not just getting into me super easily and, and kind of going through a unit. So I, I basically set up a unit of 20 reavers, 26 inches away from the terror geist. So I know turn one, if I need to, I can move and I can shoot it with the whole unit and that should basically drop a terror geist. But if he wants to charge me, he's got to get spells off for run and charge. And then even then it's dicey kind of thing. Mm. Um, and then again, on the other side, I set up the other unit to be able to shoot ghouls, etc. Um, and yeah, didn't have to really worry about big drog and the terror guys cause they were so, so far away that they weren't really a threat turn one. Um, so I thought he was going to give it to me. Um, but maybe because of the fact that I had deployed so that he knew essentially if he did, he's just going to lose the terror guys for nothing. He took first turn and, uh, his spells didn't really go off. He got the chalice out and I think that was pretty much it. Um, mm. and then, yeah, he sent, he sent the terror geist at me. But it was uh, he. It wasn't super close, obviously, because of the movement. And then he failed the charge, so it was just a seeing duck. Um, and because he didn't have a hero nearby, he couldn't re-roll the charge um, because he had no heroes in range. And it's obviously an unridden terror guy, so it can't issue commands without a hero. Um, yeah. So he couldn't re-roll the charge. He just had to sit there. Um, and then it meant obviously he didn't have a hero in range to give it all out defense or anything like that in shooting phases and stuff for the next turns um so um he also um turn one he picked aggressive expansion but then i think he meant to like auto six the run on his 10 ghouls to make sure he got to the objective and then he he forgot to do it and he rolled the run and he ran he ran them like two they did they got like a two for their run so they actually couldn't reach the objective and i was like you you know you know, you said aggressive expansion, right? He's like, I know, uh, I've already, I've already yeah. fucked it up straight away. So, uh, uh, it's surprising he, how often that happens. He was, he was super chill though about the game, and he was just like, I think he kind of went into it straight away, being like, this is going to be rough. Fecker in a hard place, deepkin, lots of shooting. Like, I've played against Feck already with the Reavers in the old book, and I already know that four plus save monsters are just, they just die um, to the Reaver shooting. So, with the with the new book as well. Um, not even needing to get that close to them and having rend as well it just um i was like yeah this is going to be rough for him but that being said big drog is a huge wound sink that can he has the damage to go through a unit in a turn so i still had to be kind of wary of them um mm-hmm. but yeah essentially turn one he came forward did nothing to me and failed his tactic so i was just like oh okay 
this is this is pretty significant um on turn one yeah um, yeah so then my turn one i went bring it down to kill the kill that terror guys because i was like well i'm gonna kill that terror guys anyway so this is the perfect tactic to use it don't don't bother with the normal safe ones i'd go in terms of taking objectives even though i knew that was guaranteed as well because i was just going to move bodies onto it i just went ah like that, that terror guys is dying this turn so i'm just gonna pick it and um yeah so i i, I did it kill the terror guys with the reavers got the bodies on um on the objectives so had three of the four objectives um shot off the shot off the 10 ghouls um i think he'd summoned turn one he'd done all his summons as well so he summoned 20 ghouls up near where the interrogates were going to be um so he had a few bodies on the objective but not enough that was going to stop me kind of getting it um mm. and then uh he summoned the he was going to summon flares because he was asking what my bravery was bravery was but the this scenario tooth and nail was the one where you can't uh so there's normally no no reserves and then any summoned units can't shoot or charge the turn they come on. Mm -hmm. So I was just like, oh, this is such a rough matchup for him because I have no reserves. I have no summoning. So it doesn't affect me whatsoever. But for Feck, he was like, well, I'm not going to drop flares because can't shoot you. And then he was like, drop the horrors. And he was like, okay, well, I'll try the charge. And I was like, you can't, you can't charge either. So I was just like, you're literally just going to put bodies on the table nine away from me. And then I know they can't do anything to me. So I just was not concerned in the slightest. Yeah. So yeah, um, yeah basically turn one, I was like, cool. My shark's going to go off. I'll use these reavers. I'll shoot off the 20. I'll shoot the 10 ghouls off um, and use the shark and go into combat to kill them off. And then I actually sent my soul render, I think in the second turn or whatever, into the the three horrors he'd brought in in the corner and the soul render like killed them in a go just in in combat with his end of combat kind of thing yeah. um killed them and then just did the noose around the neck and killed the last one and i was like cool nice um <laughs> and uh so yeah literally i i got my bring it down turn one got the objectives then i won the double and he was just like oh cool okay we're done so i that's the turn i did aggressive expansion to hold hold the objectives because i knew after that the terror guy still drog was going to come in um yeah. but got that um and then in that turn i killed the 30 block because i unbound the chalice that he'd summoned around the ghouls so i managed to unbind that in my hero phase um and then i just i got the thralls into them killer king went in i got the killer king into the terror guys drog and the back of the ghouls um so i had the extra attacks i split my attacks on the big spear a bit into drog and a bit into the terrorgeist to see where the all-out defense was going to go um and then the king absolutely whiffed so i had ha i think into the terrorgeist i had five attacks i rolled two ones to hit and then all three wound rolls were all ones so i did zero oh, I, didn't, I didn't even make I him see. take him take him make him take an armor save and i was like oh god oh no okay i'm not gonna That's get my why... trade that's why you never like just take models off always roll yeah you always roll the dice but um yep. i managed to i put like six wounds onto drog and did a, a kill some mm. ghouls but my thralls made it into the made the charge into the ghouls as well my reavers took the turn shot off the 20 ghouls that he'd summoned um and then my other reavers just shot the, the shot drog or whatever um and i think i took drog down to like half wounds killed the whole unit of 30 ghouls um but did nothing to the terrorgeist um but basically going into his turn two he had drog 
his Terrorgeist and the Arch Regent sitting at the back. So I was like, okay. Like, and I hadn't lost anything kind of thing. I lost my king in his turn, but, um, oh, okay. yeah. but that was fine. Um, so then his turn, he went for broken ranks on my unit of thralls, I think, um, which he failed. He rolled a, it was a four inch charge and he, he, I think double one it or rolled like a three and then re-rolled it into another double one or a three. And I was just like, Oh my God, like that's massive because even though we we're going into like, we would have been going into fight first, but because he's uh ghoul King has the strike first thing on the charge. He was oh, like, yeah. Oh, actually I'll be able to go and then I can go again. But it was, yeah, it was pretty bad for him. Um, he did double, um, back then um but he went conquer top right then where my reavers were and i was like okay like i just knew he was not he was not going to kill them mm. kind of thing um yep. and take it off me and then yeah he he failed to kill them i had the minus i had the minus to wound aura from the thrall master i had the five up ward from my ship um and yeah uh did did the unleash hell as well and did damage onto him and and uh yeah he took i think he took like 12 out of his 14 wounds from the unleash hell alone um so he was he was pretty crippled at the time he was going to fight drog had gone in on his turn two and killed my 20 reavers down the bottom but that was fine because i had my soul render so i was like if he leaves this objective to go to the middle to kill the thralls i'm just going to run my soul render back onto it anyway kind of thing um so yeah uh, he, he failed two tactics in a row. I then went conquer oh. back, like Gosh. the big drog thing I said I was going to do, um, and we basically called it there. Um, like I killed his terrorgeist off, so he had drog, and the arch regent left. But we knew I would kill drog in a turn with my thralls and reavers that I had left, and then the arch regent. So we basically called it, and we were able to from there say, look, next turn I. I'm guaranteed I can get Savage Spearhead. And then the turn after I was like, and then I can get run three units because I had all my heroes clustered together that he wasn't going to touch. So yeah. we kind of just were able to just really quickly talk that through without needing to really roll any dice. And um, and that was that. So um, yeah, I got um, a, a 28 and then I got my Grand Strat and he got eight points and didn't get his Grand Strat. So that ended up being 31 to eight, which was a, a 20 for me yeah, so um, the scoring metric yeah a big win mm. great game had a laugh Corey, Corey was great he took it like a champ i think i drank five guava cruises during the course of that game which was about an hour and a half <laughs> um and uh cory had a few as well so now it was a really fun game and uh, it's getting yeah, well gave, sourced <laughs> gave me some time to walk around and i was recording voice uh, well video messages uh and sending them to sean bates because he's been calling me out for being a slow player so after i <laughs> after i finished my first game and was done <laughs> um like and people were playing and obviously we'd finished the game and the round was still going i recorded video just going around the hall going hey sean just uh letting you know i finished my game like sam morgan's over here still playing matt tyrrell's over here still playing so yeah i'm not slow <laughs> And then uh, he sent me a video back. He was sitting with Tubby. They were at some wine, some wanky wine bar or something. Uh, so he yeah. gave me some. He gave me some sass back. Like uh, he was <laughs> like, "Oh, it, it must be nice, uh, a nice feeling to finish your games for once," kind of thing. Um, <laughs> but uh, so that was funny. So then after the Corey game, I sent him another video saying I finished again. Uh, most people are still playing, and um, yeah, so it was it was quite funny. 
Um, and yeah, I just uh, had some time to walk around the hall and have a look at some of the games. And that's where I came over and obviously saw your yours and Ben's mm, game. Yeah, yeah. You probably more remember more things that were going on than I do. <laughs> that's the thing. Like I was on the cruises, but they don't get me drunk. I was just having a good time. And yeah, yeah. Sugar my, high tournament, over that. my tournament memory is always pretty strong. Yeah. So yeah, I know. <laughs> it's good. Actually, I, I'm actually thinking I should probably start doing more to try and remember my games. Um, I know people do the, um, do you do like a, a journal or anything like that? I know some people do journals and things. Yeah, so and... The, this, so yeah, literally my journal, the way I track all my games is I write who's yeah, gone first. Yeah. I write, I write the tactics. Mm. I write if, if triumphs are used or anything, which just really helps with all the memories. So, yeah, I think I should start doing the similar thing. Cause then I'll be, get a bit more value out of these, um, episodes for the my games. <laughs> it's, it's, <laughs> I'm just it's like, also yeah, just it was my... good. I had fun. We had fun. Models look great. Um, I did stuff. He did stuff. <laughs> it's also just more, to be honest, this, this side of the bookkeeping is more just for the game. So like yeah. when it comes to the end, like you can just refer to everything and like, there's no doubt in what the score was. Cause like every time someone kills a monster, I'm like plus one point And I go, I yeah. write the name of the tactic every turn. I tick if it was yeah. achieved or cross it out. And so yeah. it's just super yeah. easy. And like, again, I write when triumphs are used. So if someone like mm. me has got two triumphs, I'm like, oh no, I've used one look i used it in this turn i've still got one to go kind of thing so you might get one of those um i know jason brown whose game um it's my third game which i'll i do remember more about that game but um yeah so he had like this really cool uh, set of tokens uh which were like i think yep. they had like the magnets in the in the corners and you could set it up so you could put your your battle tactics in uh for every turn and and achieved, not achieved, you know, command points. It was like this little set that he'd bought. I can't, I'd, I can't remember where he got them from. I think it was it from um, Pro Painted. It's not, it's them? not Pro Painted, but I have seen them it's, before, and I said yeah, the same thing to him. Super they cool, are really I was like, good. So I was, um, I was looking at like, look, eyeing those off, and I was thinking maybe we should get a set of those, and then just take a, just take a, a photo of it after the game as like a just keep a record. Yeah. Um, because I think that is like it's a big difference if you're sort of keeping track of your games and sort of analyzing and self-reflecting. It's going to make you a bit like a better player overall. And that's quite often probably the difference between between um, you know the the better players or the top players to you know to yeah to everyone else kind of thing who um, perhaps might not uh, do that kind of uh, record keeping or reflection. Um, I sort of more rely on. I have I have fun. And I play the game, but I, I don't I don't have that habit of kind of um, recording, like keeping a, re a record of of the game. So maybe yeah. that's something. I, maybe that's something I need to do to kind of just that might be the thing I need to do just to help me kind of just bump up a bump up a bit, you know. Yeah, I mean, even if it helps just with your recollection after the game, because mm. then you'll at least be able to remember stuff that you did, stuff that worked, stuff that didn't, like what yeah, unit, yeah. what units have gone into what units, how much damage output they did. Like, it just helps yeah. you be able to assess situations on the table, like, quickly. Um, yeah, yeah. But, like, I can't say that I go back. Like, I don't, I don't use my notebook for... I don't like go back after a tournament and go over everything and go, Oh, what did I do? How do I analyze this to become a better player? I just, I literally have it as my record of the game yeah. so as, as I'm doing the game to play it and track everything for the scores yeah. and stuff like that. But then also just at the end of every season, 
I have my record. I can tell you exactly how many games I've played. I can tell you how many I've won, how many I've lost, how many I could yeah. go through if I wanted to. Um, it's just it's just nice for me. It also helps me remember my opponent's names. <laughs> exactly, yeah. And, like, well, you don't have to have the blow for blows on your record, but, like, you're just you're keeping track is enough to kind of just trigger the memories anyway. So, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. No, it's, um, yeah, I, I mean, I definitely recommend it. Like I, I, I do like my little journal. So I think I actually bought, I think I actually bought one of those journals. So I should probably try and dig it out and find it and use it. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, yeah, if you've got one. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. No, for me, um, it's just, it's just literally how I track the game more than anything, but it, it is good as a resource. Yeah. Mm, yeah and um, yeah so, so your third game was against jason yeah jason so we both played jason over the weekend so jason if you're listening shout out to you mate um so yeah like you've touched on what his list was but um let's do a quick recap he had the uh vicos as well um so what uh prize sorcery um his triumph was indomitable so that's the um battle shock one um isn't it yeah, that is, yeah. Yep, Bloodthirsty yep. is the charge and inspired is the plus one to win. Um, so yep. Manfred, Necro, Vampire Lord, Vampire Lord, Zombie Dragon, Wolves, Wolves, Skellies, and then the, the two times 20 Graveguard. So um, he had seven drops with the Warlord, Battle Reg, and Hunters. Um, so I got the Triumph in this one. Um, and it was, uh, oh, Battle Plan was opposite, opposite ends of the table. Uh, the vice. It was the Vice. Yep, the Vice. So, yeah. Um, we deployed, uh, he got me by one with my, I had eight, he had seven and gave me the first turn. So it was, uh, the first couple of turns was just us kind of slowly marching up towards each other and following the objectives yep. is what you tend to do. But it was just like, cool, because it was two Soulblight armies kind of meeting in battle across this, you know, and we're just slowly advancing undead, slowly advancing towards each other. It's kind of had that real old um, kind of old English kind of shield wall kind of cinematic vibe uh, to me. Like it was just awesome. I just slowly meeting up. Then we just charge that last minute and clash swords and shields and the slaughter began. But um, it was just a bit of a, a joke between us was it was just like the battle to see who has the better soul blight. Um, and I can tell you now that the, uh, the grave guard with the double damage and the, you know, the double handed weapons are the better, they are the no. better grave guard. You wouldn't have thought that, right? Yeah. <laughs> they are the better grave guard. And Manfred in, is the better. In the words in, of, in the words of Phoebe, this is brand new information. <laughs> but yeah, they, it, it was, um, yeah. And especially Manfred buffing them all and the neck, the, Vampire Zombie Dragon just came in and just uh, just slayed anything he touched. He had the Sang Sorin as well yeah. uh, and the Flaming Weapon. It's just a real tasty little combo. And especially uh, taking um, – no, he didn't take um, Legion of Blood, so he didn't get the extra attacks, but he got the Sang Sorin to get the extra attacks. Yep. Yeah, with Flaming Lord. Weapon, it does make him pretty tasty. Oh, God. Yeah, it was like damage five. Um <laughs> Damage five, and he just rolled so well in that first round of combat that he got his vampire lord in. Um, it just wiped stuff out. It was just so, yeah, it was awesome. Um, but yeah, it was just a lot of fun. Um, and he was a real good sport too because uh, we were just talking before about um aggressive expansion. So because it was my first turn, I I 
said, oh, graphic, graphic, you know, aggressive expansion, this, these three units, and then proceeded to um, forget to do that. <laughs> oh, the run the run three, you mean, not aggressive yeah. expansion. Yeah. Oh, sorry, yeah, the run three. Sorry, the whatever the other yeah. one. What's it called? Um, sorry, my bad. Um, but, yeah, that <sighs> Ferocious one. Ferocious Advance. Ferocious Advance, that's right. Uh, yeah, so, but um, he was very kind to um, just allow me just to uh, just to reshuffle and do that. <laughs> So there so was thank- there was Taxi's backsies. There was a Taxi backsie there. Um, he let me do it, and he was yeah just a gent about it. Um, and yeah, so thank you, Jason. <laughs> um, but yeah, in the end, it was just a pile up in the middle. Um, we held held objectives, but then he was able to uh, yeah. It once we had that front line just clashing, his his better graveguard destroyed my things and. And they were just buffed so nicely with Manfred, and it was uh, a slaughter in the middle. Um, and so he took away the victory in the end. So the score for that one, uh, where is it? I've got it here. So with, so it was a fourteen six on the metric um, for the um, the tournament metric. So it was still fairly close game uh, points wise. Um, so thank you again, Jason. That was a very satisfying game, and it was a pleasure to play a game with you, mate. So uh, well done. He went on to get best death in the tournament, so congratulations, man. Definitely was – you definitely were the best death on the day and the better soul blight in our game in particular. <laughs> um, yeah, I, I think chatting to him as well in my game, he is the – because he's from Melbourne or Victoria. I think he runs – he said he's run an event, which I think was Raven mm-hmm. Raven Hall or Ravenhammer, which I do think I've seen. Oh, online. really? So, okay. Yes, yeah, so right. I think he's yeah. I think he's the TO for Ra- – I want to say Raven Hall. I'm going to say Raven Hall. Mm-hmm. Um, so, yeah, so he, he also is a TO for events and stuff. I think he plays – I think 40K is his main game, but he also obviously does Sigmar as well. So Yeah, um, yeah. Yeah, no, he he did well over the weekend, obviously. And yeah, the list is really good. Like two blocks of twenty grave guard with, mm, yeah. I mean, even if it's just Manfred, but Manfred Necro and like Vampire Lord, mm. like when it all when it all goes off, they can kill pretty much anything. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like we kind of like we matched up up this. Like I had like my grave guard in the center, sort of. It was kind of like almost like a wedge formation. Um, so I, was, I got the had the corpse cut up in the middle as well, just to kind of because I I liked keeping the corpse cut in proximity of my grave guard and the necro and the vampire lord so i would you know one neck one uh, vampire lord would buff one unit of grave guard and the necro would get the double pile in on the other and yep. then have that um hopefully get a an overwhelming dread off so i'd be uh, getting minus one to hit on on unit on a unit or two units depending on what i rolled and then yeah that minus one to wound um debuff as, as well. well so yep. it's a cool little combo and it did i I got it off, um, not as much as I would like, of course, but it's, it's just, yeah, it's cool what it does. Um, and yeah, we had the dog fight and everything as well. The dog, the dire wolves were first the dire wolves at one point, the zombies got completely mashed by the, um, great, by the grave guard and the vampire Lord and zombie dragon. And yeah, Manfred is incredible. Um, I need to get Manfred actually. He's always sold out online. So, um, clicked one of those email me when they're ready, when they come back into stock. Yeah, um, I'm sure Clint's yeah. got a stockpile of him by now. <laughs> yeah, probably. <laughs> just ask him for one from the warehouse. Yeah. Um, and just on, on 
on the other parts of my army, like the, the Blood Knights were good on the, on the weekend. Uh, the Bloodseeker Palanquin uh, was was great too. Like he's the way I look at him, he's like a um, he's just a souped up vampire lord. So he's he's not a Coven Throne. He's not there for the Coven Throne um, command ability or anything like that. But he's he was just he's got like you know fourteen inch move. He's got all the spirit host attacks. He's got his normal vampire lord attacks profile. Got some damage spells. He's got the shooting attack, which was great because actually there was a point in this game where um, I got I got the Bloodseeker up into range of most of his army, and yeah. just kept rolling those four ups. And it was like D three mortal wounds, D three mortal wounds, D three mortal wounds, D three mortal wounds, D three mortal wounds. I was like, ah, he's seeing the power of the Bloodseeker now, sort of thing, like. Because I think he was a bit like dumbfounded as to why the fuck I would bring this model to a tournament. <laughs> I think most people were, to be fair, but yeah. Oh yeah, but um, fuck, I think that stuff. It's but, not um, bad though, because like you say, it has got the Whale of the Damned, <coughs> and and that actually is a stackable like because if a hero yeah. dies within nine of the palanquin oh, it goes all, off more than vampire well. yeah all vampires get plus one attack mm. so it's like all all their profiles right and so actually yeah. Yeah. if you took three of them they all get the whale of the dams and stuff's in range like you kill a hero then with those four up d3s yeah then it's been in range of all three so then all your vampires get plus three attacks because that stacks yeah so it i mean yeah it's probably not the best use of points but also, it's not terrible. Like, if it goes off, it could mm. be pretty tasty. Well, it's like that. Um, we've talked in the past about like the Mortis Engine spam as well. Yeah, how good that would be. Um, in the 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 bravery debuff back in the day. Yeah. Um, those bravery debuffs. So debuff I lists. think I need to check the allies actually on Nighthaunt, but I think potentially Mortis Engines, two of them getting allied into new Nighthaunt could be amazing now because of the uh, the change to the no inspiring presence when you're in combat kind of. Oh, yes. Yes. And, How and good is that? It, it would finally make that model like work in Nighthaunt as well. Yeah. So. You're waiting for that day. It's, it's always had that malign malignant keyword. Yeah. And it's never been a part of the. Like it's still yeah. not. It's still just going to be an ally if yeah. it can be if it can be allied. But I don't well, it gets, know. It gets the malignant keyword, I guess, because of, you know, it's got host a spirit host that it's mounted on kind of thing so yeah it's it's half a night haunt unit anyway <laughs> but um yeah yeah but no, never seen any rules that's kind of center around malignants either it's just been on all the it's just been on their war scrolls but i haven't seen any rules that say all oh, malignant <laughs> units get plus one attack or blah, blah, blah. i think at the start of age of sigma they had this plan to go like super like detailed with like all these different like keyword factions so they yeah, yeah they like broke all these armies down into like five keywords and then everyone was like this is horrible you can only use like three units together and so then they kind of just went okay we're going to reverse that now and like malignant they just never did anything with it um, yeah yeah but yeah it was like start collecting malignants you know was the box <laughs> was the start collecting box um but yeah anyway we digress. Um, we digress. Yes, back to so yeah, that was my third game. Um, so that yep. was my uh, third game, and so I was on two and one. Oh, sorry, one and two. Uh, by the end of the day, so and yeah, couldn't, couldn't tell you how many beers by that stage. So. But no, no whitewashes. So no whitewashes. All close games, um, and all good. So yeah, nice. Ready for ready for the the evening. 
So uh, my third game was uh, on table one, so top of the pack. It was against uh, Chris Zagarolos, and it was against, I guess, not quite the Stormcast list, but definitely very much a variant of the Stormcast list. Um, so he was in Celestial Vindicators, um, which was a bit bit different, um, which is the one every combat phase he can pick one of his units um, to get the Celestial Vindicators buff. I think it has to have charged, um, and they basically get sixes to hit explode. Um, yeah. But but he had basically the um, Knight Draconis um, in there. Uh, he had um, the a unit of four Storm Drake Guard, six long strikes, uh, and then like two, one five of Liberators, two fives of Vindictors, and then the Relictor General, um, with the two plus re-rolling translocation um, prayer, and obviously Thunderbolt volley um, for the hero phase shoot on the long strikes. Yeah. Um, so this was kind of a big, a big test, really for for the Deepkin. Um, how how does it go into that list? Um, and obviously, yeah, we're in the vice, as she said. So we start off in the corners, quite far apart, which is good. Um, Twenty four apart, which is. Um, actually really good in terms of like the dragons and the moving in the hero phase and shooting there's no way he could turn one like even if he went on the line and i was on the line he wouldn't be able to hero phase move and then hero phase shoot with the dragons because of the 12 inch kind of thing um and yeah so obviously going into that game deepkin my ritual i because he is a one drop and lotan's one it's in my hero phase, so I have to be able to go first to trigger it. I have to pick limit range to 12 inches in the first battle round as my overall ritual. Um, mm-hmm. Every other game, I pick the five-up ward in high tide for my Namati. Um, if I obviously could go first, then I would have just been able to go low tan, pick my unit of thralls that's the front of my army and limit range against shooting them to 12 and have the five-up against everything, but obviously I couldn't do that. I knew that there was no way. So as soon as he said, I'm going first, I was like, cool, my ritual will be to limit range. Um, but that's the great thing with Deepkin, because if he had said you can go first, I'd have said, cool, my ritual will be five up ward, and then I would have limited range with Lotan's ability on, on the thralls. But that's fine. Um, so he took first. I limited range, and I was cheeky, because normally when you set up the terrain features with your um like your boats you can't set them up within three of terrain or objectives um so with the vice obviously the objectives are in the corners they are going to move throughout the battle but they're not there until they're there um and so the last objective obviously moves to the middle of the board um on turn four so i for my ship in all my other games i think i split it into two but for this one i just put the whole boat in the middle of the board well just in my deployment zone but at the front so basically where the objective was just behind where the objective was gonna go so i was yeah. like well I'll, I'll have a boat there um and then there was a, a pretty big house um piece of terrain as well like off to the right so i kind of created a bit of a gap there so yeah. obviously the dragons the boat's impassable so the dragons can't land on it so I was like, right, well, I'm gonna I'm gonna basically set my army up behind this boat, so he can't he can't charge the front of the thralls on the boat and land the dragons because can't land the dragons there. The house is gonna block the other side, so basically there was a gap where he'd only be able to fit two dragon bases. So I was like, he's 
he's not going to be able to get the four dragons like in into into combat with my front line um with the plan anyway um and so yeah basically i i was like okay fine put my block of thralls at the front and then reavers off like also pretty far forward um i had my soul renders just in the back two corners um on the six inches to make sure i had the objectives they were still hollow within 18 of my through uh, my uh, reaver units um i had the third one in the middle in range of the thrall unit my dangle shark far left zoning out that side making it the closest so there was no way he could drop in behind me turn one he was going to have to drop off to the side um and if he wanted to shoot something good he was basically gonna have to go in the middle um and it was going to have to be within 12 because of limiting range and uh he decided to go for it um but he had put his dragons back um on deployment um outside of 26 because that was my threat range turn one so he didn't want them on the line um but then he decided to just go for it put the six long strikes in the middle of the board nine away hero phase shot into my thralls killed like half of them um and then because i had my um i didn't have my ward save from my boat but he, he killed like half of them and then he shooting phase shot them I was really hoping that he was going to like leave one alive and then my soul renders would have just been like top them up top them up top them up but he managed to he killed the thralls which they should die to two rounds of long strike shooting um but i was i was basically like that's fine Th this is what's going to happen he's going to kill the thralls cool so be it um but it meant that his long strike unit that normally would sit at the back of the board 30 inches away and be a nightmare was 12 inches from the front of my army um <laughs> and so yeah i lost 260 points worth of thralls and then in my turn i had basically all of my reavers were in range to shoot the long strikes um and then i put my king in the gap basically between the the, the boat and the house because i was like I, I was toying up do i keep him back because i knew if i put him forward i was just basically and then i lost priority i was like well i'm i'm basically just losing my king for nothing because the dragons will move forward and mortal wound breath him off um yeah but if i won priority he needed to be far enough forward because he'd set his dragons quite far back that i would be able to run 20 inches and charge and get into him if i want it mm -hmm. so um i was like look that's fine also if the dragons have to then shoot like to put all their output into the king then they're not gonna kill my block of 20 reavers most likely um so anyway that's what i did um and yeah basically he did he did that he then i lost priority he came forward with the dragons um he teleported the draconis which i wasn't expecting um in my back lines because i had moved up um so he teleported the draconis um into my back lines and then moved the the other dragons hero phase moved and came forward um for me those dragons obviously shot off the shot off the king so there was no killer king in this game um and then they made the charge into the reavers behind um the other the knight draconis annoyingly made his nine inch he mortal wound breath to one of my soul renders i think and i think he spiked on the mortal wounds and I, I don't know he did he did a bunch and then he made like a 10 inch charge or whatever so he got into the reavers so i had to pick where i wanted to stand and shoot but i think i um I think he'd gone finest hour so i didn't bother so i did the stand and shoot i think into the other unit of into the the unit of four um storm guard 
but basically i had the uh i had the thrall master in range of that unit of thralls and they were i'd summoned my then first movement phase where i'd summoned my two halves of my shipwreck from my artifact this was the one game it was useful i summoned yeah. my two halves on to where the objectives were going to move at the start of turn two because again yeah. there's no objective there so i can put the boat there and then the objective goes underneath them yeah. which is a bit cheeky which is a bit cheeky um mm -hmm. but basically i then had my 20 thralls wholly within six of one of my boat halves where the dragons were going to come in and i had my thrall master sitting there as well so that they were all wholly within 12 of him for the minus one to wound aura yeah. um and then yeah basically his dragons came in and then with the minus one to wound and me having a five up ward he didn't kill them he killed like 10 um maybe 12 reavers i don't think he killed that many i think he killed 10 maybe and then obviously my soul renders were there so i put back five i think in battle shock um he did again the same thing on the other side with the draconis he killed about 10 maybe 12 from the other unit of reavers um but the soul render on that side again i think he put six back in um and so then yeah from there i i'd done a fair bit of damage i think because he came into my hero and i think i had the thrall master in lotan after his pile were within three of the Knight Draconis. And so I was like, well, I may as well attack. And I actually got through like a few attacks. Um, like he was ro he rolled a few ones to save. So I think I did like nine, I wanna say like nine wounds to the Knight Draconis, like in the combat phase in his turn. So it, he only had two left. Um, and so then my turn, I went, okay, well, I'm gonna go slay the Warlord. Um, so then, um, Oh, no, I didn't do... Did I do Slay the Warlord? No, he did Slay the Warlord in his turn, which was right, because he was going to do it. I did bring it down, um, because I was like, well, I'm going to kill a monster. It's going to be that. Um, that's right, I couldn't do Slay the Warlord because the Relictor was his general. So I did bring it down, because I was like, I'm going to kill this guy. He's got two wounds left. Um, and yeah, basically, I did that. It, it, like, obviously, I was going to return models at the end, but I just stayed in... I think I, with casualty removal, pulled my Reavers... Oh, no, I couldn't. I couldn't quite. They were still in combat, but I was only going to shoot the Draconis, so it didn't matter anyway. But anyway, mm, shot off yeah. the Knight Draconis, got yeah. my tactic, and then basically shot into the dragons as well, killed dragon. Um, and then from there, I was basically, those mm. dragons were pinned. Only two of them could fight me. My shark came across and went in the back and just did a bit more damage as well. Um, and then essentially over the next few turns, my Reavers just kept topping up. I was always going minus one to wound um and had my five up ward um so the dragons would kill four five reavers kind of thing and then um and then i'd just add <laughs> four or five back in um in that phase and then i'd add them back mm -hmm. in in my phase um and the the way it worked is every obviously turn or every battle round rather that you're killing a monster you're mm -hmm. earning an extra point and so the unit of four i literally was like killing one a turn basically so every battle round i was like there's a monster there's a monster there's a monster so i just kept getting an additional point every turn um and obviously i killed the the six long strikes as well which now they're priority targets that gave me two extra points um and then i think on round by the end of turn three i think i'd killed the last of the dragons maybe turn four but i killed off the dragon unit as well and so that got me another two priority target points um so I think by this point I'd had plus two for priority, uh, plus four for priority target points, and then like another four. I think there was one battle round where I killed 
a dragon and the draconis in the same battle round so i didn't get plus two i just got plus one but i think i got like eight bonus points from killing monsters and priority targets in that game nice um (laughs) and then yeah uh he failed his broken ranks into my reavers on turn three um and then i did my revenge of the marty which is one of the deepkin tactics which is the best it's the best one in terms of what you have to do because you don't have to nominate you just literally you pick that tactic and if a monster or a hero is killed by an attack from namati you win you score that tactic yeah right so i was just like well i'm gonna do this because my all all my reavers are gonna kill a dragon like i'm shooting a dragon yeah. like i'm killing a dragon so i'm gonna i'm gonna kill a monster with namati yeah. so that was an easy tactic for me to get um and then i think i got the double into um into turn four finally um so then i did conquer for the middle because obviously no mm-hmm. one controls it so it went cool i'll go conquer moved moved up the other block of 20 reavers had shot his unit of liberators he'd put into the middle at that point and charged them in as well just to get the bodies in there yeah. um and then from there we basically like we called it i'd killed his dragons i killed his long strikes he had he teleported a unit of indictors as well and my soul render killed them in a go with battle shock which is amazing um so all he all he had left going into like turn his turn four was his other unit of five indictors and his general um i i had my whole army on the objective in the middle and i was like we knew the game was done so we kind of talked about he was like i don't know what tactic like i don't think i can do any tactics and i kind of said to him okay what you do because you've got four and five is this turn you you use your relictor and you teleport five indictors into my back corner you don't score a tactic and then next turn you teleport the relictor into my back corner as well and you go savage spearhead so that you've got two so i just said do it that way because you can basically guarantee the teleport so he just said yep fair so we just made sure he didn't fail his two up re-rollable prayer and then just said yep cool you get your tactic in turn five um and we would said from my tactics again i was able to score savage i'd be able to score savage spearhead um because i had my units that could quite easily just move into his half um and score savage spearhead so that ended up i got yeah i got four 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 and then i had like plus two plus one plus one plus three and then i got my grand strategy um and he didn't get his so that ended up being a 30 12 to me which just made the 18 point differential so i got another 20 0. wow so um yeah that was a good 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 game chris was a great guy especially as we discovered he the whole time he he had thought that the night draconis had the hero phase move that the other dragons do so he he went to hero phase move and i was like oh, i'm pretty sure that he can't and he was like yeah he, can, he definitely can and then i checked the war scroll i was like no nah, he can't he's like when did that change because like you definitely could like and then yeah we went and asked a few people and like he said to matt he's like i've, I've literally done it against you no he's like i've done this in every game i've ever done and no one's ever told me i can't do it and i was like i don't want to be that guy but it's never been a thing you can't do it and but he took it well he was like oh shit okay but i can't do he just was like okay yeah sure i can't do that it kind of put him in a bit of a so why was it a thing why was it thought it could be done i think he just it's one of those things where he thought he read the rule and he's probably it's just he's read the rule on the dragon war scroll and thought he read it thought he read it on the night draconis war scroll but that's not on there so okay yeah um but obviously, if he's played a bunch of games against different people and no one's ever said no, you can't no do that. No questioned it. <laughs> yeah. it. It kind of it kind of reinforces it, sort of thing. But I was yeah. like, I was like, yeah, I'm I'm pretty sure 
you you can't do that um because in because in my head i was like well he's not going to be able to hero phase move and shoot and all this yeah. extra damage well, see, yeah it affects your decision making yeah so um but obviously yeah. for his turn he was thinking he would be able to yeah yeah so yeah we, we but he, he he took it really well and was like yep okay can't do that and he kind of knew okay well so that was then the turn two when he decided instead of doing that it was going to teleport into the back lines which to be fair I actually think was a good move on his part so yeah it kind of it kind of didn't it didn't matter too much but um yeah it was he just he took it well um and yeah we had a great game um and yeah it's we'd been saying well, it's like it's the main thing yeah yeah and we've been saying like this isn't a scenario where you get a big blowout and then when we actually added up the points at the end it was like oh no oh, actually is. i have got a 20 but as i say eight of those points came from priority targets and monster kills yeah exactly. so it makes a big difference yeah because those eight points would have been a 16-4 otherwise mm, um in, yeah. instead of instead of a 20 so it does yeah. it definitely does make a difference yeah absolutely yeah but um yeah, yeah. so I, I rounded out day three having just 20 owed table one so i'm on 20 0 20 0 18 2 um top of the pack for day one and i'm feeling pretty good so um awesome. it was a good it was a good day one i was like oh the dream the dream of of uh retaining my title is alive um, yeah oh absolutely yeah yeah i remember you were feeling pretty pretty happy at the end of the day so it was good and um but um, I do want to touch on before we move on to the next battles. Um, so during that day, uh, at lunch actually, uh, we judged. Well, I was, yeah, I was asked to be one painting. of the judges. Yeah. Yeah. So there was one of the one of the painting prizes was um, best painted model for Border War. Um, so there was a panel of judges um, invited uh, by Nick and Matt. So I was one of those people with. I think we had um Joel, uh, sorry Joel McGrath from Measured was a judge and. Um, and Smorgan, Sam Morgan um, as well, uh, myself and Matt Tyrrell and obviously Nick as well, um, painting judges. Uh, so we, uh, at lunchtime, everyone who wanted to could um, submit a model and put it on the table up the front. And so, yeah, we had a good look at all the models there. As always, like a fantastic array of beautifully painted models. I'm just looking through the pictures now and um, we had some particular standouts. So... For me, it was um, Maddie Tyrrell's turtle. He painted like the uh, the carapace or the, the shell was like very like in the realistic turtle kind of look. It looked like a real turtle sort of thing. It was like really well done. Um, uh, Jordan's sloppy bile piper um, he put in for this one as well. So it was definitely um, a, in the running. Um, and also uh, Carlos. Uh, so... I hadn't met him before, but um, he's he'd come up, and his name's Carlos Greblo, and a guy from um, uh, Victoria, from Melbourne, I believe, uh, from that crew. Uh, so he has submitted a um, Thanquil and Bone Ripper model from his um, Skaven army, and so those were like kind of like my top sort of three, and that was kind of like everyone else was kind of gravitating towards the same sort of ones. But um, I'll do some honourable mentions. Uh, to some of the other models so I, I really really liked uh I, I don't I couldn't tell you who the names of every single um person but there was you know it's like 20 40 uh, 30 odd models there but um there was a awesome bellicor uh the base and the um, sword and the wings and everything super cool very nicely done um there was uh well, it was another fave 
so the arcane was really well done. Um, the Crondus, uh, Crondus, or what's the um, the scar, Karazai. the scarred Karazai. Karazai. So yeah, so yeah, um, beautifully painted Karazai, like details in the wings and the scales and everything. Um, uh, Joel Graham's uh, Achillean King is definitely a contender. Beautifully painted, some really fine detail work on there, especially with um, the crest. Um, and the cloak and everything, um, you know, so those are really lovely, uh, King of the Mountain or Spirit of the Mountain. Oh God, what's the guy's name? The main character, the name character, Mountain character. Anyway, um, Lumineth, Cow Monster. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I've, blanked uh, yeah. His, I've blanked on his name as well. Ah, terrible. Shocking. Sorry. Not, not too, feeling too great. But um, yeah, so they were kind of like my, oh, there's so many others as well. I'm just sort of clicking through now. But <coughs> it was agreed that they were the the top three. And then because, I, you know, obviously I put my Belladama in to the mix. Um, I was in the running. Um, I think as Maddie sort of went, oh, what about the Belladama sort of thing? And that was sort of brought into the, the contention. So I just... Uh, that's when I was like, well, I've got a, I've got skin in the game now, so I had to walk away. Uh, so I did, walked away, and the rest of the judges um, continued their deliberations. Um, and, yeah, that was uh, at the end of their discussions. Uh, I was uh, awarded the best painted model, um, so very chuffed and happy about that. Um, but they told me, the guys told me on the day, um, so I knew, it was get, I knew I was getting it, and Obviously, in the award ceremony the next day, um, got awarded a lovely uh, box of those um, artist opus uh, paintbrushes. So very, very happy about that. Very chuffed um, to have been selected by a fine panel of judges uh, to have the best painted model. But it was it was very close because Carlos's. Um, I think Carlos was my was my pick. It was between if I had to like get down to the nitty gritty, it was between Jordan's Sloppy Bile Piper and. Um, and Carlos's uh, Thank All Bone Ripper. So, yeah, um, yeah, gorgeous work on both of those models and also on Matt's as well um, on his um, turtle. So, yeah. I but, think, yeah, the um, judges were... I think the judges were, was, was very well-deserved, though. Thanks, mate. Yeah, yeah, it was... Um, well, Wes, what, what Matt was saying was, like, he just couldn't find any faults on it. Um, I could. <laughs> I can, <laughs> but that's, that's just because it's mine and I know... You know, you know, you've always your harshest own critic, but um, and obviously being a judge myself, I couldn't just go, "Wow, what do you guys think of my model?" Like, um, <laughs> so as soon as they, as soon as they started looking at mine, I was like, "Okay, I have to walk away now." So, um, yeah, but yeah, thank, thank you, judges, um, and um, Nick and the guys for selecting me as the, the best painted model. It was nice to get another painting award. It's been a while since I um won a painting prize at a tournament, so and um. Nice little confidence boost there, there for me. <laughs> it's my little consolation. May not be the gamey type, but pride myself in the paint as the painty type. So yeah, um, yeah. So happy to get that. No, your whole army was stunning, and yeah, Belladama was was great as well. Like the glowing eyes and stuff that you've done, and uh, the the just the snowy fur tones and stuff. Like it's very easy to just kind of go, oh well, it's white, and then miss miss out on the depth of the layers um but you you just you had lots of different shades of grays and leading up to white um that it was just yeah it was it was very nice it wasn't just painted white 
if you know what mm. I mean. Like it was, it was very, very textured, and the 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 tone that you've got on the blue for the glowing eyes is um is super nice as well. Yeah, thanks, man. Yeah, it's um all done using using the you know the the grim dark uh, method. So using the oils, enamels, acrylics, airbrushing, all sorts of different techniques using the this sort of all. It's kind of like the culmination of my journey down that path, I guess. This whole army has been done in that way. So she was like my pick. It was hard to choose. Like I wanted to pick maybe my vampire lord or even my Gorslav or like corpse cart or like I think it was sort of tough for me to pick one model, but I think she was definitely a standout. So, yeah. yeah. She was well, the that's smoothest. that's the thing. Your whole, she, your she whole was the smoothest. Army. She was the smoothest out of them. <laughs> yeah. yeah. But your whole army is is painted like to one standard so like like you say you you could have picked any of those models like it's not like you've you it's not like you've skimped and just been like this is my centerpiece and everything else is painted to a level it's like no no they're all they're all painted to the same high standard so belladama of those models is probably the most dynamic in terms of size like she's on the, the mm. wolves on her base look really cool and yeah yeah yeah, she kind of shows the showcases the techniques um, as well. So, yeah, yeah. Now, well done, mate. Um, and then, yeah, we uh, so in the evening we then uh, had trivia, which Nick did. AOS oh yeah, trivia. the trivia. Yep, that was I good think, fun. I think he wasn't gonna do it, and then I was like, "What? What's happened?" And he's like, "Oh, well, I didn't finish it." And I'm like, "Oh, that's fine. People will just do." I know from firsthand experience that slaughter people just want trivia Something, like you end, end yeah. up just doing like general knowledge or whatever so i think he he started it with like 10 age of sigma questions and then it just kind of went into into general knowledge trivia but um yeah. in the end i feel like there was three teams that were all tied on the same score at the top so then he did like three tiebreaker questions but then i think we basically all <laughs> all tied for those as well so he just went congratulations you're all the winners well done um, <laughs> But no, that was it was fun. That was good, and people ordered pizza, and I think I ordered a curry because I just didn't want any um, any more gluten because of uh, the barbecue had just been normal bread and no plates, so I'd had to have a I'd had to have bread as my plate. Oh yeah, <laughs> gluten. Uh, I didn't I didn't want to just walk around literally eating a like a meat just a burger. So um, <laughs> I, I was like, nah, I can't I can't push it anymore. So I didn't I didn't um I didn't have pizza. Um, but no, my curry was, my curry was really nice. So we sat and did that, did the trivia. And then I think we we're playing liars dice with Wilso, Ben and Jordan and, um, Jacob and yeah, that's right. You uh, guys were playing that, playing that game. Yeah. So yeah we're playing yeah. liars dice and having some more, I was having some more guava cruises and, uh, mm, yeah, <laughs> yeah, it was, uh, it was a fun evening. We, um, we all, yeah, just kind of hung out and I think we were the last ones there and ended up like Nick went home. We ended up closing the place. <laughs> setting the alarm and going back to our kind of airbnb yeah. and stuff so yeah we did on the friday night as well didn't we <laughs> yeah we're just yeah. hanging out there at the, um, at a, the bit venue. A, a bit of a shame i thought people might stick around a bit more but um it's always the way with these things people are there in their own groups you go off to your airbnbs and to be fair we were all tired i was pretty tired anyway but um yeah um but yeah, yeah, yeah well. it was a good evening yeah absolutely next day uh, yeah, do, do, you want, do you want to take a quick break before we crack in or are you feeling okay? Yeah, let's have let's have a quick break. 
back from that little break there um, and talk about game four, day two. So my game four, day two, was against a chap named Jacob Hanley. Um, so he's a guy from Sydney. He actually came down with Jordan for the weekend. So we hung out with um, Jacob um, at the venue on the Friday night and on the Saturday night as well. And um, so I got to know him a, a little bit over the course of the weekend. So good to meet you, Jacob. Um, he brought his corn, his blades of corn list. So he took the slaughter host, uh, Reapers of Vengeance, uh, Beastmaster Grand Strat and Inspired Triumph. So it was all the Bloodthirsters. So he had the Bloodthirster of Insensate Rage uh, with the Mage Eater Command Trait Skull Shard Mantle for the artifact. Uh, he had the Bloodthirster of Incense, Insensate Rage as well, <laughs> another one. Um, Bloodthirster of Unfettered Fury, Bloodsick Crater, Scarbrand, and he had a, uh, a Corn Demon Prince as well, allied in. Oh, no, it wasn't allied in, sorry, just a, a Slave to Darkest Demon Prince. Um, and then he had four times five flesh hounds. So it was all flesh hounds and bloodthirsters pretty much and Scarbrand. So, and demons, <laughs> um, and battle plan was apex predators, apex predators. So this is the hero scoring one. Yeah. Which um, we don't, doesn't normally come up in, uh, tournament packs um, no no so it was a, a tough one for me um i have a lot of heroes but um he had big heroes that can kill my can kill my heroes <laughs> um so my idea was he gave me first turn i think but my idea was to just advance onto the objectives put walls of my troops up in front for him to fight through and just hopefully hold out long enough to to score more um, yep. So that was that was my my plan, um, and it was all going well um, for me until the Bloodthirster and Scarbrand um, started, um, you know, getting into it. But on on my left flank, um, I was able to hold that out uh, pretty well. My right flank, I was able to hold that well. The center, um, he focused is where he focused his first um, sort of wave of fury, and. He was able to take the center objective um, by the end of turn two. So by that point, I'd scored up well um, in front. Um, and then he, I got a priority for turn three, I think. Yeah, I think it was turn three. Um, that's the turn where you can remove, whoever goes second gets to remove an objective, right? Um, yep. So, so I, that, that came into my head and I was like, okay, so if I give him second turn this round, he's going to be obviously going to remove one of my well-established, um, you know, objectives. And I was like, I don't want to, I don't want to do that. And for some reason I thought it would be a good idea to take away his center objective, um, which he'd just taken off me from uh, with his, he had three bloodthirsters in the center there. Um, I think I only had two in the center, but anyway, it doesn't matter. Um, but you kind of have the thing is like, I didn't think it through well enough because you have to stay on within range of that objective to keep scoring on it. That's right. Yep. Yep. So I thought it was a good idea to give him the turn. So he'd double me and then I would take away the objective thinking that was smart. Um, but what it actually did was, was allow him obviously a double turn 
but it also freed up all his bloodthirsters in the centre because I took the centre objective. Just freed him up to move all his um, beasties out to take, my other, take the other two objectives off me, um, which he did over the course of the next couple of turns. So um, he did um, manage to come back from behind in points and um, pull the victory in the end. So I think it was down to a silly mistake there. And he said after the game, you know, um, as soon as I made that decision, he knew that it was quite the wrong decision. <laughs> <laughs> so I, my own um, silliness there, I gave him I gave him the game, but I still think he probably would have taken it anyway, even with the bloodthirster stuff in the middle. I think he still had enough um, guts to get out there and, and take care of business. Um, but I was still still um going for still going for stuff as well so um he had like a i was going to go for like bring it down to try and score back up to try and get me keep me in the game or try and win like i still had this chance of winning but um he was able to then i think he had like a once per game ability or he had an ability on one of his bloodthirsters where he was able to retreat just well out of range um so he got out of range of anything i could do to get at it um so I kind of like, by that point, I knew I couldn't, um, I couldn't bring back and and get the victory there. So, um, but yeah, he ended up winning um, by one single point in the end. Oh, was, yeah, he won by one point. Um, it was it was just a close, fun, thematic game, and the table we were playing on was kind of like this desert wasteland table. And like, one thing about the tables as well, like we, the guys had borrowed a whole bunch of um, stuff from Trav from the um, CanCon. Um, from Cancon, so it's all this beautifully painted um, Travis Cooper um, terrain, and so this table was this like blasted wastelands, and it, it suited all of his uh, corn um, bases and everything. So it was just like it was just his moment. It was corn's moment, um, and the blood flowed, and skulls were taken, <laughs> and uh, and corn was glad. Um, but Did it was blood- well fought. <laughs> Did the blood flow though from your undead? Isn't it all coagulated? Some, most of it is. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. Skulls would have been taken though. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Plenty of skulls from all different beasts, definitely. Um, so, but yeah, it was fun. Um, I think there was just like a fun moment where um, Belladama, her lichen curse spell, um, Trent like killed one of her, killed one of the hounds. Chaos sounds and turn it into a wolf. <laughs> so that was fun. That was just like just poetic there. <laughs> we both enjoyed that little moment. Um, but yeah, yeah, those bloodthirsters just kick ass when given half a chance, and especially Scarbrand, as we all know, he's just a, a beast. Yeah, it's an absolute if, oh, if, beast. If, if Scarbrand's allowed to do what Scarbrand does, then yep. he's he's an absolute terror. But... Yeah. Just well, like we we had that moment, like because I didn't want to I didn't want to attack him because you know obviously he gets better as he gets wounded, so we were just going between our combats, and I was doing everything I could to avoid attacking him. We was like finding like one little shitty combat to do before, you know, before he could um like what well, you know before he, I would actually have to attack him, which I did in the end, but you know yeah. thankfully didn't thank thankfully didn't do too many wounds on him to jack him up, but or to piss him the, off. The, the problem with him is doesn't that doesn't even work as a tactic because he's 
the thing is just so easy to get to okay well he's always he's always counting as maximum rage because all he has to have done is not fought in one of the combat phases of the previous battle round and he always counts as like his highest bracket so like turn one like in your turn away like he's 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 just never fighting like in both phases in the first battle round so he's basically just always pissed off and if and like if he's fighting in both combat phases and he's not dead then like the game's already going really well for you as well so yeah it's just terrific yeah yeah but it was just yeah it was so close i think if i I don't even know. I don't. I don't know if if I decided to go first in that turn, whether or not that would have made a difference, because I still would have had to have. I don't know. It might have. Yeah. Maybe. It would. Maybe. Well, it I mean, would have. you'd have. You'd have definitely. Like he probably would have burned one of yours that you were you holding two at that point, and he was holding one. Yeah, I was holding the two outers, and he was holding. He yeah. just so taken he, this he probably would have burned. Yeah. He would have burned one of those, but you still would have then got. I would have had a one. chance to. You'd have still scored. Over. You, but mm. you'd have also on on your turn because of mm. virtue of having a turn scored one. Yeah, yeah, and then there Whereas, was chances yeah. for like, you know, chances for bringing it down and killing monster and a few more points to kind of get me up a bit. But um, yeah, no, I don't know. Yeah, I can. Yeah, like, the, no, the we'll never know. To, the we'll never know. To burn or not is always a is, is always a tricky one and. Yeah, yeah. I, I've definitely had games where I've made the wrong decision. I've been like, oh, I, okay, I'm yeah. going to burn or, or no, do I not burn or which, yeah, like it, it, it's definitely a tricky thing. Especially when I have the priority, like in, I know like there's just cause you've got priority doesn't always necessarily mean you should take it yep. or, or, so I thought maybe this is one of those in my mind, I was thinking in the time, um, in the sort of heat of battle or the heat of the moment, just going, thinking maybe this is one of those times where I don't need to go again go now sort of thing but yeah. um yeah i realized within like within like 10 minutes of him taking his well, not even that long of him taking his turn i think movement phase and i was just like oh actually no that was a mistake because <laughs> yep. yeah he's um Cause he's because you i freed him up to go and just conquer the two outer edges with all these bloodthirsters so yeah well i was gonna say because you could have you could have gone second and not burnt and then it's his turn, but mm, he can't. Yeah, yeah. He, he can't leave the middle with at least whichever bloodthirster is holding it. So, so you then, don't have to burn. You don't have to. What? Okay. You don't have to. I... You can. <sighs> okay. Cool. All right. So, so then, like, because <laughs> if you don't, if you don't burn one, you still have to control two to get more. So then, if he, depending on mm. which blood, depending on which bloodthirster was holding the objective. He's got to decide shit. If I if I walk my other ones off at you, then would also be able to potentially go and take that middle one back off him. Mm. And then also if he do, he has to keep a bloodthirster there, so then maybe he doesn't have the damage to actually go and take one of your other ones off in that turn. But yeah, yeah, right. yeah. There you go. Leaving you alone. I just know. yeah, just I just always have done it, or my opponent has always done it. So there you go. And look, I think ninety percent of games, one person you would does probably does mm. but every now and then there's that weird case where you go actually it doesn't make sense for me to burn one for whatever reason yeah <laughs> so yeah that was my round four game um with uh first jacob thanks jacob good to meet you mate we'll see you in the next um event hopefully
<laughs> I think that was his first. I think that was his first tournament as well. So. It was, yeah, yeah, actually, yeah, it was. Yep. Um, but yeah, no, it was. It was and nice that was guy. that was the tightest game of the weekend, and the funnest, and re- very much up there with the, one of the funnest games, like as well. I think he mentioned it was his funnest game of the weekend. No, that's great. Um. So my game four, um, I was playing Joel McGrath, uh, so another measured guy, and he was running. There was a lot of talk about his list because um, it was Karazai and all the buffs, basically. Mr. Whippy, I think the list was called. Um, and obviously <laughs> he was he was doing really well. So I, I was at the top of the leaderboard um, going into day two, and then Joel was Joel was next. Um, I think I had a... I think I had a pretty decent point lead. I think I was eight points ahead of Joel um, in second at that point. Um, but yeah, he so, but he obviously had been doing well, scoring high in his previous games as well, um, to be on 50 um, out of 60. Um, and uh, yeah, so he had Stormcast, Hallowed Knights. He had Gardas for the five up ward. He had Karazai with a unit of three Praetors so that they can pass off wounds, which effectively gives Karazai a three-up ward. Um, he had a Castellan with uh, Arcane Tome to make him a wizard, so he can go Mystic Shield and his Lantern, so he can stack save buffs on Karazai. Um, he's got the spell, I think, as well, to give him plus one to wound, um, potentially if he needs it. It's so basically all the buffs. And then he's got the Teleporting Relictor um, General, another Relictor, um, so he had five heroes and then like 10 uh, Bolt Storm crossbow adjudicators um, and then uh, like two fives, I think, of liberators um, to, round out, to round out the list. Um, so obviously it's a hero mission. Um, he outdrops me. He's got a very, very big, hard to kill um, dragon. Hero dragon. But yeah. also four other foot heroes that have all got like six to eight wounds three plus saves um kind of and the goddess has got a five up ward so i was like oh okay this is tough one gonna, tough match this is actually going to be tough and, and for like, the scenario yeah hmm. i was i was fairly happy with my list for like all the scenarios because obviously reading the pack i knew we had to have heroes and we had to have battle line like so i was fairly pre- like against most lists, I'd have felt pretty good having the full complement of six heroes. You can't you can't just shoot them off because of the deep kin targeting restrictions, etc. Um, but still, I was like, well, he he also is just going to be able to go first, get on the objectives, kind of thing. Yeah. Um, so um, yeah, I was like, oh god. But in my head, I thought this was still progressive scoring like it always used to be so like you hold it for a turn you score one then two then three etc mm, so i was yeah, like this is yeah. I, I i was like this is going to be really really hard because he just can sit karazai there and rack up the points kind of thing um yeah yeah or sit the others there and make me have to deal with karazai kind of thing but um then obviously because the pairings came out in the evening beforehand so i i read the scenario and i was like oh it's actually just like you know it's it's your normal like one two more but only yeah. leaders only leaders can score kind of thing so i actually don't think this scenario is as bad as people make out um because you should it just makes you not, oh okay i thought it's a good one not skew and again if people have got that one crazy unkillable monster because of the burning thing now 
there's always that bit of play around oh, okay well if going into turn three for example if you lose it and they've got that unkillable hero on an objective hmm. you can be like okay well from turn three halfway through the game not even halfway through the earlier part of three yeah. you can be like okay well i'll i'll remove that objective and if you're on the others and you've got screens up that unkillable hero kind of suddenly it doesn't really matter sort of thing yeah yeah um so i i actually might like i i liked playing the different missions this weekend it was it was a nice change and i think they did the right thing by if they were going to include any including all so there was the battle line yeah. trump there was the battle line trump mission there was the no reserves mission and there was the hero mission and i think yeah. if you're going to include any of them you include all three which means that people needed to take less skewed lists like you needed heroes you needed battle line you needed not yeah. necessarily a, a one trick pony that relied on being off the board kind of thing so yeah um but yeah anyway that was that was a bit of an aside but um yeah so this game um i've never i've never played joel before so i was glad i got to play him um finally because we've been at a lot of events and, and never played so that was great um joel was like yep yeah, i'm gonna take first um he put Kara's eye on the middle objective he ran the relictor um i think the one that wasn't the general um onto the closer objective and he just ignored the other one he didn't put anything to even try and go for it uh, he just ignored it and then teleported his um i limited range um on the shooting um because i just wanted him a bit closer um or did i i can't remember no maybe i didn't limit range i don't think i did because it was only 18 or 12 and i was like oh, i don't really feel like he's gonna it's, the six inches doesn't make that much of a difference to me i think if it was long strikes i always limit range but for that list i was like it doesn't really matter 12 or 18 so i just went for the five up ward in turn three um he took first teleported the 10 crossbow dudes onto a big bit of scenery um and i'd, I'd set up so that my thralls were going to be the unit he had to shoot um and he shot into the thralls um in the hero phase again killed like eight eight or nine of them and i was like oh okay um uh, or maybe only like six or so and then he shot them in the shooting phase um and i because of casualty removal obviously i just removed ones at the back etc so that they were still the closest unit um and then i could do all out defense um so he shot them he didn't kill the unit i think there was two left um so that's that's the great scenario that's the difference between like double tap long strikes versus 10 bolt storms um so he didn't he didn't kill them um which meant that soul renders added some models back um and then Obviously, my turn, I went for run three, just some of my support heroes that I'd kept at the back to zone out where it would teleport. I just ran those three together, like Lotan, the Thrallmaster, and a, a render, I think. Um, and then I had set up so that one of my renders I could guarantee with a six-inch run that he would get onto the other objective that he was completely ignoring. I had one in the middle. If I was ever in a position to run him onto the middle, if Karo's I left for whatever reason. And then I had my king in a position that I could also with a good run get him onto the objective if he'd given me first turn so i would have been able to get on all three if he had given me first turn um so then i basically moved across um i moved my thralls up onto the piece of terrain um that his bolt storms were on moved a block of reavers over moved my other block of reavers over to the top right with the other soul render um and then kind of ran up my other heroes to start getting them across um 
move my king across to the side as well um and like going for the objective um onto the edge of the bolt storms basically shot the bolt storms with my um unit of 20 through uh, 20 reavers that were over there and killed six of them six or seven of them which i think was more than joel was expecting um and then i charged in with my thralls and my Achelian king um if i'd got like a big charge my king could have gone into his relictor but i think i needed like a 10 um and i made like a six or whatever so i just took it went into the side of the the bolt storms anyway and um basically killed them so they were all gone turn one um my other unit of reavers i think i'd shot like <clears throat> 16 or 17 of them into his castellant um and the other three or four that weren't arranged are just shot into his libs um and i did five wounds to the castellant which he wasn't expecting um so uh, and that was i didn't bother using a triumph or anything like that i used my triumph on uh one of the units on my unit of reavers that shot the bolt storms um but yeah and then so i scored one for the soul render at the top um, and got my tactic and then i won turn two priority and at that point i was like okay like i feel like i'm in a really good position here um and i think to be fair joel as well was like all right i, th I think the game's kind of gonna be basically like this is going to be very decisive because from there my king wasn't in combat my thralls are freed up the 20 reavers were able to just run up onto that big terrain piece within range of his of guard of guardus and both relictors um the other reavers were all able to again move up and screen off the soul render on that objective or get in range of <clears throat> line of sight of the castellan anna had the shark that was able to go across um to like shoot the castellan and stuff as well <coughs> um so for my tactic i was like i'll do revenge of the namati because all i have to do is kill a hero and like all all 40 reavers are all going to be shooting heroes and then i've got my thralls and everything and then <coughs> uh so i split shots from the unit of 20 into gardas and the relictor that wasn't on the objective um and then i put all the shots into the castellan um and i did the plus one to hit i think but obviously he had neg one he had neg ones to hit because of lookout sir from his libs that were with them um but i had plus one to hit on my other unit because i was generally within nine for a lot of them um and then i didn't i used my other triumph no i didn't use my triumph on the shooting for either units because the Castellan had taken five wounds in the first round with less shooting. Um, and then I just didn't kill any of them. He rolled a, a phenomenal, he just rolled a phenomenal amount of five up ward saves from Gardas. And I did two wounds to the Castellan. So I left it on one wound. And then like the shark shot it, didn't do anything. Um, and then, yeah, I didn't, didn't kill Gardas. I don't even know if I got a single wound through on Gardas from the, the 20 Reaver shots that went into him. The other 20 shots did like two or three into the Relictor. So just didn't didn't kill anything from my shooting. Um, and then I did my charges. The King um, got into... I had I was able to charge the Liberators 
and I was trying to think where the positioning to get within three. So then I was able to get within three of both relictors and the liberators, but only end within an inch of the liberators. So I did my two plus D three mortal wounds. I think I did one mortal wound to the libs. And then they, from their shield of civilization did three mortal wounds back to the King, um, from me, from me charging them. Um, my thralls, which I topped up a few more models charged in as well. Um, and then my, Achelian Thrallmaster, who I had over there as well, I think charged um, as well. So he was like charged into the front of the relictor there. Um, and then my shark went to charge over the back of the libs into the Castellant. Um, didn't get a long enough charge, so I was around the back, but I was like, oh, three inch pile in, I can get within two. And I thought the bites were two inch reach, if not three. Um, when it came to it, all of the shark's attacks were only one inch. So actually I, I wasn't able to get into combat with the Castellan and do anything to it. So I, I knew it couldn't, it couldn't die. Um, even though it only had one wound left and then with my King. So obviously I popped my high tide and I got two units. So I did him and the thralls, but there was only maybe seven thralls, I think from my resurrections at that point, but they were still fighting first. My King got plus six attacks on his weapons. Hmm. Um, so I split attacks between the two relictors. Um, and then I think I put the mount attacks into like the liberators or, or maybe I didn't, I don't think I'd bothered attacking them to be honest. Um, <laughs> but I was thinking of the objectives. So I put like five spear attacks into the relictor that was on the objective that had like three or four wounds left. And then I put four into the other one that was the general. Um, and then the other attacks, yeah, I, I, I don't know. I think I also said all the mount attacks will go into the one that's on the objective as well. But the Thrall Master was also there that would have been able to go in. And also Thralls, I had a good few of them that were in range. Um, and then, so yeah, I split attacks and like I overkilled, I overkilled the one that was on the objective massively. Um, but my, my king wasn't on the objective so i wasn't going to have to stay there with the king was my plan i'd moved him off to the side so that he wouldn't take the objective because he wasn't within three um but then i didn't i only got i think i only did three wounds to the general relictor from the other four attacks like twos and twos so i didn't kill it um and then the thralls again piling into the libs and Gardas did like maybe I killed a liberator one one liberator and then I maybe did like two wounds to guard us even though I'm like damaged two etc um so I just did nothing uh, and then I don't think the shark did really anything to the liberators in the middle um and then his attacks back he um he pretty much killed the um uh Achillean king with the liberators their end of combat they do lay low the tyrants four plus d3 mortal wounds plus the attacks so my king had one wound left Oof. at the end of at the end of my turn and all i'd done is kill the one that was on the objective but it also meant that i had to because of the size of the thrall master base i piled in to claim the objective but i couldn't use any of his attacks onto the libs so yeah. i essentially wasted his output i wasted a lot of the king's output not killing the sure. other stuff so I overkilled the thing that was on the objective, but then at the cost of leaving all this other stuff alive that then did too much damage to me back. Um, yeah. And obviously the Castellan in the middle was a problem because he he then attacked back and left the sh the shark had one wound left. So I was like, okay, cool. 
at least the Castellan's kind of pinned. So if he takes Karazai off the objective, like the Castellan can't necessarily claim the middle objective sort of thing that turn. Yeah. Um, but then obviously he relicta with the relicta that was hadn't died. He did his relicta prayer for D three mortal wounds, killed the Achillean king. Um, and his Castellan did an arcane bolt <laughs> and killed the shark because <laughs> Castellan was a wizard. Um, so he was free to then move on to the objective. Um, and then Karazai came across and he charged into the unit of 20 Reavers that were standing on the terrain on that side. Um, and the Praetors ran up behind giving the ward. So I had one CP and I was like, I'm going to, I'm going to unleash hell with the Reavers um, into Karazai because I was like, well, they're all going to die. So I either do something like do some damage or I just lose them. So um, I used my CP. I did my unleash hell because um, I was on twos and I was like, I'll use my triumph as well to be on twos to wound. Um, but then obviously the Karazai is on a two up save because the Castellant's alive as well. So he'd been able to do the lantern buff onto Karazai, which again, if the Castellant had died, he wouldn't have had that. Um, but also because my Reavers didn't kill a hero and my Namati didn't kill a hero, I failed my tactic in turn two, my Revenge of the Namati. Oh. Because oh, the right. thing that killed the, the one hero that died, the <clears throat> thing that killed it was the Achillean King. Ah, uh, yep. Okay. Yeah. So I failed, my, yep. I, I failed my, I failed my tactic. Um, oh. And then it was just literally the Castellan not, not dying by one wound was just so massive because then, yeah, he was then alive to claim the objective in the middle, also put the plus one save on Kara's eye. Um, and then, yeah, obviously losing my stuff as well and not having killed the general just it, it was just an absolute shock shocker of a turn two for me and everything went really well for joel in the turn and then his turn karazai then as i say came into my reavers i did my unleash hell i put two three wounds maybe onto karazai killed a praetor in a bit from the the wound sharing but otherwise didn't do anything but then karazai split attacks because he was able to charge in a position that he could get within three of my of one of my soul renders and so he wanted to kill him so he split his attacks overkilled the soul render but then he actually only killed 14 of the um the reavers because my thrall master was there and the reavers were wholly within 12 of him so i did the minus one to wound aura okay yeah. uh, which which kept the it kept the reavers alive but because i'd used the only cp i had to do the unleash hell thinking they were gonna die yeah yeah, I I couldn't then save them from battle shock, but obviously yeah. hindsight hindsight's a bitch. If I had known that they were somehow going to survive against Karazai, who's built to rinse hordes, I wouldn't have bothered with the unleash hell, and I'd have saved it because then I'd have been able to like inspiring presence, and then he'd have been pinned when he then won priority going into turn three. Mm, so yeah. then he 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 then doubled me back into three. And then, so I had to go like, okay, well, I'm going to burn an objective because he had the one on the left, right? Karazai killed everything. He had heroes there. So I was like, if I don't burn it, it's one I'm never, ever getting back to. And you just leave a hero there all, all game and you're going to score it. Yeah. Um. So I was like, at least for you to get more, you're going to have to take the top right one off me as well. So I burned it, but he had the turn. Karazai was free. In one turn, Karazai then goes over to the top right and goes through the other unit of 20 reavers um and then his his libs in general or whatever have killed my thrall master um so then i've basically just got lotan um and then my others like soul render 
um and then my other one just sitting on the objective so i'm trying in my turn um in my turn three i then go okay well i'm going to try and get aggressive expansion on the middle because i was like if lotan can charge the castellan and do that one wound he'll take the objective and then if lotan can survive against like the few liberator attacks or the praetors that would have been able to attack him i'll take that objective and i had the other one so i would have had i would have got one two more aggressive expansion and i was like do you know what this isn't terrible i just couldn't i literally couldn't do one wound to the castellan with lotan <sighs> and he's got like he's got like eight attacks now that i was on like twos and threes with rend and he just wouldn't roll like a one or like ones or twos to say if he just was like three upping for days and then mm. if and then he just or, or it would be guardless five up ward um i just literally could not do one freaking wound to this castellan um so i failed my aggressive then i got the double into five and i was like okay i'll try again with conquer or whatever it was uh, no i think it, that was turn four going into turn four sorry i was like okay i'll try conquer to take the middle one turn four is my retreat in charge turn so i was like oh actually lotan i can retreat and i'll do his once per game ability on himself so that when i retreat on a four plus i do d3 mortal wounds to what i retreat from <laughs> couldn't roll the four plus so no more <laughs> wounds into into the castellan um charged in again then i charged in with my soul render as well that i'd run across to try and kill him couldn't do it didn't didn't kill him didn't do a wound he killed me killed me and then we, that was the game done um <laughs> and joel got it was the final score was 25 to 8 so i think joel got a um 20 and it was a, a major loss and we were both just like i don't know how that happened like when i won turn two priority we both were like yep okay the game will be pretty secure for me at that point and then it's yeah. just a shit show it was just an app like the dice <laughs> just went it just went horrifically for me um like i say i made some mistakes with allocation of attacks in that combat yeah. phase with my king but like the castellan just should have died he just should have died and i'm like <sighs> i i had the triumph i guess i could have done the plus one to wound but i shouldn't have needed it like i say with less attacks the turn before i did five wounds to it so i don't know how i only then did two the next turn and it's just one of those things that just like the army is not forgiving if stuff doesn't go wrong like that king he can slap the world but then if he fails it's like he dies to nothing because he's seven wounds no mortal wound save so liberators just their abilities the liberators did like five or six wounds to a king in a, a combat phase like in my yeah, combat yeah. phase just from mortals um and yeah that castellan just would not die yeah and, and that that was massive because if the castellan had died in that second turn even with the other stuff failing Karazai would have taken more damage, but more importantly, he if he left the objective with Karazai, he wouldn't have scored one, two more that yeah. turn because he didn't have the other hero. So he'd have only scored one or he'd have scored one, two more, but Karazai would have stayed in the middle and he wouldn't have gone for my Reavers. So they would have been okay to just shoot him and shoot everything else off and... And he, yeah, like I say, that Castellan just not dying just absolutely ruined my day. And then it, it it just came to turn three and turn four. By that point, it was more just it was more just a vendetta to be like, this Castellan has to die. I'm gonna send Lotan and a soul render. Like two rounds of combat from Lotan and then a soul render. And I could not do a wound. 
it was just it was infuriating but it was crazy it it was funny um it was infuriating but it was funny and it's just then that's the thing sometimes so the dream died anyway um i knew at that point i wasn't winning the tournament and defending my title and um i'd been 20 owed so i was also taking a fair hit in points but um but it was good to play joel and um yeah had a good game and um yeah hopefully uh we can play again and i can have some normal dice will be nice (laughs) maybe to get down to feral as the um, the feral fury event we've got their own dice you have to use the dice that they issue oh yeah i don't and sorry i just i just I just want to clarify so that there's definitely no confusion here. I do not think at all that Joel's dice were cooked, tampered, cheating, anything like that. It was just one of those things where my dice just didn't didn't roll as much as they should, and then he got some really nice rolls, and that was that was it. Like your di- your dice were cooked, like undercooked. <laughs> <laughs> they were raw. They were raw. But yeah, it was one of those things. But anyway, yeah, yeah. Shout out to Joel. Yeah, we had, a, we had a bit of a chat, a bit of a catch up. Um, been a while since I'd, I'd seen him. And um, yeah, shout out to you, mate. Um, hopefully, get down to Bendigo uh, for an event soon. Um, cool. Should we do wrap up with the final game for the weekend? Let's do it. Let's do it. So, my last game, um, sitting nicely in the middle of the pack where I where I tend to tend to be at this point in the tournament, and um, so I drew up with a guy named Tim Close. So he's from uh, Victoria, I believe, from Geelong, from memory. He had a uh, Zinch list. So host Oak Arcanum, the um, prize sorcery, and he's had his plus one to wound um, triumph. So he took the change caster, Herald of Zinch. Kairos, Lord of Change, was the general. Uh, Magister of Disc of Zinch. The Blue Scribes, Ogwide Thaumaturge. Karak Acolytes, Karak Acolytes, 10 Pink Horrors, Umbral Spell Portal. So that was his his list. Um, the last battle battle plan was... The battle line one. The battle uh, line. Power and numbers. Power and numbers, that's right. Um, so, yeah, we lined up um, and shook hands. We went through. So he was... Uh, I think he gave me the first, so I kind of advanced a bit and um, he came back on his side. And it was the one we have to get around the back as well, isn't it? You have to get around to score your um, on the opposite side um, in your opponent's territory to get more. Well, it's the one where you can burn from turn two. You can burn objectives. Yeah. And, yeah the, yeah, the more turns you've held them for, the more points you score. So, yeah, generally, if you can take one yeah. of your opponent and hold yours, then, yeah, it's massive. Is it? Is it the battle line one though? I don't think it, yeah. I don't think it is. Yeah. And then yeah, 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 battle line. And if there's bat if there's a battle line model within six, then only battle line models count as scoring. Hmm. Yeah. <clears throat> yeah, so um it was kind of pretty evenly matched, like in terms of like magic, especially. Like he he definitely dominated the magic phase. Um and um I was just trying to get some shenanigans where like Basically, I sent the the graveguard up the center, and they met. They clashed with the the horrors in the center. Um, so there was just the vampire lord camped in the, sort of the center with the with the uh, graveguard, um, and then I sent the zombies 
um, sort of kept them back a little bit. And then I said the the wolves up one flank and I said the, the blood knights um, up the other flank. Um, and it was at that point where it was kind of looking more like in his favour. So I thought, well, I need to get around the back and try and get into his his back lines to try and score up there. So um, I managed to kind of pull out some shenanigans with the wolves and get around the back and um, take his right back objective. Um, did some real cl sort of clutch moments on the left flank. Um, but I, I was, yeah, try to sort of ball out, balls out some long charges and get into combat and take out um, his acolytes that were on that objective. Um, and I think I got it down to like, like his last car, like his last one with one win left. Um, that was no, using, no. that was using fell bats and, um, like had like one blood knight left on that flank. Uh, but I was able to secure the right flank in his territory, um, and score up on the others. And, uh, by that sort of stage, the horrors were just multiplying. <laughs> he was summoning more horrors and, me a bit of a blockage um but yeah we churned through churned through the all the horrors um but yeah in the end i was able to sort of score up more and we got to the end of the game and we we talked it out at the end and it looked like it was definitely going to be a convincing win for myself but um i think just me being able to kind of get into his back lines and score up on his right um objective yep. um with the with the the direwolves um really helped my cause in that battle um and yeah so finished off the tournament on a on a, on a victory um thanks thanks for the game tim it was fantastic meeting you mate um hopefully we'll see you again soon try and get down to victoria more now that things are opened up again but um yeah so that was my like last game of the tournament was pretty happy with a, a win so it was like two and three overall from the weekend and um uh, best painted model prize for me so i was I was pretty chuffed and very happy with the, uh, the outcome of the weekend and um, giving the Vendrak dynasty their first um, tournament. So, yeah, I think um, this list, uh, it's not really a tournament list. It is a narrative, it's a narrative list um, and yeah, it's a longer game list. It's a garage hammer list where you've yep. got more than three hours to play your game. So I didn't actually finish any like, naturally finish in any of my games on the weekend i think i got down to turn four on actually and i think the game with um jacob we finished properly but um all the rest was sort of like turn three maybe turn four finishing games so yeah um, and you're never you're never going to get longer than three hours at a tournament so oh no it's just not possible um but uh yeah so i think in moving forward going to other events like if i'm going to go to another co uh, competitive tournament i'd probably look at a, a lower um lower model count um probably a legion of blood list i was playing around with some different um low model count lists um more hard hitting um you would know, have far guys and things like that <laughs> vampire lords and you just gotta um, swap those grave guard out for ones with great weapons and then you'll have no trouble getting through you just oh, kill, yeah. your you kill your opponent oh yeah true but like but even without the double damage they were still they still kick us like they and they obviously they're more defensive so they stick around for longer so they were like sticking around in all my games um and with um the vampire lords 
plus one attack on, on one unit and with the double pile in. <clears throat> um, and if, and also being in range, if they're in range of Belladama with exploding sixes, um, they're still really tasty. So getting those exploding sixes to hit, so it's threes and threes um, or threes and twos. If you're within wholly within nine of a vampire lord um, for Vicos, which most of the time they were, um, can still... they wound on? Can they wound on twos? Don't they wound on fours naturally? No, because they're not the two-handed weapons. Oh, so that's it's... right. The two-handed weapon ones, yeah, a wound worse. That's right. Yeah. Yeah, they they're fours to wound for the double-handed, but you get yep, double yep, damage. Yep. Um, but with these guys, it's threes and threes, and the plus one to the save. So, um. But it's a single damage. They used to be because I actually built they those models. The they still do the mortals on sixes to wound, though, don't they? Yeah, still do the mortals to six yeah, and wound. Yeah. They just they they still kick out a ton of damage. It's just you know when there's been there's a few times where you're just like that'd be nice if that was like double that amount. That would have been oh. like that would have been like 30, 30 fucking wounds. You know, like um, yeah. thirty. You know, from five grave guard or whatever. Like you know. With all the yeah. buffs and that's the thing, right? Against like, against against thunder so. thunder lizard, like to be fair, the ones with shields and wounding on threes it, it, into a lot more stuff now is probably not as bad a pick because there is more and more stuff coming into the game that reduces damage by one. Yeah, yeah, and yeah, I, yeah. I mean, wounding going from fours to threes, meaning you can wound on twos, is is pretty good. Like, it's not a it's definitely it's this graveguard on hard mode <laughs> i suppose you could say like um yeah but it's just, like yeah it's i built them when the war scroll was double damage for both profiles um, yeah so yeah and when they changed the war scrolls like oh well, that's done now so whatever <laughs> um i was thinking about building like ages ago thinking about building another unit um and with the same kits, but with double-handed yeah. spears, like as like to represent the double-handed weapons, because these were like the Fireforge models. So, oh, that's right, um, they're not GW. Okay, that's not. I'm assuming they're probably a lot better to build than the GW ones. Then, oh yeah, yeah, because yeah. GW Graveguard for anyone that's ever built them, oh. it can be a pain. Just got to assemble each individual, like their arms and pose them and everything they are a nightmare <coughs> um but yeah like i i would still take this army but i think i'll definitely refine it and a bit more and just probably look at look at putting in um radica the beast like take out the blood seeker and put in yep. the put in radica um yeah probably well, he'll make out. he'll make he'll make the grave guard slap because of the extra attacks or oh yeah whatever. definitely yeah i probably will you know eventually get around to doing like the double-handed um graveguard for this the theme of this army as well but um yeah i've got plenty of models in my former like in my old death army i can run more like um uh, efficient lists um which i'll probably do at my next tournament but i'll be doing night haunt anyway so <laughs> yeah true um but yeah but overall yeah pretty happy with the list um it went two and three which was um matt's um prediction in the in the list um, review show so i was at the start of the, i was determined to like try and at least get a three and two to like to prove him wrong but no he was uh he was right so <laughs> but obviously like just especially with that game against jacob just this that one point yeah and just 
and some of the other and the other games too just so super close like the game against jordan was super close and yeah and not much between us in the other game so yeah could have easily been uh, could have could have been um but it wasn't so <laughs> yeah next time and, but that's the thing as well like using the differential scoring system um mm, which is yeah, something we're, we're, we're doing for slaughter and like i really liked playing an event with it um like tts events have been using it for a while but um it's it's really good like because you do get like the 20os were a lot well well generally the 20os were a lot rarer um mm. and whereas previously like people would just be like yep major win major win major win kind of they get they'd get all the points but actually people getting like there was no one on 60 at the end of day one right um and like i i was at the top after day one i'd only dropped two points and i was on 58 mm. but then the next person below me was on 50 and then mm. below below them it was like 46 i think so like yeah. over three over three games and that was the person that like went on joel graham to win the event and after day one, he dropped he dropped fourteen points right from differential. So even like it, it it makes a difference as well. So like the games where you're having like even if you're losing, if they're close, like you you're also like doing maybe your people that you're not playing a favor by bringing down the wins of the people that even if they're beating you, the fact that you can make the game closer and it also puts you up as well because mm. when you're when you're losing you're not getting 20 owed you're not getting those you're still earning points in that differential system yeah um so yeah. so it helps you get higher up the ranks as well um yeah so yeah I, I i really like it and i think it's good if you're not if your games aren't getting like being big blowouts yeah yeah and yeah i do think soul blight are a good army for that yeah yeah i really enjoy i'm, I'm really enjoying the new book the new soul blight book's amazing i, I love it it's a re it plays really well to the theme and it's just it's nice getting some new heroes and stuff to try new things and just keeps keeps it keeps it um interesting it's good yeah yeah cool all right well i know you're feeling sick and it's getting late so i will try and go through my last game fairly quickly um so round five i was playing pat nevin um good old pat um, so that was my third measured gaming um, opponent for the weekend, which is good. So I got to play a yeah. few of them. Um, Pat's a funny guy to play. Like we hadn't even started, and he's sitting there just putting <laughs> his he's sitting there putting his models out, just having a grumble. Um, and it's just funny. Like I think I've played I think I've played Pat before one time um, years ago, but um, he's just funny. Like I know he has a he has a reputation. Some people are like oh, to it's play him. He's hilarious. You just have to know how he is and just not it's just funny. Like I say, he's just grumbling and I'd say rules and he'd be like, fucking pointy ears, like elves can just do all this stuff kind of thing. Um <laughs> He hates elves. He does. And so it was so funny. Like, <laughs> like I say, it was he was just grumbling to himself for the game and it was it was just funny. But um I was feeling pretty confident with this matchup. He had corn, so he had um the incense at rage bloodthirster is the general he had scarbrand and then he had his battle line was like two tens of blood reavers and five um flesh hounds and then he had a unit of 10 wrath mongers scar blood wrath slaughter priest um blood secretor um and uh, some ungle raiders like two units of ungle raiders which are obviously there to throw at people hoping that they kill them and he gets blood tithe um but yeah uh, he, uh, he was 
more he was more points than me and more drops than me so it was like 12 or 13 drops so i actually got the choice of first turn in this mission you're 22 apart i believe um if you're both on the line so literally i knew i could give him turn one and neither of the bloodthirsters can touch me because they can't run and charge the bloodthirster moves 10 so it can't declare a charge because it won't be within 12 so i just put my whole army this is there's three objectives if there's any battle line only battle line score i've got three blocks of 20 battle line and i just go dump 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 combat ones in the middle two units of archers on either side soul render behind each king plus other support heroes in the middle um and basically go you go first he keeps his bloodthirster and scarbrand basically at the back of the board um obviously waiting for some blood tide to come in so he can hero phase mm -hmm. move and try and cover the gaps kind of thing um and stay out of range of my shooting runs up the ungor raider screens and the wrath mongers and stuff like that behind keeps the blood reavers quite far back for his battle line units um and he had karanak as well which he runs up the flank mm -hmm. um and then didn't do anything really uh didn't bother shooting with the ungor raiders because he knew he might kill one or two namati which my soul renders are guaranteed to put back in so basically did nothing turn one ferocious advance um scores is two points my turn i also ferocious advance just with my soul render my lotan and my akelian king that are all in the not my king my thrall master that are all in the middle anyway so they just run in bunny ears um and end up basically where they were anyway yeah um i move forward a little bit but don't want to move too far forward to get within range of his bloodthirster like here like moving and coming for me um or scarbrand um and then i shoot basically i ignore the ungor raiders and i shoot my reavers into the um blood warriors uh not the blood warriors into the wrathmongers because they're a five up save i'm like cool i'm gonna do a shit ton of wounds here like i should kill like six or seven of them yeah and then i have i have probably the worst first turn i've ever had with that army and i killed like two wrathmongers or maybe one and a bit and mm. pat pat was like what like <laughs> this, this is terrible um so and i used a triumph on the shooting as well it was horrific it was so bad um so yeah i think i killed two two wrathmongers um so then priority i think pat i can't remember who won it but even if i won it i think i gave it to pat or pat took it anyway so he just goes okay monstrous takeover just with his bloodthirster on his own objective at the back as another easy tactic he can guarantee and then he runs his wrathmongers and everything up forward hmm. and uh scar and all the support heroes charges into my um into my thralls um and then also charges the ungor he charges the ungor raiders first into the thralls and the reavers to lock them up getting ready for karanak to charge into the reavers as well on the edge um so it does does good play obviously i use my unleash hell to kill the ungor raiders um and then karanak fails his four inch i think this was it he fails his four inch rerollable charge which was huge like oh, i knew gosh. it was huge because it would mean obviously then my reavers on that side were free in my turn to move up and shoot what i wanted instead of being locked in combat and having to shoot karanak um but he charges his wrathmongers into my uh thralls and then goes first with their attacks kills 10 11 of them or whatever 
Um, and then I attack back and I kill all of them bar one. Um, but then obviously he's got his command ability from Scar, so they pile in and attack when they die, and then they also explode and do mortals. So there's a whole thing about doing the mortals based on units around. So Pat's doing them kind of one at a time to go, okay, well, I can move to here and do mortals. And I'm like, this is fine. Just, just let's speed this up. Like do, do these last four. We'll say they can all get into range so that all your stuff happens on twos and you can hit both units. That's fine. I don't care. This is just taking too long. So then we're like, okay, we get there. So then with their swinging back, they managed to kill the 20 thralls. Um, so I lose my unit of 20 thralls completely, which I was yep. a little bit disappointed about, but so be it. There's one Wrathmonger left um, at the end of it, um, and I'm not tied up in combat with my Reavers because I've been able to take casualties and pull myself out. So I'm like, this is fine. Um, my turn, I then look through my tactics and I go, oh, I'm going to do the one where you pick a Gloomtide Shipwreck that has an enemy unit within 12. And I achieve it if there's no enemy unit within 12 at the end of the turn. So his yeah, yeah. his yeah. his lone his lone wrathmonger is within 12 of a gloom tide. So I'm like, cool, I'm gonna pick that because that wrathmonger is definitely dying this turn. Yeah. Um and then and then I've I've I'm in my I've forgotten about rally. And then Pat goes, okay, I'm gonna rally, and I'm like, oh fuck, here we go. Because <laughs> nine nine wrathmongers are dead, and I'm like, oh no, here we go. Um but anyway, he rallies and he gets two, maybe three back. I think he gets two back. So he's got three Wrathmongers. And I'm like, okay, it should still more, be fine. It should still be fine. Um, but I move my Reavers up on the right-hand side. And then I'm like, oh, do I want to split fire into Karanak? Or do I want to shoot Scarbrand? Because I'm like, oh, I can get into Scarbrand. I need to start doing damage. Um, in the end, I was like, I didn't do too much. I split the fire a bit so that I did some of them, I think, into the Wrathmongers half the unit i did into karanak i think um and then uh i killed karanak anyway uh i killed the wrathmongers i shot off the ungor raiders with the shark and i killed scar blood wrath like all my heroes because it's my turn too so i'm running shooting running charging so i run up all my support heroes behind everything as well and i'm like cool i'll charge scar and your heroes with my soul render my achillean thrall master like low tan let's just chuck them up the board i had and then i had my killer king so my killer king went forward and he had his blood stoker unit of 10 blood reavers and scarbrand all next to each other so mm. my killer king went in did the charge got within one of the blood stoker and the blood reavers so put like two or three more wounds into both those units but more importantly then we go into combat i roll my thing i'm like cool i'm striking first it's high tide i get plus six attacks on my spear because we talked about it at the start and pat was like yep yeah i know that thing the plus two attacks and high tide yet but then it came to it and he was like pat didn't realize that it was for every enemy unit within three you get plus two attacks so he was like oh and i was like oh sorry because obviously like at the start of the game we'd done the talk through and he said yeah yeah i know what that does so then i was like sorry this this isn't supposed to be a feel bad like but we kind of had talked about it and you said yes you knew what it did so and he was fine he wasn't trying to be like no you can't you can't do that i didn't know i thought it was only one but he just said oh i thought you only got plus two not plus two for every unit sort of thing so then i'm like yeah sorry but yes um <laughs> so then i put all i'm like i'm not dicking around this time i'm not splitting attacks i put all nine spear attacks into scarbrand i put the sword attacks into the blood reavers and yep. I put all the mount attacks into the Bloodstoker. 
and I just kill all of it. So I kill Scarbrand, I kill the Stoker, I kill the Blood Reavers, all in one oh, go oh. with the, with the King. The Reavers on the other side have killed Karanak. I've killed Scar Bloodrath um, in the middle with my other heroes. My Sharks killed the Ungor Raiders. So like I've had an amazing fucking turn. Um, and then I then win the priority into turn three. Um, so I go uh, aggressive expansion, I think, at that point to to get the tactics. Um, and then I take the... I take the middle. Um, anyway, at that point, he's basically just got the Bloodthirster, who's in the far corner, um, and then 10 Blood Reavers, and then the five Flesh Hounds on the other side. Um, but essentially, at that point, like I'm moving my Reavers up. I'm making sure I keep a tail um, on my objectives, because when I win turn three priority, Pat burns my middle objective, mm, yeah. um, because obviously that stops me getting any points, and Pat's just, that's huge. Um, because then yeah. I've got to I've got to go and get his. Um, so then I, I I move my reavers up towards his because if I can get battle line models on his, then I'll outcap his bloodthirster. I'll outcap anything else. Um, but I leave a model. I leave a blood re uh, a, a um, reaver on my objectives as well, so that if yeah. he tries to throw something, I can be like, they're holding these objectives. I'm I'm not losing these. I have I have the models. Mm. Um, and then yeah, I just I shoot his blood reavers off, um, and I sh I go shoot his dogs off as well. Um, I don't quite kill the dogs um, from the shooting, so he's got like two left. Um, so I don't take the other objective, um, but I think I take conquer in the middle, or whatever it was. Um, and I, I I score my tactic, get my points, <laughs> um, and I burn. I can't remember if I burn one. No, I don't burn one. Um, or I do. I burnt something. Um, I think I burnt his top left objective or, or whatever it was. I managed to get mm -hmm. onto it and take take the objective anyway and, and burn one. Yeah. Um, and then he has his turn. He goes conquer for the middle. There's a bit of shenanigans I do around him moving and then me redeploying and he's summoning, but he manages to summon a new bloodthirster because he's got so much blood tithe at this point. Brings both the bloodthirsters in, charges my Achillean king um, on the middle, but it's still high tide, so I fight first. I do a janky pile in where I pile to get within three of the blood secretor that's sitting in the uh, in his terrain feature. So I'm within three of three models. So I get plus six attacks on my weapon again. Um, and I put them all into the one that he declares his Reapers of Vengeance double pile in on. Um, and I kill it. <laughs> oh. So I, I, I literally kill it with him charging me. And then the other one gets like a double boom on his um sixes and he kills my king and he kills both my two support heroes that i'd also put on the objective so pat has a little cheer and i'm, I'm happy for him as well because that's what you want the boom thirsters to do um but then yeah by that point i've got reavers on the other objective um so i, I I've, I've got the objective um he gets the conquer he manages to take that one back off me um and then it's my turn i go broken ranks kill his unit of dogs that had two models left um and then i can't but i can't take the objective or or no i do take the, the objective um and then pat has his turn and then he um he burns for eight he gets his eight points um mm. i think for the for the one that he held or whatever it is um and then i get no he doesn't burn he doesn't get any that's right he burnt his objective that he had 
end of three for the four points. Yep. Um, but then at the end, at the end of my turn five, I burn my two that he hasn't been able to take off me all game, and I get sixteen. Um, yep. And then I get my grand strategy, and he doesn't get his. Um, and I won that thirty-five to thirteen in the end. So I end the tournament on another twenty-zero. So um, wow. at least at least I finished the tournament strong. Um, but that game. was a, that was a good matchup yep. for me for me going into it anyway. Um, so uh, yeah, ended the tournament on seventy-eight out of a hundred. Um, and I, so basically, yeah, eighteen to. 20-0, 20-0, then I got 20-0'd, and then I 20 0 <laughs> So uh-huh. um if it wasn't yep. if it wasn't for that horrific turn two against Joel, um, I feel like I had a pretty good run um over the weekend. Um Absolutely. He came then, yeah, fourth. In yeah, so the way that the pack worked, and like I knew this going into it, and that's that's fine. Like the way the pack worked is Nick had done it so that obviously the winner on table one is the overall winner the winner on table two comes second and the loser on table one gets third is how yeah. the pack was was how the pack was written so yeah. it didn't it didn't matter about your like battle points so joel yeah. graham joel graham won the event that's three events in a row he'd gone and won the event so he's smashing it right now um so he he won the event with deepkin um yeah he went he went five and oh jordan came second um, yeah, and sure he, so he he also went five and zero, oh, um, but his games had been closer. Um, and then, obviously, Joel McGrath then as the loser of table one came third, um, but then I then came fourth. But in battle points, in like probably most other tournaments, <clears> it would have obviously been the two five O's come first and second, and then it's obviously split by battle points. And so then all of the four one bracket, it would then be battle points. And it, I would have come third because I had the most, only Joel who came first had more battle points than me. So even Jordan on his five O, I actually had more battle points than Jordan going four one than he did on his five O. Yeah. Um, according, according to the battle points, he would have been second. Yeah. But yeah, yeah. I still, I, in any tournament, I would still put Jordan above me because he 5-0'd and I 4-1'd. So yeah. 100%, 100% wins count for more than points differential. So, um, but yeah, in any other tournament, I feel like with my score, I would have then come third um, and, and been on the podium. But obviously that's how that pack was and and fair play. And Joel McGrath still had a, a great run with uh, Mr. Whippy and Karazai. So yeah, well, done to, well done to him. And then, yeah, it rounded me out in in fourth um yeah and then yeah. I, I think fifth would have also been deepkin so <laughs> there was a lot of deepkin at the top yeah deepkin was fifth with um hayden ford yeah yeah and yeah, then cool. we don't talk about matt tyrrell who's supposed to be supposed to be good and came like 19th as the other deepkin player so what are you doing matt what are you doing <laughs> i tried to yeah, tell he, you the, t- the turtle was no, he was 18 he came 18th without Ideneth. So I I came twenty second. So he's like, I'm like I'm I'm getting the same ball like same sort of ballpark as the as the mayor now. This is good. Exactly. <laughs> but no, um, just jokes. But um. But yeah. So yeah. Best general Joel Graham. Congratulations, mate. We'll see you at slaughter for you to defend your title. Yep. Um. And we had best chaos was Jordan. Best death was Jason Brown. Definitely the best death. Uh, best destruction Chris Crichton. Player's Choice for the uh, painting prize for the uh, Player's Choice Award was went to Carlos Greblo. So he got my vote for um, 
for this time around for the um, coolest best army, painted. best painted player's choice award. Um, and yeah, according to Nick, it was uh, some very few votes between the sort of the top three. So um, yes, yeah, so that was in the in the running in the top there. So I was um, pleased to be in the running also for that for that prize for my, for my army. Um, Yep, I got the best painted miniature. Meta Breaker went to Chris Crichton as well. And Choke on the Filth was Ben Clark. I love that award. So that was like the most, what, the S-tier army that went the worst or something. Like who it, yeah. whoever took, yeah. Um, yeah, good good prize. But, um, yeah, so thanks, thanks Nick and Matt, for um, putting on the event and for the, all the other guys who were helping out behind the um, the bar, cooking the barbecues. Yeah. Um, and just general cleanup and just everyone who pulled together for the cleanup as well. But um, shout out to Travis and um, Heralds of War for the um, the terrain. Um, and it was just a, a fantastic weekend all around. Um, great to finally get back out there. It's like, I think that was my first, it's my first, definitely my first tournament of the year and probably my first two day since um, that I'd gone to as a, as a, um, as a punter um since before the pandemic i think um i think i had like a one day back in sydney like you know in 2019 might have been <coughs> yeah right. might have been my actual last going somewhere as just a, as a player kind of thing yeah um between then and now it's been well running slaughter running golden smash playing casuals um yeah at the shop or garage you know at the battleshed at home um yeah i think i can't think of any other yeah this is my first two day in a while so yeah um oh no we had um we had end of the ever winter which might have been that might have been the last two yeah but even then that was a good couple of years ago now i think yeah yeah and that's when i last saw the guys from a lot of the guys from um border war um guys guys came up for that as well so yeah yeah it's good it's good Um, we did slaughter last year So, but um, well, yeah. I, did, I played it slaughter, but as the buy buster. So yeah, <laughs> you're not going to play. You're not going to play this year, are you? So you're going to be more free to take. Yeah, yeah, and yeah. I'm keen and... to. I'm keen to to um have To hat on, and yeah. take photos and do all that kind of extra. Do all those sort of things. You, yeah, I'm, I'm just yeah. going to enjoy, enjoy that that aspect yeah. this year. And, um, but, um, and yeah. for for me, <clears throat> just on like the presentation. Like I finally was able to display my army as well, like with the boats to frame it and I put it on black cloth. And it's never something that I would ever put up for like best painted, but in the hopes that I would feel like I I might have a chance of like a coolest army or, or something, but more just feeling like it, it, I it's worthy of being put up there and people might vote for it. And just looking at, looking at the presentation votes, actually like, you got jordan, some like jordan for his army got four i got three votes like yeah yeah you and carlos are right up there at the top and then ben spinetti with his squigs which are great he got four jordan got four and then it's me with three and i'm like exactly you're for, in the top for me to yep. be in that like top five in terms <clears throat> yep. of armies i'm i'm just super stoked because absolutely <laughs> well I've come, so, I've come so far like i i used to just play with plastic like bare gray plastic models so in five <laughs> years, in five years of age of Sigma or six years, however long it is now, like, um, yeah, yeah, for me to be for me to be up there in terms of painting, like for how my army looks, um, for something I've done completely myself, I'm yeah personally just very kind of 
proud of myself and yeah, yeah. people were very That's complimentary of the army all weekend like coming past and the basing and joel uh joel graham's um other half seems to go to like all the tournaments with him as well and she was there and she was asking me at the end um by my kelly and king at the table saying oh is this is this the model you put in for the painting competition and i was like oh no i i, I didn't enter anything because i i don't i didn't think my army is up there in terms of a painting thing and i, I don't think it is at all and a, a judge definitely wouldn't put my army up for painting um or a single figure but then I have to say when i was looking at the models at the table at the top i do feel like yeah you I'm, should pro always I'm probably something. being overly harsh on myself and i probably yeah. could have put put my king up there and he does look nice Absolutely. yeah but um even just to have it displayed amongst everyone else's is 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 more part of it yeah um but uh but not, uh, yeah, any, like, not yeah. anymore because uh i not not but a day since i had finally <clears throat> displayed the whole army oh and god then, yeah and then yeah. um and then security at uh the airport destroyed my army <laughs> oh god yeah i remember when you sent me that message oh devastating so, um yeah tell the story I, tell the story i mean it's 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 salvageable um it's never going to quite look the same <laughs> like i can fix bits on but obviously like arrow quivers and arms and stuff got a bit mangled in the conveyor belt and like the spear yeah. of the king has snapped and so heaps of heaps of weapons have snapped and everything but so they um, took the lid off your like you've got the so, so i carry my army in a clear plastic tub and i carry that tub in like a gray sports bag but it's, all, it's like... magnetized though right it's magnetized oh, it, it, so it has a mag no so it has a magnetic sheet in the top for the tub but for this army i haven't magnetized it but it all fits on the bottom of the tub um, so it all okay. sits on the bottom of the tub yeah. um but i keep the army in this case that's see-through and i but i keep it in a gray like sports bag so i can carry it upright so then for security i pull the i always pull the i open the sports bag and i pull the side down so that you can clearly see the tub inside and the tub itself is see-through so you can clearly see the models inside and i pre-warn security that there is a metal sheet in the lid that mm. i use for magnetizing so that it's going to come up on the scanner and they're yep. always like, okay, fine. They put it through. The mm. scanner shows the metal sheet, and it's always been fine. For some reason, the airport person goes, "Can we take? Can we send the lid through, like on its own? Because the metal sheet's going to block the scanner." So I was like, "Yeah, yeah, you can, you can take the lid off and and send it through <coughs> on its like you can send the lid through on its own first, like and then put it back on." Mm. And so then she oh, takes no. the yeah. so she so we take she takes the lid off, and then they obviously say for me to then walk through the security scanner and go on the other side, and then she takes she takes the tub out of the out of the sports bag, she puts the plastic tub in one of their plastic trays, and doesn't put the lid back on it. Mm, so then yeah. so then they send the tray through the machine, the conveyor <sighs> belt. So then the conveyor belt scanner has that plastic curtain, which obviously now there's no lid on the tub. The curtain goes inside the tub, catches, and then because it's in it's light and it's in their tray and not my sports bag with the lid on, flips the entire tub over inside the machine and sends the whole army flying into the scanner, oh into the into the conveyor belt. And I'm just standing on the other side, not able to actually see it. I just hear this crash and the woman goes, stop, stop, stop to the guy operating the belt. And I'm just start oh, standing shit. there, like literally massaging my temples 
just like knowing basically what's happened and just like oh god i can't like i can't see the state of the army and then the woman is just there like the security attendant is there for like five ten minutes like leaning over into the conveyor belt machine just repeatedly putting her hand in and out so i know that she's like picking up models and pulling oh them God. through but again i can't see anything meanwhile this the next woman behind me in the queues come through the scanner and she's standing next to me and i just i just say to her i just go did the tub flip over and she just goes yep i'm like did all the models fly out she's like yep i was like is it broken she's like yep and i'm just like oh my god mm. i'm literally just like honestly trying <sighs> not to cry honestly trying not to cry yeah it's, and the, just, this is what this is stuff nightmares are made of and i'm just for like pe- for people like us <laughs> i'm just like oh my god oh my god you can't be serious and so then and she's she, she's literally saying to the guy operating the belt like start stop back forth so he has to keep like turning the belt on and off and go back and forth so she can pull <laughs> models out from the conveyor belt and i'm just it's like oh, and then and then she brings the tub over and like goes oh, i'm very sorry like and explains what's happened and like the models are in there and i can see there's a bunch of stuff broken and she's like the, the whole tub the side of it has cracked as well so yeah. like it's for, oh. it's forcefully flipped it over yeah. and um yeah. And yeah, she just like says what's happened. She's like, oh, I'm, I'm, I'm so sorry. Like it, the tub, the tub was too light. The curtains gone inside it and caught and flipped it and everything and blah blah blah. And then the security team are all like, they know that they're like, oh shit, shit, shit. But they're, I'm just like trying to like, to be, I'm not in danger of like raging and getting angry at them. I'm honestly just trying not to cry. And, yeah, um, yeah. And I know that's all ridiculous. That, like I'm a grown all man that work. trying not to cry over figures, but it's like literally I've spent like over a hundred hours on this army, oh, yeah. and I'm exactly, so proud yeah. of it. Yeah. And I've literally just displayed it. Yeah. Um. And then yeah, so they they come over and they're like, the guy has been good. And I said like, can I just I just want to check all the models because the first thing I'm like, well, if I'm going to salvage this, is I need to know I've got all of the models, and yeah. that there's not some that are stuck in the conveyor belt and stuff. So then I'm I'm pulling them all out and I lay them up to just make sure everything's there. Yeah. Um, and then the guy says, look, if, if, if you want to go and like raise, like, if you want to go and talk to somebody about like the incident, um, then you can, I'm like, yeah, like, yes, please. So then like, once I get all my stuff through, they put my stuff behind the back and they let me back through the scanner. And then I just basically go and walk to the inquiry's desk. And then a person comes through and I tell him what just happened and he goes, okay, this is what you need to do kind of thing. So, which is, yeah, yeah get an insurance valuation quote and email it through to the council with a description of what's happened and then go from there. So I've done that. Um, I've had a, a reply saying this has been referred to like a supervising manager or whatever. And then I'm, I'm still kind of waiting to hear further from there, but um, yeah, yeah, yeah. I've, I've had a quote from a commission painter to uh, obviously I've got the RRP of buying the models and building them and painting them and getting them to the standard yeah. they're at. Yeah, yeah and and stuff and yeah we'll see um we'll see where we get to like the army's the army is salvageable like i'll be able to play with it i've got all the models i've got what i think is all of the pieces mostly anyway like i say there's there's quivers and arms and stuff that are a bit bent and battered so it's it's never gonna look as shiny and new as it did but like all things mm-hmm. considered i think i can still like i can still play like i can still play with the army um yeah but yeah, like I still, like honestly, it's just traumatic. 
standing yeah. there and just watching this and then and then it's completely their fuck up like i i told them as well and they just i don't know why they did it i've never ever been asked to like even take it out of the bag and yeah yeah uh, but anyway yeah, i too, i hope i hope i hope the council does the right thing and just sends me through the money for the for the quote and i can use that to yeah, I don't know, get another army commissioned or something. <laughs> um, but um, yeah, we'll see. But um, yeah, that yeah. was, not going to lie, that was a pretty shit kind of end to the weekend. Um, yeah, yeah. And like I've given feedback to, to to Nick as well, and I know he won't mind me saying, like I, I was a little disappointed because of how the scoring was done to have not got podium, like a podium place, like third, um, that I feel in... 99% of other tournaments I would have got third but then also it kind of didn't matter because they actually didn't have second and third place trophies and the way they did the no. best they did the best in grand alliances literally to the person in best of grand alliance which I know like we did yeah. that in the first year at slaughter but I think more and more tournaments have started to kind of I guess spread the love Going, spread it around a bit awards yeah, yeah. so it's mm. more it's you've got first second third and then the best in grand alliances go to the best non podium people so yeah. like I knew I hadn't got the shield I hadn't defended my title but I was like oh well I'm I'm gonna get third or I was like oh well okay because of the pack I don't get third but then I should get best order and I didn't get anything no. so I kind yeah. of I, I come home for the weekend and I don't have I don't have any like memento because to me trophies and stuff mean way more than like winning. I could win a $300 prize box in the raffle and that's great. But like, I can also just buy that. Like I can just go and buy any box. Like a yeah. trophy is a memento that I keep and it, it is a thing. So I was a little yeah. bit disappointed to not, to not come home with anything. Um, yeah. Yeah. That's fair. And then, and then that happened at the airport and I was just like, yeah. oh, this sucks so hard. Yeah. yeah yeah anyway i think well, uh i still had a great gonna, time that was a great yeah, time it's good yeah we had, we had a good time at the airbnb it was a lot of fun i think um johnny depp and uh the oh, court case hell. amber heard's court case got a good run that night <laughs> oh my god Dan, Dan and, dan's Dan all over obsessed. it he's obsessed <laughs> it's hilarious and will so stayed with us as well um just wanted to shout out to you will so as I know, I know you're out there listening, mate. Um, just wanted to shout out to you and thank you for uh, picking me up on the Friday um, and uh, taking me down and taking me back. And it was awesome hanging out and stopping in at the uh, it's feasting on KFC on the way down. <laughs> <laughs> he came around for, um, for a practice game on Thursday night um, as well, like the night before and before we drove down. And he brought over like a, a giant bucket of KFC that night. So I, I'd eaten... KFC for dinner Thursday night, had the leftovers during the day on Friday because I was working from home, and then we got more KFC on Friday <laughs> on the way down. So but I, th I don't think I'm going to go near that stuff again for a while. <laughs> but, um, yeah. Too funny. Anyway, but, um, yeah, thanks, mate. It was good. Good weekend. Fantastic weekend away. Um, yeah, and, I'll definitely, and I'll, definitely be, I'll definitely be back as much as I'm, I have feedback on yeah stuff like i still had a great weekend and yeah um and yeah i'll definitely be back nick so well done and yeah thanks for i think it. the only i think the only feedback i'd give to nick uh would be um get some plates for the barbecue 
<laughs> yeah, get some, get some plates, get some tongs, put your sauce out. So I'm not doing it for you. Um, also set up the painting, <laughs> set up the painting scores. So again, I'm not doing it for you. <laughs> but nah, it was it was good. And yeah, it was yeah. his first. It was his first first event. And yeah, he did, no, he did say he, he did say give me feedback and don't spare my yeah. feelings. So there you go. Yeah, he did. Um, <laughs> and, and yeah, um, but no, it was great. And like I say, to run like a forty plus person event as your first event as well uh, like the first year of slaughter was like 20 people and i know i was like there's so much stuff i could have done it was a freaking building site literally happening with people using circular power saws the first year of slaughter as we're gaming which is a was nightmare. that exiles was that exiles no that it was at no, the no. it was at the first place that company of dice was at like out by the beach somewhere oh um, yeah um yeah i remember Kuchi, south Kuji bowls south Kuji bowls and then That's yeah right. they did yeah. they did renovations which no one told me and then they had the builders in on that weekend <laughs> and there's a yeah. guy like on an on a circular saw as we're playing and i literally had to go over and say mate can you like i'm sorry but we've got this hole hired like we're playing you can't circular saw in the corner of this room while we're playing like <laughs> i'm sorry but like and i said i was like need to like go to the venue like i've booked this hall for the weekend you you just can't be in here i'm sorry but um yeah so he <laughs> didn't have any any of those dramas it was good um and i had fun so thanks again nick yeah absolutely um but yeah so we uh, go to a break there and uh, we have an interview with uh, Jordan who came in second. And we're back from the break. So joining me now, I've got Jordan Burgess, who came second at Border War. So, well, second time in a row. There's been two Border Wars and you came second both times. Yeah, actually. It's, that was my first tournament. And it was just good to go back and actually do really well again. So I was really, really happy with that. Yeah, no, awesome. You did, you did good. So um, obviously there's two players that went 5-0. and um, So Jordan didn't win it, but it also went 5-0. and So uh, Joel Graham, who won the event, um, I think will probably be on Measured, if not um, other podcasts. So we thought we'll get Jordan on um, to hear about his five games as well, because also went 5-0. and um, And then, yeah, just kind of get your experiences of the event as well. Um but first of all, you, you've not been on the show before, so do you want to introduce yourself for those people that don't know who you are? Uh, yeah, my name's Jordan. Uh, I joined like AOS just after two had started, like not long after. Been playing ever since. Um, I live in Sydney, play in Sydney, generally just go around to tournaments, mostly New South Wales and uh, Victoria. I haven't actually been to any in Queensland yet, so I need to do that. You have to get um, up here. Yeah, I do. Yeah. It's like the, the last place I've been, really. Uh, and, yeah, I've got, like, a little uh, painting Instagram. So it's, like, Jordan uh, underscore paints underscore minis. If you ever want to just follow me, it's just where I do all my hobby, all that kind of stuff. It's kind of really me. Not too much to explain. 
Yeah, cool. And now uh, that's good that you put up your, your painting link because um, you are so you are also a very accomplished painter and won awards, won best painted at, at Sydney Slaughter last year. So um, definitely, people should check you out there, and we'll include kind of your your links in the show notes as well. Um, but yeah, so do you want to run us through what list you took to Border War, and I guess thoughts behind it? What did, did you have meta considerations, etc.? Um, and yeah, just kind of give us an overview of, of what you took before we crack into your games. Yes, that's good, man. Uh, so I was playing Maggotkin of Nurgle. So I played Nurgle since, like pretty much the whole time I've played AOS. I have jumped onto other armies in between. Um, but this is kind of like my jam, especially going into like the new book. It plays really well. It plays really differently to the old book as well, where you're like running and charging, jumping across the board. Um, but I think there's a lot of like perception that the army's still quite slow when it's not. There's like other ways around it that um, with, with like flies and drowned men and stuff, or even just like taking the Magath lords, which move eight as well. So they're not that slow. Like you're not running and charging but you're still very quick yeah um, i think I, was, the, I think the composition of units that people are taking has changed drastically to keep the speed because the stuff that people were taking before has lost the speed like you can't get run and charge blight kings zooming across the table in one turn now kind of thing so you are looking at the movement on the war scrolls and one sub faction that's giving you like a pre-game move to kind of find that speed i guess but yeah, I think I think like you almost feels for me personally when I'm playing Nurgle, I need to at least need maybe two units of flies in a list, and I like taking drown men for that specific thing. It really just helps you put pressure on early. Like the last thing you want to do is be a slow army and then have to run up the board for a turn and have your opponent take the objectives early because like you're not super killy. You're, you're a grindy army, so you need to get there quickly. Otherwise, it's going to be like an uphill battle. Um, I'll jump into my list. But for this one, I didn't I didn't really spam anything in this list. Like, I know we've, we're seeing a lot of, like, fly spam as we were just talking about them because they're really good. Um, I just didn't get them painted, in all honesty. So I just <laughs> and stuff. I went through the book. I took things that I like, things that I think are good. Um, but might be overshadowed by, you know, the top picks. So they're not necessarily bad. Um, my list itself, Drowned Men, uh, the Grand Strategies hold the line for this one, and the Triumph is inspired, which doesn't really matter too much because I'm only five points under 2,000. So oh, yeah. You're rarely getting that then, yeah. Yeah, if, if I get it, amazing. If I don't, it's just like it is what it is. Uh, so... With my leaders, I ran a great and clean one, so a combat one with a flail and a sword. Um, and he has the spell for fleshy abundance. I actually chose the great and clean one because I think it's a really, really good like piece in the army just in general, uh, especially if you're running any kind of demons with him. And he's actually surprisingly like killy. Uh, you do need to make sure you're getting like an all-out attack or titanic duel happening because the sword does hit on a four, so it's a bit swingy. So if you can get that working, and you can even use best day ever offensively. So like using it to go in and wounding on a two just to really murder something that you need dead for a battle yeah. tactic you're going to score extra points for, it really works. Yeah. He's also he's really hard to kill. He's 18 wounds. He has a four up, five up. Generally, you can you know mystic shield him, all that defense him. 
So you're pretty good. And he's got the Locus of Fecundity. So in your own turn, you're healing D3 wounds. You could do a heroic recovery. Like, it's really hard to put him down if you don't want someone to put him down, which is good because it's a point that you don't want to really give your opponent most of the time. Uh, moving down the list, I've, of course, I've got the Lord of Affliction with the real typical build. Uh, on this guy, he's like, I, I, it's just the no-brainer for this one because he is the he takes the overpowering stench for the units within seven can't uh, issue command abilities, wholly within the can't issue or receive. Yeah, and you give him the helm for the four up ward just because, like, realistically, it's for two reasons. Like, you want to use him quite offensively to be able to put him wherever you want on the board without worrying he's just going to get shot off or destroyed by something really like strong. Um, and it's also just to help not give a point away. Like making yeah. people fail battle tactics is really kind of important for just in games in general, right? So like this army does it really well because you can be like, okay, slay the wallet, right? And you're like, cool, best day ever. He's got a, then he's got a two up, four up. He's really hard to put down, which is just really good for you. Yeah. But also and he, does he, he, the locust now, right? The locust of fecundity, that's an aura, right? So does he, does he also heal D3 or is it not an aura? It's just the great. It's an aura. Player. It's an aura. It 14. is, yeah. And, it's, yeah. and it's he does game. he have a built-in heal as well in the hero phase? Uh, no, he doesn't. So well, they all do. They all heal one wound from just being noble. Um, but the, the D3 wounds is just within 14 of the Greater Claim one, who's pretty big. So you can kind of put him in the center if you need to, and you're kind of touching a few different models across the board, which can be really helpful. Yeah, cool. Uh, and then lastly, for my last hero, uh, I took a Magath Lord. I took... All got demon spew. He's actually my favorite Megath Lord. So so much um debate on that actually. Whether <laughs> you know blow abs better, all guts is better. Um I really like all guts just because he's really tanky. Like he's got yeah. a three up base save. So you can have him on a two up, five up real easy. Really hard to put down, moves eight inches. And he also has the um the Warmaster ability, so he's a general. Yeah. And he also gets a free command point. Uh, basically in both in your turn and your opponent's turn, which is really good. It's yeah handy. Two free two CP a battle round is massive. I, I think Orgots is the best of the three personally because yeah that three up save is so much better than the four up base. Um and I mean yeah he hits harder but the things you want him for really is to be tanky generally to survive because he hits fairly well that if he survives he probably Will kill stuff and so that three up over blow up is way better and then the two cp you just don't like it, it it's guaranteed whereas blow up he can be amazing but he's way more situational yeah it's just, some of his like abilities can happen on a four plus so they might not go, you can't really count on them as like a hundred percent plus i feel like you could, all got is like a power projection right so you don't have to guard him with something you can send him off alone to just take a flank and you're like, okay, if he needs to do something, he can do it over there with that command point on himself, and he's he's fine, you know. Yeah. So he's he's yeah he's really good for that. It's just this solo piece that doesn't really need anyone else near him, which is nice. Um, moving into the other units that I took, were actually the rest of my units are all battle line for this. So I took a unit of twenty plague bearers. Um, I did that. So 
originally when I when I tested this list, I took two tens, and it performed quite well. I found it was good for being able to be in multiple places. Um, even with fleshy abundance on a 10 is really good, but I felt like doubling down to be able to just hold one objective for a game, each game with them was, was a better idea. Um, so with that is I just cast fleshy abundance on them. If I get it off, I'm, I'm cheering. If I don't, I'm still not too fast. Like it's more of a deterrent for my opponent because it, as soon as my opponent hears that each of those plague bearers have three wounds, that's what 60 wounds straight away. And you're like, okay, that's a problem. I, I can't get through that, which is, it's, it's, yeah, more of a deterrent than anything. I think you probably could get through it if you've got high end and a lot of damage because they're only a six up, five up. Like, it is a yeah. lot of wounds, but I think that there are, like, for example, IDK could probably chew through them. The issue is 60 wounds with a five up is immediately 90 damage. Like, you have to do 90 damage statistically to kill it, which is like, that there's not a lot that does that like reliably in a go and then they've still got all the bodies there and yeah like often they're not just sitting on their own right they're probably backed up by the great unclean one or whatever but yeah pretty much gen yeah generally they're not they're, they're babysat by something to guard them or yeah just to use them to hide someone else behind them even um so i also took yeah two units of flies so a posco black lords just two units of twos. Um, for this, I did this because I move them pre-game every time, actually. I, even my games where I don't get the choice of first turn, I move them up to kind of really... Even my opponent takes the turn, the first turn, and I'm like basically in their threat range. I'm not too worried because they like they'll, they'll come forward to me, which is it's not that bad. Like I'm, Some of my stuff is slow. And if you have to come closer to me, it can be quite helpful. But if I have the first turn, generally I'll try and pin my opponent in their deployment in different areas. Like especially yep. like if someone castles, I don't really care if the flies die. I'm, I'm just sending them in because you're going to spend a turn or two turns trying to kill them. And by that point, I've just sat on the objectives and they're, they're my objectives now. So it just puts me in the lead quite early. Yeah. Yeah, it's definitely a pressure army that like you say, like it's one of those things that i like i've done it myself like i underestimate how much damage you actually have to do to kill the two flies and they don't drop until they're dead like it's 16 wounds that's on a four up five up so again just through just getting through the ward you've got to get 24 damage through so like single damage attacks like and because you can so easily just all out defense or whatever to have them on a three up even ren one like you've got to get 48 damage like 48 so like damage one attacks You've got to make them save so that they fail 24 of them to then actually die and like it's a lot of points like i'm thinking even like a block of 30 reavers on twos and twos you need every single one of them to just maybe kill two flies and you just don't you don't get the turns that you need to go through all the other threats so um, yeah yeah they're, they're definitely a lot more tanky and problematic than i think a lot of people thought initially when they saw the book yeah, yeah, they definitely are. They're definitely a problem for, for a lot of armies. Like, just yeah, so much wound, so many wounds. And, and even if you're taking the smaller units and you're not taking, like, the big four-pack, it's just you can just tag units on the ends. So you, you, they're wasting piling in moves. 
Um, you're not, you're trying, no, probably not going to tag like a big monster. You're not going to Kragnos to try and like pin him on the first turn because that's silly. But yeah, anything that you can tag at end of a unit as well is super, super good. Uh, and lastly, I've got the uh, not so favored foot like <laughs> foot kings. <laughs> um, there, so I took the black kings honestly just because I didn't want to paint more flies in the time <laughs> period that I had. Um, I kind of painted a lot in that time and I was just like I'm not gonna get this done uh to a standard that I'm happy with so I was like okay I've got 25 black kings I'll just take five black kings um actually really like the black kings like a, a five unit of black kings is really nice like I don't think you spam black kings but I don't think a unit five is bad like it's six it's like six bodies on an objective it's a four up five up 25 attacks when all five are in combat together and then like especially going into any one or two wound uh, models and just doing their ability at the end for extra mortal wounds is really it's really tasty and even just using them as a screen as well I, I found that like was was some sometimes I was just like oh, okay I'll screen with them even though like they're quite an expensive unit a lot of people would just maybe whittle them down to one or two and you could still just be like okay run away rally you get one back you're super happy it doesn't matter and yeah so and that's my list um i did a battle regiment so it was a two drop list so i could try and get the choice most of the time to uh kind of pick the tempo of the game for myself yeah and did you how many did you find that you got the choice most of the time being on a two drop or not really um oh i think there was two games where i didn't and the rest of the games I did. So it was, yeah. So most of the time I get the choice, which is good. Uh, but it's it's going into those armies though, right, where they're one drop and they want to go first. I can foresee a problem there with it, to be honest. Like the big dragon alpha strike lists. But at the same time, with the flyers moving forward, you can stop yourself being pinned, which is good. Yeah, I guess, to, yeah, even two units moving forward even if you are sacrificing them it you, you're kind of sacrificing them anyway and yeah it they're, they're then going first and they might they might underestimate how much damage it actually takes to kill off those flies but yeah generally hopefully <laughs> <laughs> yeah cool um well yeah the, the list cool and obviously there's there's things in there that i think we're seeing across pretty much all the the solid performing maggot kin lists at the moment with the lord of afflictions with the split horn helm and the overpowering stench and then some flies but it's definitely not the all fly build you don't need you've only got four and they're in two twos and um, so it's cool to see the great unclean one with yeah 20 plague bearers and stuff as well um so yeah definitely not kind of the norm i guess that we've seen um and yeah keen to kind of hear i guess what the great unclean one did as well throughout your games because he's definitely changed role in terms of being someone that actually can hit quite hard like high rend high damage kind of thing whereas before he really didn't do any damage and his role was basically just to stand there and give you plus three movement <laughs> so um yeah now he actually you can throw throw him in a bit um intrigued so should we uh crack into it do you want to take us through your first game yeah, for sure. So round one, I was actually playing against James. Uh, so James and I never played each other before. And we're friends and we're like, yeah, let's let's just have a game. We grudged each other. 
Um, we get to play Soul Blight versus Nurgle, so like super grind fest, both really resilient armies, which is a lot of fun. Um, we played, I believe it was, let me double check, I think it was First Blood was the first game that we did at the tournament. Yeah, I think that's right. Yeah, First Blood, yeah. So with, with that game, I, I found, I was actually a little bit worried of this game, actually, at the beginning, because I was like, there is a lot of bodies. And I don't think I can, I don't know. It's like, you know, a damage check army. I'm like, I don't have that much damage. Like it's, it's like, it is like intimidating almost. I was like, oh no, <laughs> like round one, I'm going to go down maybe. And then I, I set the flies up as I normally do and just went straight forward. I was like, there's, there's not that much distance between us. Went straight for the quick pins in, in different spots, like in two like sides of the army to try and pin a lot in because I know he's kind of slow as well. Yeah. And it, it worked well because I actually killed a necromancer. I got, like I piled around, got into a necromancer and got got him early, which was really good. But then like that unit of flies just got eaten by zombies straight away. They, the zombies are so good. Like, oh, really? Have, yeah, they just like minced the flies really well. <laughs> Um, but then the other, you know, flies went into some dogs um, and the dogs with Belladama, which was, it was just a slog fest. And that, that happened for a few turns. He had to put like so much into that unit to get rid of it. Whereas he got rid of the flies on the other side pretty quickly. Oh, I think, yeah, with the, oh, it's, it's not, which it's not a throne, is it? The, um, the Bloodseeker oh, Palanquin. That's the one. Yeah, so that also went into them. So I think that's definitely what also helped bring them down. And then we both kind of, we made it into the middle, both of us. And he got onto the objectives with the the palaquin. And it's like, counts as 12 models. And I was like, oh, I'm not getting this off you. And then... Oh, yeah, because he's got the, the trait. Yep, yep, to count as well. Yeah, yeah. I was like, oh, okay, this thing is, that's a problem. And then there's like, you know, all the zombies pile in and, and just go around it. And I was like, okay. And I had my great unclean one just in front of it, which was really good for me. I was like, okay, I'll just use him offensively and just, just see how much damage he'll go through. I also summon on the Sopity Bile Piper to use offensively sometimes. Um, so I use him both defensively and offensively because he one of his tunes, he gives you sixes to wound, do a mortal wound in addition. And when you like do that with the 15 attacks you're getting from your Nurglings, you're probably getting one or two mortal wounds in addition, like which is it's just good, um, and 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 also the monstrous rampage that the great and clean one has uh, for the four mortal wounds and the two plus is very good for just pumping out that damage. So that's like when you just go for that all out, just try and kill as much as you can with that one unit. You best day ever him all out attack him, put in the sloppity for the mortals, and you just like he he churned through that unit very easily, like he he wiped that unit. Just because, like, there's no saves really, because it's rent two, right? The damage four, it just it just slices them up. Yeah, uh, yeah. And then same with the Black Kings going into the other units as well, because they're like low wound models. So it was very, very like good for them. Yeah, Plague Bears just sat there, just doing their thing, just the <laughs> usual stuff. Good game though. It was really fun. James, James and I had so much fun together. Just like is is just such a good time, such a pleasant first game. It's awesome. This is this is what Jordan's saying. Obviously, having won, James is still salty. He didn't want to come on the show, but 
<laughs> not not true not true everyone i just want to clarify that's not the reason um but no that's cool that you got to have a, a good game and yeah i i think the issue with james is this is just his version doesn't have any punch and because your list can get into him first and hold him up it just doesn't he just doesn't hit hard to go through you and i think that that's kind of the main issue i think if his grave guard was a the the other weapons the great white blades doing damage to with mortal wounds as well then i think potentially that could have been a threat and they could go through stuff but um yeah i mean i, I thought you'd probably have that have that game um because you can just pin him in and cause him to take a few turns before he can kind of get to you or the objectives rather but yeah yeah i feel i feel like that's kind of just always been the way if you're going to play against another damage check army you kind of you need to go first you need to get on the objectives before your opponent does you need to try and stop them getting to you so you can just score more points. Yeah. yeah. yeah also with the list as well that I, should, I forgot to mention, I also designed the list thinking of tactics. I didn't design the list thinking I can, how much stuff can I blow off a board or anything like that? Like there was a little bit of meta um, consideration as well, uh, but is mainly what how can I achieve tactics? Can I do it with both of these monsters? Can I get extra points? Yep. That kind of that was the the main consideration of the list. Did you ever cast like metamorphosis on like the Lord of Afflictions to have three monsters for um, like any tactics or? So I've done that once or twice, um, but most of the time, like it's one point to give me really bad positioning early game, which like it, it can be helpful. And you're like, oh, I've got a point, but now I've like got three guys which could be in different spots doing better things. Yeah, I think I feel like it can be kind of a trap because I, yeah. I definitely fell for that trap when I first started playing the list, and I was like, oh, I'll just keep doing this, and then I was like, my positioning's not good. This doesn't work. Yeah, okay. I was thinking because like it gives you a great turn one because turn one mostly like your big monsters aren't getting into combat, so they just run up, but. It doesn't work with the Lord of Afflictions because he can pre-game move, so then the other two can't keep up with him. So, yeah, I guess it doesn't really work for that. I was just thinking turn one tactic, run three, and they're all monsters. But... Depending on the mission, actually. A really cheeky one, turn one, is actually um, putting two two units in your opponent's deployment, which you generally can do with the flies because um, they they're probably not going to die. You can be careful with that. So you can get a cheeky, normally late-game tactic early. And then, you know, you go for like the old uh, pick two objectives outside your deployment as well. Those two are yeah. really good starters for for that kind of any fly list, really. Yeah. And then uh, yeah, I guess not for your list, but the other ones that have got more units of them, you've got the actual Nurgle one where you just have a unit of flies in every table quarter. Because with the yeah. pre-game, pre-game move turn one, you can get that easily just from the middle. Um, it's super easy to score. So, um, yeah, that's the tactics is definitely a good thing to consider um, because I know like in some of my games, I, like I ran out of tactics and I couldn't achieve them because the game had gone too well. So like having tactics that don't revolve around killing and are just like positional, they're, they're also really good, just things that you can guarantee um, because they are they are points. And especially like obviously for Border War, there was a differential scoring system. So every time you you drop a tactic and your opponent's able to achieve one, like it did, it does make a difference. Like it's not like people were just twenty owing all the time, generally. But 
I actually don't think I failed a tactic the whole weekend, which is really good. Yeah, that's great. Like, I, yeah, I know I did. Like, literally, my first game, I failed two because I physically couldn't do any. So <laughs> I'd uh, I'd run out of tactics I could achieve because I'd killed my opponent in turn three, and then all the other tactics were gone to me because I'd already done the stand on objective ones. And so then yeah. I'd I couldn't do slay the wall. I couldn't do kill a battle line. I couldn't do bring it down. I couldn't. And then all the deepkin ones were killer unit, killer unit, killer unit. So or needed enemy units to be on the table. So I was like. There is literally no tactic I can do now because I've used all my movement ones early and it was making me after that game go, okay, do I need to maybe turn one, think, okay, I'm probably going to kill kill this unit. Should I just go kill a battle line turn one, which normally you don't do, but maybe I need to do them now because otherwise I won't yeah. get them later. So. Yeah, that's a, that's a good consideration, especially with your, with, with IDK especially, You've got the movement. You can you can reliably take off a unit, depending on the, your opponent's positioning. It would be smart. So I think that's a good idea doing them early, especially with high tide. You find that like if the game's going well, generally turn three, like you you're aiming that your opponent's dead, and so like I I started to find myself that I was going. Do you know what? If the mission has objectives in the middle, I'm not going to go for aggressive expansion at the start whereas most people go i'm gonna go for aggressive expansion because it's guaranteed but i'm like look this has got to be a turn four kind of turn four ish tactic for me aggressive like three or four and then that gives me a few turns to play around okay is this the turn i kill a monster or a general or a battle line and then i was probably playing for turn five four or five to be savage spearhead where i can just get stuff in my opponent's territory and stuff like that but it was it was good to play like a tournament again with the army and just really think about the timing of tactics as well. But yeah, that's, that's the best thing about this edition, really. I think I feel like it um, almost stops rewarding just tabling an opponent. It makes you think a bit more, which I do like. I, I feel like that's that's a nicer game experience for everybody. Yeah, I I also find it it has just made the games for the armies that it like even like Nurgle or whatever that typically just want to sit and hold objectives it's made them have to not just do that because you don't score tactics from just sitting and holding objectives yeah. so you, your army has to be able to go and do other little things so it's cool it's made people be like okay well even if three quarters of the list sits and holds objectives you can have a 500 point chunk of the army that's like a little scalpel that flies around and goes this is my kill battle line turn this is my killer general or bring it down or i've put these two units in my opponent's territory so this is my savage spearhead like it, it does give you more to do um and make the game a bit more dynamic than just turn one i'm here i'm not moving for five turns can you kill me like it, it does make it more interesting than that which is good yeah this, that's definitely the reason why i took two monsters that especially those two because they are hammers they are very good hammers like all guts is seven attacks uh, three threes rend one two damage and then he's got his mount which is threes twos rend two three damage which is pretty good and then same with the great and clean one just being nice and killy and yeah. those, those those guys that score you those killy tactics when you need them and because you can put the lord of affliction there to stop people doing all-out defense or rallies or anything silly that'll stop you achieving that stuff it, it's really helpful. Yeah. All right, cool. So round one, you'd had your grudge against James and you got the win. Um, was it a was it a big win or was it a fairly tight game? Uh, it was a pretty tight game. It wasn't like 
leaps and bounds. I didn't I didn't really find that really many of my games were were kind Blowouts. of yeah, not crazy differences. Yeah, which is good. I think Nurgle gives a good game for people. Like everyone has a bit of fun with it, which is good. Yeah, cool. All right, so who did you find yourself up against for round two? Um, Bonbon, so which was a that's like a beast core Kragnos list. So he was the one that had all the uh, thunder the thunder tusks. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. The shooting that's ones. cool. Yeah, yeah, with Kragnos, which is. Which I was actually same thing. I was a bit like Kragnos could one shot a great and clean one, one shot all guts straight away. Um, so I just on really, the charge. <laughs> yeah, yeah. He, he's gonna like if he gonna, rolls hot. Yeah, he's gonna get me. <laughs> so with with that that one as well, it was. I was like, okay, cool. That's that's. If I give him the turn, he comes straight to me. So if I take the turn. I'll get some objective points, um, re, re, kind of move myself so I can screen the big juicy targets. Because so, I know, like, you know what someone's going to come for. You're going to kill the great and clean one. If you've got Kragnos, you're like, I'm going to go and kill those monsters. It's just it's just what he does. So I moved, positioned the great and clean one behind some other units. So I positioned him behind the flies, behind some, pla- and then I had all guts behind some plague bearers. Um, and the Black King's doing the same things, just being screens for this match. So I really didn't want to give away those two hammers, especially going into such like chunky, uh, such a chunky opponent. Because I need to do those da- the damage to get rid of each of those like thunder tusks, at least one or two a turn. Otherwise, it's it's going to be a real uphill battle for me. Yeah. And I knew that going in, so I was like, okay, I'll screen you off. And I just kept kind of fed fed him some just stuff I didn't really care about like too much so like black kings i'll chuck into kragnos for a turn or two um i ended up summoning on some nurglings in like the second turn and i just put the nurglings as a screen and then was like okay you have to come through the nurglings now you can't physically get to the great and clean one yet and whilst i was doing that orgots kind of went around the side and he had like two more thunder tusks that were kind of solo by themselves so orgots just went after both of those and he soloed both of them oh he took one off and then he had the flyers help him on the other one but like he could basically solo both by himself uh and then eventually i sent the great and clean one in to just deal with uh one of the thunder tusks which he did by himself and then i sent him into kragnos i was like he's gonna die if kragnos gets the charge i'm stuffed so i'll just send him in i'll all out defense him mystic shield him and just try and hold the rest of the objectives. By that point, I grabbed all of the other objectives that Kragnos wasn't on. So I was like, I'll just play around him. I can't, like, I can't outbody him because he's 30 models. Yeah. He's a drop save. I've not got heaps of rend. It's, it's like, he's not a priority. It's kind of like, if I can just hold him in the same spot whilst I score objectives, do my battle tactics, I'm fine. Yeah. Yeah. And that's the thing, like, off the charge, especially if you've got Mystic Shield, best ever, like, all out. He might not kill a great unclean one in a turn. So, like, if you, you yeah, like you say, you use other units to hold him, and then you charge him. And as long as he's not charging, because, like, that's where he spikes, is when he gets to charge and he rolls hot and he just goes, oh, yeah, 30 more wounds on the charge, kills something, and then he still gets to do all his attacks and everything. So a great unclean one, as you said before, like, 18 wounds, 
base four up, then a five up, healing. Like, he probably can survive a round or two. And also, he's got decent rend and damage as well, like into Kragnos. You're going to start doing some hurt on him as well. And Kragnos has got, what, no mortal wound save as well? So the Nurgle... He's got a six-up ward. A six-up, but not huge. So, like, prolonged fights as well from, like, if you've put the seven disease points on him, this the mortals are going to start racking up. Yeah, which you, you find that you kind of... You always get the seven points. That was, like, the thing I found with the Grand Clean. The 15 attacks from the Nurglings is was like one of my favorite bits because you would get all your disease points basically guaranteed with that combination. Same with your Black Kings, same with your Poscoils. And you, really getting those disease points is actually really important as well. Uh, something else I didn't really mention is the wheel because the wheel is you, it's not interchangeable anymore. Yeah. So I found that to be a different play style for me. So at the beginning of every game, I roll the wheel and you know sometimes you roll really well and you're like, this is... This is perfect. I'm going to have the best abilities on the turns I want them. And sometimes you roll and you're like, everyone's going to have a four-up ward that is a hero on the first turn. You're like, yeah, that's, that's great. <laughs> it's useless. Um, but Because you roll it after deployment, right? Or after before deployment, deployment, before first oh, turn. Okay. So like, um, just same thing. It's, it's like during like, like pre-game move area time around then. Um, and when you're doing that, you can kind of plan. You plan your game out a little bit. Like you... You're like, okay, this turn I could do this. This turn is easier. This, okay, turn three, I'm not going to have him piling in. Or, you know, the, for example, the disease will happen on a three instead of a four. So if I'm going to try and tag a lot of units, uh, I think taking that into consideration from your first turn is quite important for you. And you can time it with tactics. It's kind of like planning, uh, planning your game out a little bit. Like you can't always stick to it, but it's good to have that kind of loose plan ready. Yeah. And what, from your experience, what did you find was the kind of ideal, like, starting role? Probably like a three. A three Which, was always... What spot. does that give you? Ooh, I'm going to have to have to check that. <laughs> I guess three is probably the one that's the least useful, so it's the one that you want to bin off in turn one. Because you want to, like, it's not necessarily what you're getting round one and round two. It's round three that you really like wanting so like started you start on three so you, that's the one where you roll a eat a dice for the the number of the round and on a four plus you get a contagion point so yeah okay it's, it's yeah. like it's that's okay. the crap one yeah. yeah it doesn't matter though because the next one is no heroic abilities and no inspiring presence uh and no rally commands which is really tasty and the one after that is the no piling in and that on turn three um okay super good uh, yeah, right. So like, they're the, they're the you ones can't you break. Say equidistant, but like you kind of can't. So they're the ones you rate the most, not the disease happening on three ups and the four ups. Oh, no, I think, I think that's really, both of those are really good. And there's like turns where you roll for it and you get it. But like I found just having, stopping piling in was really nice and heroic abilities as well. Because, like, okay, turn two, right? You're like, okay, my opponent can't best day ever. I'm going to go kill that warlord. Oh yeah, true. Yeah, no heroics. Yeah, no best ever's. Yeah, yeah. So that's like it's that's that's the time to do it. You're like, awesome. You put the Lord of Affliction there. He's not all out defensing. You golden. You just like I haven't got heaps of rend, but I will now just be able to put some damage on you. 
And did you, did you find yourself using like Orgots or the Great Unclean one to roar a lot and like stop people all out to fencing or not really? I didn't really roar at all. Honestly, Okay. like I, I found because like they always had the Lord of Affliction where I wanted him to be most of the time, like pretty much most Oh, so of the people time. can't do it anyway. Yeah, you can't like all that attack Yeah, all that true. thing. So I don't God, need yeah, to. he's so good, isn't he? Yeah. But going into monsters, I would generally Titanic duel with the Great Unclean one because I didn't want him being unable Yeah. to get a plus one to hit. Yeah. Orgots, I would. It would just depend on what I was going into. He would generally just go for a stomp or something. Raw, if he's like solo by himself, and I'm worried that I can't kill it, maybe. Yeah, no, that's a really good point. Actually, I hadn't even thought really about the Lord of Afflictions just being bitey enough that on the turn you want to kill a general or something if they can't do heroic actions and he's got the items so they you know they can't. Essentially, you know that like most people would probably go, cool, I'm going to be on plus two to save this turn. And you're like, nope, you're not. Like it's actually, yeah, it's good. basically that's yeah that's what i mean about like timing what you're going to do like you need to have a think and that's where your positioning really plays into it like what we we're just talking about why would you run three units first turn put yourself in poor positioning to score less points later Yeah. yeah but yeah that was All right, uh cool. that was, that was my round two And what, I forget what the scenario is called, but that was the one where there's four, like the four kind of the box it and was two, the two of them now were primary tooth now analysis. And then, yeah, you can get the other two. good Cool. So yeah, you had a solid win there. Did you end up killing Kragnos or did he survive and run rampant? i think i don't think i killed him but we'd got to like the final round i just scored way more points that it was that was there was a bit of a gap in that one points wise just because i had the objectives Yeah. And the yeah Thunder Tusks didn't go through your Plague Bearers? Because like, having that big block of 20, like the Thunder they Tusks didn't should be doing they like didn't six get mortals to them a shot. But They didn't get to them. they didn't get to them, I, okay. yeah, I put other, I put my units into I them. guess the flies just go first. And Yeah. yeah. Yeah, okay. Yeah, that's what I mean. I was like clogging him up with stuff that, that I could clog him up with, like black kings, nerdlings, flies, great and clean one. Yeah, fair. All right, cool. So game three, what what did you face? So we played the vice on game three, which is like... Which is actually not that bad for Nurgle because you could put the flies in the sky with the Lord of Affliction sometimes. So you can, there's a few things you can do with this one, which isn't bad. Um, or you can just, you know, move them forward, it's, which ends up being 16 inch move anyway. Can Yeah, because this is one where, yeah, you probably aren't. with the pregame getting anywhere near your opponent because you're 24 apart. So even if you move and then move again, you're still eight apart if they're on the line. And because the objectives are in the back corners, they're probably not. Sometimes So... uh, for, for this one, uh, my opponent was on the line, luckily for me. Um, so I was playing against um, Roe and his Skaven. Um, Oh, he's yeah. playing the Scryer list, super shooty. Lots of, as I like, the Jezails, the six, um, Storm not Barrows, Fiends. Storm Fiends, that's the ones, and the uh, Acolytes with the Globes. So very shooty list, very like, I'll sit back and blow you away kind of vibe, like reroll. hits and wounds, all that stuff. Because so I was like telling me all about it. And, the, and I was like, oh, I haven't played Skaven in ages. I haven't seen, this is awesome. Um, but I was like, oh, uh-oh. Uh <laughs> Orgots and the 
straight and clean one, I'm probably going to die because I'm the the objectives are in a backfield as well, and he's put the nor hole, but two of them in my backfield. I'm just like I have to screen this now to stop him getting to it. So instantly, half my army has to stay back. So I was like, okay, this is this is going to be like I was worried, but I was like, okay, I'm just going to push up straight away. Like I need to get into the shooty stuff before it just starts shooting me to bits. So I took the first turn and I got straight up forward and I made my eight inch charges on the Lord of Affliction and uh, one unit of flies. The only unit failed, which was, it was okay. It was on the opposite side of the board, but I got the two that were together in and they went through a unit of um, clan rats just with some impact hits going and then just, you know, attacking and then piling, piling in with the other unit. So I could get the Lord of Affliction in to like the middle of his army almost um, without trying to like fight too many things. Cause it was, it was pretty castled up. Like, so it was, which is good for me. And same thing, the flies just, I took off the clan rats and then just got in combat with all the stuff. I didn't want to be shooting my monsters, giving away points. Uh, so that, like he, he took, it took him a few turns to get through the flies. And then same thing. I just, my other flies was a target. Ended up being his target for you know uh, destroy a, a broken ranks, and I just got lucky and rolled the six on the redeploy and just moved back, which just stopped him getting a charge on, which was lucky. What was he trying uh, to charge him with? Just out of interest, uh, storm fiends. Oh, so he, he was six, he was going one. for the shoot, then the fight. Okay. Yeah, he was going to shoot, fight. He, just, he was going to decimate them generally. But, like, I just moved them back, which was good. Because I, I redeployed when they moved. And then there's something else as well. I, I redeployed really often. I often have a command point spare in in the tank just for a redeploy, just because it's it's just something yeah. I, feel, I feel like it's underutilized by a lot of players. And I think more players should really do it. Even if it's like, oh, I rolled a one. Disappointing, but. You roll that six and you're like, hmm. you oh, yeah. I use redeploy. Yeah, I use redeploy all the time. And having all gods in the list is perfect for it because you just get that CP if you need it. Yeah, exactly that. And that's 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 where it's so handy because you can be kind of CP hungry in in this list as well. Uh, yeah, so I, I kind of clogged him up. I yeah, it took him way too long to be able to get through them, and I just had my black kings at the back, screening off one nor hole. My plague bearers screening off another. All got in the ground and clean one, ran forward, got into the center. Um, it was like, what was it, turn three? And then we were like, okay, I've killed. I, by that point, I've done a lot of damage. Everything's kind of got diseases on it. And then there's not much left that's super killy. Like the Storm Fiends were still around, um, but he'd also failed like two tactics as well, really putting him behind. And me just being able to get on objective, like, getting back into his backfield because yeah. I actually like I he was holding his back objective but it's because it's set up it was fine uh, I'd almost taken it I'd like killed enough of his clan rats so he was like oh so he set up on it so I couldn't take it off him but it was so close so just like holding his position so I, I kind of just clogged him up the whole game and stopped him shooting what he wanted to shoot yeah Whilst blocking off the null holes to him for him getting off into my back area, and by the time that it got into the middle, I'd run the plague bearers the, the ten inches into the center. 
I've got both the big boys in front of the plague bearers. The Black Kings aren't protecting a back flank anymore. They run for the whole army just goes forward. I don't have to think about anything. And because I've sat back in both of my deployments as in his, like I've been in his deployment, I'm in my deployment. I'm really racking up contagion points as well. So I yeah. start summoning things on just to clog things up or throw them into things. Yeah. So with, with that one, it was kind of like I pinned him early and got got, got the points. Really. Yeah, nice. Yeah, that's one where like that block of 20 Plague Bearers just moving up so that for turn four, as soon as that objective moves, you're just like all game. You've not You've not done anything to these. And now they're going to just get me the like one more and you're going to get zero for these two battle rounds. And that's going to be such a big swing. Like just straight away, it's like six points between the two, the two turns. If you're just holding the objective and they can't get it. So the plague bearers just, yeah, it's a great scenario for them. I think. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Cool. So three wins, obviously day one. Um, did you have any, any like, big wins had you had you 20 owed any of them like what what are your margins generally i know you said they were all fairly close but oh i think it was what was the margin it's like a 15 around the 15 18 mark area i didn't yeah i don't think i 20 owed anyone yeah it was because yeah, they were still getting points um i think actually yeah not on day one i think day day two there was a gap on my fourth game though okay yeah. All right. Well, should we crack in? Uh, well, we had the after day one. We obviously had uh, like trivia in the evening and and stuff like that. So, um, were you? And then they released the pairings as well for for the next day. So, how were you feeling after day one? Yeah, I was feeling good. Like just having fun, right at the end of the night, playing trivia, eating pizza, hanging out with everyone. It's just like it's what we come to do, right? Lies dice. So, yeah, it's one of my favorite things to just come and hang out at the like end of day one and just really like, catch up with people you don't normally hang out with that often apart from Warhammer because you're all busy. Like we're all adults. We know what it's like. So that's like that's mainly where my head was. Um, I, when I got back to my accommodation, I was like, okay, I'll have a, I'll have a read over this list properly and have a quick think of what I'm going to deal with. Um, so my next opponent for round four when the pairing was up was uh, against – some Stormcast, which was it was with Anthony, and the the list itself was uh, twenty Skybows. So the you know the sixes do mortal wounds, two shots each, and th they were double reinforced. So they had he had a big block. Um, some chariots had some had Gardas as well for that five up ward. So it's just really tanky whilst being able to put the hurt on with the Skybows, which is really interesting. And same with the um, it's some vindicators, 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 vindictors. Yeah. That's it. I keep calling them vindicators. <laughs> uh, and a bunch of vindictors as well. And then the priest to do the teleport with the two up rerollable. Yeah. Um, so we in so with that, I I knew it was apex predators for that one. That's where the heroes have to score it. It was, it was a good mission for me. Like, I was not too worried, if I'm honest. Going straight into it, I was like, he's only got little heroes. So if I don't let him get on them early, it'll be okay. Uh, yeah. But we were both, we were both, he was a one drop, actually. I was a two drop. So going into it in the morning, he got to choose 
and which is it just I threw my flies forward. I was like, okay, I'm gonna try and mess him up a bit here. I want him to give me the turn. I put the flies forward and I've like kept everything else back. And he actually gave me the turn as well, which I was surprised, but I was glad he did because it means I could pin him straight away because he castled quite hard. Um, yeah, it was, it was a very big castle. Uh, and I was like, okay, I'll just go pin you again. Same tactic as before. But this time it actually didn't go so well for me. <laughs> I, I went into the, a fair few units and I failed every roll. I was rolling ones and twos the whole time. I yeah, like he he chewed through both units in like a turn almost. I think I had one fly left at the end of his turn round uh, turn one, and I was like, oh, that <laughs> didn't go well for me. <laughs> I was like, that's not good. Um, but I'd also moved my other units into position. So I, I actually didn't throw the Lord of Afflictions forward for this one. I kept him back on an objective and I actually took all three. I spread my heroes out to take all three to really kind of, I wanted to separate his army. I didn't want the, you know, one chunk coming for me, yeah. another chunk moving through. Yeah. And we, I split them up. I actually put the great and clean one by himself mm-hmm. and but I had the plague bearers in the middle with the Lord of Afflictions. But then I took all guts with, the Black Kings. So I put Orgots over to be able to be real fighty and take a, an objective whilst the Black Kings were also there to kind of back him up for this one. The Great and Clean one was pretty close to, like, he was just touching, like, because he's a big base, right? So I, did, I was going to say, because that that one, based on the deployment zones, they're actually, like, the middle objectives that, like, the closest one for any model to get to, really, and then there's one that's close to you and then one that's actually quite far away so i was gonna say i assume the great unclean one was in the middle to be able to reach that or gots would have been by the the closer the one further, and then the lord of afflictions went for the furthest oh and he made it uh, i don't think he made it on the first turn actually okay i was gonna say because like, like, I, I remember i had to get a decent run with my yeah. like Achillean king who moves 14 to get it so yeah. i was like yeah, he, did, he didn't get there on the first go i yeah, ran okay. the great unclean one onto the next closer one. So he just went 10, because I set him up on the line, knowing what I was going to yep. do. Like yep. straight onto the, just getting onto that objective was the aim. And because the, the Lord of Affliction pre-games moves, he's he's golden. He's going 16, so he doesn't care. Yeah. Um, but he's also in a vulnerable position for that turn one, um, which was a bit iffy, to be honest, because I didn't have the Plague Bearers in the position I'd want them to be in front of him with this one. I really didn't want him to just get smacked down. Yeah. But, but uh, then we, I run, so he, yeah, he chewed through those really easily. And I was just not rolling well at all for this. So I was like, oh, I, I think I'll lose this. But how I positioned early in the game, I had really stopped him being able to get to my objectives. So I won the turn two priority and I'd moved my plague bearers up in front of the Lord of Afflictions. And, I'd summon the Sloppity Bile Piper, was it turn three, I think, on with them as well because he got a charge off in the turn three um, with the Vindictors and he it wasn't a big charge. Like not all of them were in, so I just stopped the piling and just, just minimised damage to try and stop him getting through that screen. Uh, and then he teleported across. He'd killed, he'd killed all guts, which was like the thing 
one of the first times someone's killed him actually he yeah it did not roll well <laughs> he just he died to two chariots getting to him um and then yeah he teleported the priest across onto the other objective so i was like okay the black kings were still there though so i was like i could just keep like i was like i was gonna try and kill him off just so he's not scoring points um but same thing it was like he i think i got him to fail a few ta- tactics by just redeploying best day ever with the lord of affliction as well just really going for that slay the warlord and i'm just like yeah i've already mystic shield him mystic shielded him before so he's just ignoring the rend and then the mortal wounds it's like it's pretty good but you've got a four up ward save so you're mm. pretty safe unless you just roll terrible but <laughs> Yeah, just denying some tactics. I, I I didn't fully pin him in his in the deployment for this one, but it was it still did muck him up a bit because one fly was still left that he had to fight one flank of a turn for. And the fly was close enough to put some disease points on people and stuff like that. So I could just chip damage, which is nice. Yeah, cool. Yeah, just went through the turns, just holding the objectives. Yeah, it's kind of yeah. It's just it's, it's what the list really does well is I pin you early, you kill my flies, I'm ahead on points, I'm dictating where the game's going most of the time. Yeah, um, yeah. It was a great game though. We had so much fun. I, I started rolling better later in the <laughs> game. I started making simple and saves. So I was like, great, it's coming back, which is good. <laughs> yeah, nice. So you're on the four zero playing on table two um based on like overall points for for round five so i guess at this point you kind of you know you're not winning because table like you're not playing on table one kind of thing but yeah you basically you know you're playing for for second place exactly again so um (laughs) what was your what was your round five uh, matchup then my round five was against uh, Nathan and his Fire Slayers. So this is the first time playing against the new Fire Slayers. And I had heard that, like, you know, like this is about this list already in the tournament, um, just because a few other people that we, like I know, had played against it and lost. And I was like, okay, okay. So I, I was just like quickly had a read of it, asked Nathan, because we had we lunched beforehand. And I was just like, okay, I'll quickly... He's such a lovely guy, such a nice guy. Um, so we had, we actually had a really tight, tight game. Um, I'll get into that in a moment. <laughs> um, but yeah, we just talked before our game, which was we had that bit of time where we could just have a chat. And I was just asked him a fair bit about his army. I was like, I don't know, honestly, what all of the army does. Explained some key points to me, so I understood enough that the Magmadroths go rah and I die. <laughs> basically yeah basically yeah (laughs) so that was that was my understanding i was like okay and what what was the last mission actually need to quickly check this i'm trying to remember power in numbers so the burn one this is the one where you can hold them for x amount of turns and burn for a lot of points um yeah so this is not the best scenario for me this is a scenario I don't think I, my list was that strong in, in all honesty, because holding three objectives and then going forward as well or leaving something really unprotected is, like, not the best for my list. Like, 
but I feel like almost every army has to do this this way because it's you really think you're trying to go for four objectives or in in a game in one go you, you get pretty thin yeah um, so i we I, I got the the choice of first turn or second turn i actually gave him first turn this time i didn't move forward because i knew that those magma drops would just eat me those flies would probably waste a turn because i can't take the objective that turn and use it and blow it up so there's no real point to going first on that turn like i need i kind of wanted him to come to me a bit and give me an opening for something um and he positioned really well like he he's like his positioning was great and it was it was good it was really really good um so like the magma droth sweep behind a unit so it screened off really well there was no chance i was going to get to them there were three together. If I'd gone into them early, they would just blend them in. Like, you just get blending. So I gave him the turn. He just kind of rearranged himself. Actually didn't come forward for me, um, which I was surprised. <coughs> like, okay, cool. My turn. I did the same thing. We both did the exact same play early. So I, with my objectives, I put um, Orgots with the, unit of fire, uh, the, the Black Kings on one. I had the great and clean one with the 20 Blake bearers on one, all the flies on the other. So the Lord of Affliction with the flies all on one as well. That's kind of like how I split my army up for this. And yeah, I lost the, the priority for turn two and Magma Droths moved 12 or something. Something fast. They moved quite quickly. Uh, so they all moved forward straight away three of them together. So one was two two rune sons and the rune father um, coming forward. And he went for the two units of flyers and he also went like I moved the great and clean one to kind of be a bit baity with him because I felt like he would go for him. And I had the Lord of Afflictions nearby as well to kind of stop anything being too crazy for me. And he yeah, he put the Rune father into the into the uh, great and clean one, and he didn't kill it. So I was like, Whoo. I had like one. I think I had like one or two wins left or something, like something crazy. Oh no, I had a few wins left because like I'm I, by the end of it, I didn't have my head like two wins left because of the when you the fiery blood ability. So like on a yeah. four plus, every time you more. wound it, yeah, 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 yeah. So like them exploding back onto you was really really terrifying because it was just it could i would grind people out and i'd have a wound left sometimes on certain units and going into that being like i could kill myself by killing you i was like that's not good yeah uh so he didn't kill the great and clean one which was lucky um i think he failed a, he failed a battle tactic as well for that which was good for me um i didn't i don't think i killed the rune father in that turn but then the next turn i was like cool best day ever or like Titanic Jewel, slay the warlord straight away. Put the through the um, Lord of Afflictions into it, and straight away took took it off. In and then he also blew up my objective. He had taken it off me with the three magma droths being on the objective. Uh, they killed two flies because they're all battle line, right? So he's got fifteen models of battle line, right? So yeah. When the, the Rune Sons are in Hunters of the Heartland, so I can't do anything to them. So it was good that the Rune Father went into the Great Unclean One because he wouldn't be able to do his Titanic Jewel or anything like that. 
Um, so I was, I was lucky. He went into him and I was like, cool, slay the warlord. And I got that with a monster. I had all guts on the other side fighting another rune son. And that's yep. the one that had three up ward save once per battle. Yeah. And he popped that off. And I was like, cool. I didn't, I actually didn't, hadn't have done bring it down or anything like that. So it wasn't, I, it wasn't for like a tactic to stop me. I just didn't want him to die. So I was like, okay, that's good for me because it means you're not going to get to use that when I want to kill that monster, which is good. And then, so my turn to, yeah, I took, took that off him. I managed to drop two magma, magma droths in two turns, which was good. So in turn two, I took out one. Turn three, I won priority and I knew what was coming. So I was, I was like, if I take this turn, he blows this objective up. I'm behind on points. But if I give him this turn, he kills me and I'm out. <laughs> so I have to play the hard game. So I'm like, yeah, cool. I'm going to take the turn. Of course, he blows up the objective with the 20 plague bearers on it because that's what you do. Like, it's, it's the call. <laughs> Um, but in him doing that, it freed half my army up to just be really hyper aggressive. I was like, sick. I don't have to sit here anymore. Um, so as soon as that happened, the Grad and Clean one moved straight off and went for another Magma Droth. By that point, I had healed him a fair bit. So he wasn't super hurt. Uh, and then he went in, took off a ma another Magma Droth, and then died to a Magma Droth, yeah. which was to be expected. I'd run the Plague Bearers over to the other objective, freeing up the Blight Kings and the and Orguts, who just went straight after the Magma Droth in front of them. Um, same thing again. He, he unfortunately failed another battle tactic. He picked the Blight Kings to um, Broken Ranks them, and he didn't Broken Ranks them because <laughs> they're, they're, they're chunky boys. They're very chunky boys. Because as soon as you all-out defense them, they're three up, five up. Four wounds each. The champion's got another wound, so he's five wounds. It's yeah, 20, it's 21 wounds. Yeah, yeah. it's yeah. hard to get through. It's harder yeah. than a unit of flies to get through. So, Yeah, they're very they're just chunky boys. And with this as well, he's got he's got two objectives as well left. So at one point, I retreated one fly and I put it in the backboard and I blew off a little, little screen unit with that fly and blew off that objective straight away because I was just like, okay, I need to just get rid of these objectives because he'll just come back and take it back off me yep. with that magma drop that's dealt with the great and clean one. So yep. at that point I, I'm playing with one objective and he's got two objectives he's held the whole time. And I'm just trying to score my tactics this whole time, just doing my tactics, holding my back objective, which I now know I've got 20 plague bearers are there. He's nowhere close enough to get them. That's fine. I can move forward with the rest of the army. And that's what I've done. I've moved forward. I've tried, I've summoned on some plague bearers actually for this one. And I threw them at some, um, what are their battle line dwarves called? Just like half guard. Yeah. I think that's it. Ones with the shields. So they have the extra. Arms. Oh, Volkites. Yes. No. Yeah. Volkite berserkers. Yeah. So I threw those into them. They did nothing, nothing at all. It was just, I was trying to get onto his objective with a charge. I got the charge, but I just just didn't get anywhere with it. Um, and then it came down to like the final turns, and, and I managed to do enough damage. There was one magma drop left. 
he's only got two units of um, of dwarves left as well. So, and I actually lost the roller for the final turn. And I think he miscounted the points. Um, he, bl he blew up both of his, he's like, oh, okay, I'm going to, because I was like, I hadn't counted, the, I was like, hadn't fully tallied up the points. I, I was like, was tallying, right? But I was like, was just really into the game because it was it was a close game. It was such a close game. At like one point, I'd made 10 six-ups in one <laughs> save, which was on the Black Kings we were talking about as well. That definitely adds to not being able to do it. It was one of the best roles I've, I've made all tournament. And I was like, whoa, that was, that was crazy. Um, but yeah, he won the roll off and he didn't do a tactic or he had to pick a tactic, but he couldn't achieve like anything. He was just out of position for everything. Anything he could have achieved, he couldn't, he couldn't achieve. Um, and doing that, and then he kind of just picked a tactic he couldn't, pick, he couldn't get. And so by that point, I think he had failed like three tactics which is which is a fair bit, right? Um, but he could take, get 16 points on the last turn by blowing up both those objectives, which he did. He blew up both the objectives, jumped 16 points, because at that point I still was in the lead because no objectives had really been blown up. Yeah. And that put him in the like lead, but I still had a turn, right? So in that turn, I didn't really do much. I, was, we, I quickly checked the points. And I was like, okay, I need to score a tactic. I blew up my objective. I'll win by one point <laughs> it was one point of difference so i ran onto the into his um because i both of my i had all guts at the back by that point i'd had a fly at the back already and i just put both into his deployment for the battle tactic to give me a point and just blow up my objective i didn't fight i didn't want to try and fight anything or go for something i couldn't achieve i just i yep. just need a point yeah did that and i and i won the game it was yeah it was very that was probably the most difficult game of, of the weekend which is awesome like i really really enjoyed it i like it was like playing a really tactical game of warhammer for me yeah where i had to really position or it was yeah because because it's so grindy as well both are pretty grindy both but he's he's faster than me though i didn't think he would be faster until i played against the magma adults and i was like whoa these are fast yeah they're good they give the dwarves the speed they need and like high-rend loads of mortals from like their breath weapon like their breath weapons are so good now because turn one you're like oh i'm not in range cool i guess i'll store this up then and then turn two you're like cool now i'm rend three on this shooting which is the turn you want to use it for like they're so good now like yeah i've never I mean, been someone that wants to do just like a full monster army but i i don't have fire slayers and i kind of just want to do as a silly army the six magma dross list and i don't yeah. think it's bad i don't think it's bad either I think you run. I think you run a priest on a magma droth, the rune father on a magma droth, and you can take three of the rune sons as battle line, and you put those in hunters of the heartland, and you take the priest with the um, can do the forge ability again. The, they can activate the same rune again. Yeah, and those runes are really strong. Like it, I mean, plus one rend on those magma droths, going nuts. Yeah, yeah. They're, and yeah. yeah, it's just the fact that melee armies every single time they kill one, they're taking like. What in Lofnir they're taking like nine mortal wounds back yeah, on average. Like... Wounds each. And it's just a four up and it's the nine the nine mortal wounds back is so punishing. Yeah. It'd be really good. Um but yeah, I guess so that last game, I guess he would have because he doesn't nobody scores anything for the one that he burns of yours. So you lose 
eight points, right? And he had he burnt one of yours as well then earlier in the game, so or you he burnt, burnt it in your turn away for one point, and then he blew okay. an objective up because yeah. he shattered the objective, giving no. Okay, so he he burnt one of yours for one, and you burnt one of his for one. So yeah. it would have been eight points difference in terms of he got two lots on the fifth turn and you got one. But then yeah. if he's three tactics, he's only two points ahead. And so that's where I guess killing the Magma Droths, monster point, monster point, and achieving tactic with a monster. Well, that's the thing is I did a warlord tactic with a monster. I did a, And then the Magma Droths, a battle line unit with a monster. And then yeah. all got and took out the third one. A mon- so I, w- I went slay the lord, slay the warlord, and then I did broken ranks, and then I went bring it down, and it was achievable on all the magma droths, which you know they're like four point tactics each because you're doing a monster with a monster, and a monster gives you a point. You're like that's four points. It's it's so many points that you like cool. It's kind of like taking the same tactic you take when you play against Sons of Bahamut. You don't try and play the objectives super much with them because you just go kill the Garg in a turn with the right circumstance and yeah. just upscore them in points. And then you go, well, that's one less they have now for later turns. So you, you have to not worry about the early turns. You just have to accept I'm not going to get the objective points in these turns. But then turns four and five, they're not going to get the objective points. And then, yeah, if you just focus on going, cool, I'll take this monster out this turn with my whole army, then I'll move on to the next one in the next year. So I think yeah. it's how you have to play against them, but yeah, if you you basically have to drop on a turn. Yeah. Ah, oh, cool. Um, that was the one thing I found in my list because I had no monsters, so I was never getting extra points for like tactics. But at the same time, I never gave up any points either, and I could still get points for killing monsters. Like as much as I don't get the extra points for like doing a tactic with a monster. I could still score extra points from killing my opponent's monsters and they could never get stuff off me for killing monsters. Um, but I did find that in my game against Stormcast, like all the extra points I got from particularly <laughs> for, for monsters, but then also for priority targets did actually add a lot to to the score in the end, which pushed it to my, push my game to a 20 because of priority targets because i've killed a unit of four dragons and a unit of six long strikes which got me an extra like two we've got what that got me four extra points because they're reinforced priority targets so that was four additional points and then the fact that i dropped basically a dragon a turn from the unit of four was like i'm getting a point i'm getting a point i'm getting a point and so yeah it pushed me up to like a 20 Whereas without those additional points for monsters and stuff, it, I would have had like eight points, nine points less for the game, I think. So on that differential system was actually quite big. Did you find that like priority targets or anything came into it much? Not really, actually. I don't think really, not for this tournament for me. Um, I didn't find it was a thing. I didn't really, yeah, no, I didn't have any have any priority target problems. I, I, the two tournaments I played before this one, um, if I'd had priority targets, it would have been crazy, crazy, like game changing, realistically, because for, for the points they give up is is a lot. Um, I think that's also as well with with the list is you need to really think about with a monster. How many points is this going to score you versus how many points is this going to give away? Is yep. this going to give away the same amount of points it's going to score, but it's synergizing to your army. So you're OK with it. It's a take. Is this just going to give away points? It's not. 
that good for my army probably not the best but yeah i think if you if you even if it's one more point that you know this monster is going to give you i think you take the monster for that kind of thing i think that's why i like the hammery kind of monsters because it's killy it's going to score the points like taking a, a monster that's a buff unit is kind of probably i don't think the best idea that's why you said you don't see techless around right now because it's a buff monster that could be taken off and give away points more than like sentinels hmm yeah that's why i think you'll see the cron spine everywhere because he's the monster that goes into armies that will then achieve tactics for you like when you need him and he's like cool this is the guy that's just gonna go get me that yeah but i, I still see that kind of being a double-edged sword like i feel we're gonna see like we, we'll see when we play against it realistically i think a lot of people are gonna misplay this i uh, and you know, like you're like, oh, I got to do 18 wounds to 100% make sure it goes down a power level. But you're still rolling for it. You know, I could do like what six wounds to it, and it could still go down a power level. And it's that those kind of cha- like worries and RNG kind of rules that make me not want to take it because that could cost you a game. You know, and you or cost you you like one or two games, maybe a game in each tournament. Which could you know it stops you going five and zero like going four once is amazing, but even then it could stop you even doing that just by giving away something that you think is unkillable. I just I, I just I just I don't know. I feel like it's super strong, but it could also be a bit of a trap. Yeah, I think we'll see. I think it's more the. I don't think I I don't think it's unkillable at all. I think it's more like Marathi where it's not dying until like turn two or like she's not dying until the third battle round kind of thing it's that cool i can just use this like if someone has someone can have like a million damage in their army and it doesn't matter like iron jaws can but if you just get in there and you tag it up like they can literally be like everything i have is twos rolling ones rend five damage 50 and you're like i don't care <laughs> and so it's it's just that ability to mitigate those big threats and just be like cool doesn't matter i've muted your damage now you can't retreat you can't do anything and now i can focus my fire on you but you can only like okay but the retreat thing is like you have to still be within three of it like it's a 10 inch aura yes but other units still need to be within three because a retreat needs to means you need to be in combat like you're not putting a whole army in combat with it and like I guess that that's going to come down to player experience. Knowing, hey, this thing is going to get to me next turn. I should probably screen it out. We'll see screens come back to deal with these kind of silly monsters. Where you're like, oh, I'm going to charge you and lock you up, but I've screened you out. Have fun killing that. Whatever. Yeah. It's the same. It's the same concept as Marathi. Like if you you're like, oh, I I can't kill it. Just feed it garbage. Like just feed yeah. it chaff. It's fine. The issue, I guess the issue there is like, n- unless you're, you have an army that flies a lot, like if you can't retreat from something and you don't fly, like it doesn't necessarily need to like kill screens because then if, if, you're, if the rest of your stuff is behind a screen, like if the screen is still in combat oh, yeah, and the screen can't retreat, you, your army can't move. So um, I do think it's going to cause problems, but I also don't, 
Like I think I think it's just going to become people are going to have to design lists that work around the cron spine and go, oh, I'm not bothered because I have this, this, this. And that's my one, that's my main concern with it, I think, is that the game is just going to turn into how do you deal with a cron spine? Like, how do you solve a problem? <laughs> like, where it just becomes how do you solve a problem like the cron spine? And then as soon as the people and the lists that have the tools to do with it figure it out, they'll be fine. But then you'll have the other... 50 however much percent of armies that don't have the tools and they just go cool yeah, now we're yeah. always always against this because i think so many lists are gonna take it i think yeah that's the problem like it, it i don't know it's, a, it's like a double-edged sword right it can pump up armies that do need that power level to bring them into a new tier that will really give them an edge for example corn i could see that in corn doing really well you know that all that attack on some bloodthirsters together with the incarnate would be pretty good and that book's in a pretty bad place um but i can also see used by strong armies that don't need it and just bullying the shit out of lower tier armies and just probably not giving someone a great game even right now for my list in my next tournament i'm considering the conspire uh, like not in my list like considering how am i going to deal with it like for me personally i don't think it's good in noble i don't think you need it like you already, you've got you've got stuff that doesn't die. Like you don't need something that's not synergizing with your army. It's yeah, to be honest. I think it'll be interesting though for the endless spells. I definitely have not put any endless spells in any list now because I'm like, oh no, which is which is a shame. Like it's something that we're seeing less of already. But now it could be like the hammer in the like coffin. Endless yeah it's funny i think when it first came out people thought oh is this going to be the thing that makes you take endless spells more because people taking them to feed their cronspine but obviously it only works if it devours an enemy endless spell so yeah i think you're right like i don't think you're gonna see them very much yeah. um especially if, if nighthorn as well with the maya morns and that becomes a thing where they start just being like ignore your spell dispel it go away people might just move away from them but we'll see but um anyway i guess we will we will see um at slaughter really uh, in terms of australia like big events that will be running the cron spine we'll see what impact it has but i hope it doesn't kind of have a negative overall impact on the game um like i say I, i've got reservations about it but until we play it we're not gonna know um, and people want to use it it's, it's a cool model it gives cool conversion opportunities so i guess we'll see but um do you have any final thoughts uh like overall comments and stuff for uh for your experience at border war what about your list is there anything you change about the list going forward uh border wars itself like just shout out to nick thank you for putting on a really fun event i had a great time look forward to going back and doing it again um myself list and thank you to all my opponents for great games i had a wonderful game of like just two days of great Warhammer. It was a good time. That's what I want to play Warhammer for, really. So thank you to all of them for giving me such great games and being good people. Uh, my list-wise, I'm actually not going to play this list anymore. Oh, it's gone five and zero. I'm just gonna, I'm gonna shelf <laughs> it for a bit. I'm pretty happy with it. Um, if I was to play it again, I would take out the Black Kings because I've got more flies that I painted. Uh, even though the Black Kings did their job really well. Having a unit that can move eight instead of four late game is a bit, it's, it's better. It's it's more helpful. 
have guaranteed me a triumph with this list, um, which could make the great and clean one more killy. Like, because you just get go for the plus one to wound without having to use best day ever and keep that in, in yeah when you need it. Yeah. Uh, but I'll be moving on to. I'll be using a lot more flies for my next list and I'm going to use eight flies on my next list and I'll be using both the Magath Lords um, okay. for this. So uh, I should yeah. drop, drop the Great Unclean one for a Magath Lord to save the points for the other units? Yeah, so it'll it'll be because it's 500 versus 300 points and we'll see how it goes. I need to do some testing, but I will probably take Blowab with Orguts for the, that typical kind of build. Uh, just because the movement eight with a whole army movement eight. And if you've not got plague bearers, I don't think the greater clean one's really worth it. Like he's really good and he's a two cast wizard. So I have to put another wizard in this list as well, which will be Festus because I want the locus of fecundity. I think that's like something you kind of want in every list. Without it, it you, if you, 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 your healing will suffer. When you want that healing, you want to be able to keep those big pieces alive, and yeah. just just a wizard for a Mystic Shield. Like it's not even for offensive self. It's a Mystic Shield is so good. Yeah, I think it's just great. Yeah, that's that's me. Thank yeah, you. Cool. Thank you. No, awesome. Much. Well, thanks for coming on. Congrats again on the five zero two two times. I can't say two years in a row, but two tw two times in a row. Had a bit of a uh, three year gap in between. But um, yeah, no, congrats again. Thanks for coming on. Um, and with that, we will take a quick break and then we'll be back with the rest of the show. back from the break um hopefully you guys enjoyed that interview with jordan um and hearing about his games as well um and his list and everything has obviously done well maggotkin's doing well so no that was cool um so we're just going to have a quick chat about slaughter now the announcement we made um last weekend i want to say by the time i hopefully get this edited and put out um in that we have decided to allow both the new night haunt daughters of cain battle tomes and because we're allowing both of them, we've also decided to allow the Cronspine Incarnate as well, um, even though we've got some reservations about the impact that's going to have on the game. I'm mm -hmm. not sure yeah. if it's actually going to be a positive gaming experience, but it's all we'll new. Find out. Um, yeah. Exactly. So we we'll kind of thought, out. look, yeah. we'll, we'll allow these books. They'll be out a week before list submission will allow them. It mm -hmm. can slaughter can be a testing ground for three new things. Um, yeah yeah it'll be fine uh, we'll see how we go like um we put a poll up in in the event as well just to get a kind of feel for the general um you know just what the community uh felt about the conspine so yeah it's actually more people voted against than four so 
but it was it wasn't huge. huge yeah, it wasn't it wasn't a landslide, but so it's yeah, fairly it's fairly it's fairly split with a few more on the no. Um, but yeah, it's we thought we'd just make the call. Looks like events are probably just going to pick it up anyway. Um, it's 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 match play legal according to GW rules and everything. It's got points and um, all that kind of stuff. So just won't be attached to all the um, Thondia rules. It's just the War Scroll and the um, and the model, I guess, isn't it? And the points. It's like 500, yeah. 400 points or something. 400 points, yeah. Yeah. So, um, yeah, go nuts. Um, if you're listening and you're a ticket holder, go nuts. If you want to bring one, um, convert one up, you know, we're not going to expect everyone to be buying the, uh, you know, the $380 box or however much it is, 370 was 320 it? 320 I think. 320 yeah, something like I, that. Or 280 I, The thing is, I think, yeah. like it's, I think it's cheaper than a mega gargan or mm. similar to a mega gargan and you also get loads of really cool terrain so and people have bought yeah i was tempted have, <laughs> like people have bought four mega gargans so the whole price thing about it i'm a mm. little bit like well is mm. it is it really like that crazy <laughs> for some people for some it for some it is but, but like, at the same time if you yeah. can get a, a 3d print for 40 bucks as long as yeah. you as long as mm. the print quality is decent and you do like a decent effortful paint job on it and it's not just a the right base size a, a, bish, a bish bash bish bash bosh 20 bucks piece of crap to abuse some powerful rules then it, it's going to get taken off the table so if you want to bring something that's not the official put effort into it as we would expect any army um that comes to slaughter um and yeah, also it's an amazing opportunity for conversions. So go nuts! As we said at the start of the show, I know how I'm going to convert one for my deepkin. So I really hope people embrace it and they they do convert some really wicked ones. Yeah, it's kind of like a um, like last year we had the conversion opportunity for the anvils heroes. Yeah. So I guess this time around it's a cronspine if you want to go down that path. So. But um, I personally don't think we'll see that many. I'll, I'll very happily eat my words if by the time um, Melissa submitted every man and his dogs bringing some sort of cronspine, um, you know, we'll find out, I guess, if it's good for the game or not. Um, but there's lots of other models that you could easily just say, well, that's not good for the game, that's not good for the game. Like where do you sort of draw the line? But I guess the, the way this War Scroll is written it's on you know can't can't slay it sort of thing but you can get rid of it um it's just a you different can, you can way it's of, just yeah for everyone that's played against marathi they know how horrific the she can't die yeah can be can be and it just means every single army in the game can have that and this one also you can't retreat from um mm. yeah yeah and you can have Marathi as well if you're a dog player. <laughs> you could. You could, take, <laughs> you could take Marathi and a Kron's fight. I think it's just yeah. going to spike the or lists that are already powerful and just, you know, give the everyone, all the other lists a bit of a boost, but it's not going to level the playing field, that's for sure. <laughs> no. And I, 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 my worry mm -hmm. is that it will, the game will just become a how do you, can you deal with an incarnate? And that's the, the game just then literally revolves around the lists that have the tools to deal with an incarnate and then the lists that don't. And I just don't want the incarnate to be so impactful that the game literally mm. changes to be, can you deal with it or can you not? But yeah. We'll see, but we'll see. And we'll like see. I, say, I, I hope that at least 
the night haunt players, the daughters of Cain players will just want to run two K lists, two K yeah. daughters of Cain lists that don't include four hundred points of a conspine because of the new books yeah. and and stuff. So we'll see. Yeah. Well, that's I, I still like think mm. I still think you'll see at least ten. Yeah, yeah. Well, we've got sixty-four ticket holders, so yeah, that's that's still you know it's a decent chunk, but it's not everyone. I don't I don't think we'll see every army, but um, yeah, <laughs> yeah. I mean, ten's being under. It's being generously under, in my guess. I think it wouldn't surprise me if you see at least twenty-five percent of the lists taking it, but. <laughs> <laughs> but um we shall see but yeah i just uh wanted to touch on that and obviously um make sure that if people are listening and hadn't seen the facebook post that they know that that's um that's the case that both the new battle tomes will be legal and the cronspine will be legal um obviously the battle tomes won't have received an faq um or it's highly unlikely they will have received an faq so we will if we need to release some house rules on anything that's potentially just needs tidying up or contentious um i think already daughters of cain rally on a four plus i think they've done the same stupid thing they do with fire slayers and just say friendly instead of saying daughters of cain units so if that is the case i can tell you right now there will be a house rule that that only works on daughters of cain units and not friendly um so because that's what they've done for fire slayers anyway as well they should um so that will be one definite house rule if we have to um and yeah once we've seen the full books and had a chance to go through it and see if there's anything else that's potentially contentious and needs uh and needs a house ruling then we'll do that um ahead of list submission mm, yes but yeah um yeah. otherwise i think that's it from me it's list submission in a couple of weeks so it'll be here before we know it mm, and yeah. um we'll definitely yeah. get a show out um before slaughter so probably do a bit of a player pack player pack um slash list review sort of show um so that'll yeah. come out in the lead up so stay tuned for that yeah yeah awesome well as always if anyone wants to follow me you can find me at wounded mortally on twitter and you can find me on instagram and twitter at duke Cadric. thanks for listening guys and i um, will catch up with you very soon See ya. You've been listening to Mortally Wounded Podcast. You can contact Chris on Twitter at Wounded Mortally. You can contact James on Instagram at Duke Cadric. Thanks for listening, and we'll see you next time.